All right, I do be I do believe we are live, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Break the Rules stream. I am Lev Polyakov at Levpo on Twitter, and this is the Grill stream with Giovanni Panacchietti. Bimbo the Hot Mench. Girl stream, Hot Girl Summer. I thought that was <laughs> absolutely the subtitle. Um. And of course, the great Brittany Ventui guy joining us today. Welcome, everybody. Don't forget the super chats. Don't forget to subscribe. As always, all that good stuff. But uh, we are going to have grillers, actual people with a live grill coming in on the stream. We are going to have a lot of great guests for you coming in, including Eggy, who, from what I heard, is going to have a grill as well. So he is going to be live stream grilling for us good people here. This is how we spoil you, watchers of BTR. So anyway, uh, Gio, what do you have cooking when it comes to the idea space? You were talking about the Olympics. Uh, what what do you want to talk about first when it comes to this uh, wonderful time we have well, with these beautiful people? Oh, well, it always comes back to, uh, I, gu I guess the, the WQ, but I guess to start, <laughs> to start off, we were talking about, uh, the Olympian, that girl boss rage quit, um, uh, Beals, her name is. And, uh, we were, I, I wanted to talk, I get what well, I wanted to then talk about how, uh, Yerk here totally owned that one zero books guy. And uh, then maybe talk about how Mary Harrington was getting into some trouble recently with a, a certain identifiable group, a Brahmin caste identity group. So I don't know. Like actual Brahmins or another caste group? Oh, I'm sure some of them are Brahmins, but <laughs> no, no well, I'm talking are, there, about um, there are some Indian her, women. Her wasn't turf, there? Uh, take, so. Wasn't there some Indian woman with the uh, red lipstick that was uh, recently uh, raging against the incel culture? I don't remember her name right now. Oh, there's a few of them. There's that. Uh, who who's the one that looks like Shrek? Was that one? So Rao. Your mom. Oh, sorry, 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 Rao or something. Yeah, yeah. The one who charges like six hundred bucks an hour or three hundred bucks an oh, hour yeah. for consulting. Oh, oh the very lucrative field. Well, she's great right. because she just says like the same thing over and over and over again. Like she's never, I, she's never like deviated from it. <laughs> but I guess what's her, what's her first name? I want to look her up. Sarah. S A I R A, yeah. and then Rao is her last name. R A O. Some of her tweets are so surreal because they're so silly and asinine that it's like almost a joke. It's like she's <laughs> almost in on the fucking joke. But it's you like don't the Tariq Nasheed tweets. It's like. It's but very I meta because the sincerity and the irony of it all like kind of folds in on each other. Yeah, I agree. It's like you, because you kind of think like, this person can't like be really operating at this level, <laughs> but they are. I, I guess before the Olympics, though, I wanted to uh, talk about this one tweet, since it is a, another uh, hot girl uh, tweet uh, stream, hot girl summer. I'm just check. I'm. I have to look over my shoulder because my cat is like going Aww. crazy on my my uh, my painting apron. You so, should have called it Hot Grill Summer. Hot Grill. Oh, Lev, we missed it. Hot Grill Summer. <laughs> it's no, not I too wanted late. to call. It. I wanted to call it. Uh, what would I want to call it? I wanted to call it uh, uh, E Grill E Girl Stream. That's but, uh, stupid. I like Britney's bun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. All right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, another one. The strong, proud. Someone like me looks down at someone like you. No, I'm kidding. I'm doing a doing a bit um 
of a certain person. Anyways, I wanted to uh, talk about this one tweet. It was so good. I told my best friend, Josh, from from our lovely friend Bimbo Ubermensch here, uh, before we talk about the Olympics. But the tw- I don't know why. The way you phrased it was so hilarious. You said that um, when it comes to a real sex symbol, not some the way you said it, not some little league e thought, then you should not talk about any politics or any uh, sort of like geopolitical issue that it should maintain the mystique. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think like what, like a the death of sex symbols, and b how things are just so hyper political that there can never be just a neutral sort of. Uh, collective muse if you will like the way that Marilyn Monroe was sort of like the muse of Hollywood or the way that even before her you had Jane Mansfield and even in ancient history you had women who were the muse of whole civilizations but now it seems that like your typical like Bush League e-girl they uh, are so hyper-political in various ways that it's like there's no there's no genuine mystique to the sex symbol anymore. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. Then I guess we could talk about the the Olympic rage quit. So, what's up? Yo, James. Hi, James. Hello. How are Hi. you? What a wonderful cast of degenerates. <laughs> and we got Stained Haynes in the house. Including you, of course. Ciao, ciao, oh, yeah, of course, including me. Ciao, I'm Bello, the biggest degenerate Gio. here. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ciao bello Gio, ciao bello James, uh, buenos tardes, uh, Bimbo Ubermensch, Brittany. Yo, what's good, Yerkin? Dos vidanya, We speak English in this country here now. Uh, can you stop speaking your Chinese language, please? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep pressing too until you start throwing shit at my window, okay, sir? <laughs> All right, calling my Uber to Astoria now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope everyone's having a a lovely afternoon, and I really do hope we get to have a coexist uh, bumper sticker made out of grilled meats, courtesy of Slav bridging racial gaps, a Slav grilling German meats. That is the way forward. Uh, But but to build build on what uh, Gio was saying earlier, it's almost like even the concept of pinup girls you know, and even oh, yeah. that, like that was replaced with the centerfold, and then the centerfold was replaced with women going, "Stop sexualizing me, but pay five bucks a month to see my chocolate starfish up close." You know? Oh God! <laughs> even even like the aesthetic of the pinup girl, it seems that oh my God, the chat is going crazy. Um, it seems that there is no like um like you don't have the like stereotype of the fifties hourglass shape. It seems that only fans girls are sort of like, they've taken the girl next door and they've turned it into this like misshapen, like, which I get like, like starting the nineties, there was like the thing about, you know, real women have more celluloid and shit like that. But I do feel like if we're going to commodify, like commodify people's bodies, it seems that like only fans gives you the illusion that your average like barfly could like start an OnlyFans and like, I don't know. It's really weird. I it's a multi-level marketing either. scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme because yeah. you have a minuscule amount of like people who are making decent money. And then I, I think like even if you are 0.3, top 0.3%, like at most you're making 5K a month. 
it was some, right. it was some like really low number. And I'm like, you know, you're doing this and you could have probably had a more lucrative uh, option by just dating a man who is a two, two stratum income level wise. You could have had a stable relationship and somebody who makes more money. You're like, hey, you're like uh, two birds with one stone, you dumb bitch. Like, you're not wrong. Not wrong. Like, I'm, I'm stupid. And I, and I, like, and I'm like, you're a woman. Of course got, you are. And I got, I got hitched to someone. It's so, oh. it's so easy. Like, you don't have to send, you don't have to send videos. Like, it's so fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> I it's think so that's just my... trap one and then <laughs> you're good. You like literally do not have to oh, $5 per pick. Like that's such a paltry sum. And then <laughs> like, be it's smart. Bargain. <laughs> and then they go and try to say like, oh, it's not $5 because I'm making $5,000 a month. It's like, if you went to McDonald's and you bought a Whopper, it doesn't matter. McDonald's made $50 million that year on Whoppers. The Whopper is still $5. So your pussy is $5. Hey, 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 hey. But before, before, before anyone says they're selling their body, they're just renting it for a picture or hour. No one shame anyone else for their decisions, okay? Um, Gio, real quickly, you mentioned the 90s. And what I thought yeah. was kind of weird is how, like, heroin chic was like mm. the, the 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 standard where you yeah, had like a um like kate moss and all these like uh ladies that looked like they existed off of virginia slim's um cocaine and mild self-loathing but then in the <laughs> 2000s like the the booty was placed on a pedestal and from that point forward like every other woman even if they're taking a selfie from the front they got that weird sexy scoliosis dance going on like, I never understood the weird focus and obsession for optics that revolve around either you knowing I have a booty or giving the illusion that I do have a booty. Like, going on my tiptoes and arching my back and doing the weird one foot front and out like a sleeping horse. And, like, my stomach is in and my chest is out and I look like a minotaur, but I make it work. That became the standard, and I've always been curious when that started. Complete with head tilt and derpy pout lips. You know what I'm talking about? I can yeah. confirm that Stain Haynes does have a booty. Mm. <laughs> it By goes the way, both ways, I think. Because, mm. like, I can't tell you the amount of times I had people, like, come up to me and be like, you have no ass. I'm like, don't you know that I'm black? Like, first of all. <laughs> oh! um, but anyway, like, oh. they would come at me all the time and be like, you don't have an ass. You don't have an ass. Because I wouldn't, like, get up and show my ass, like. No, white, no ass so you get a pressure the whiteness too. robbed you of your ass that's the problem the whiteness <laughs> robbed you of the ass so <laughs> Benito, get just, just, uh, a different expectation like in the early 2000s you could have you know you could you could have the the ideal i think was like a very svelte flat stomach and then yeah. really huge honkers but then with the advent of the Kardashians and um, advances in Brazilian butt, I don't know, demographic <laughs> changes. There's a lot of things we could- Although I would, I would, say, I would say Jennifer but, Lopez did help popularize the booty though. Like she deserves some credit. Yeah, that's true. 
Kardashian? Uh, no, no, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Oh, yeah, I, Jenny from the Block. But, but you know, that was a previous iteration, and then, and then I think the Kardashians really brought it into full swing. Wasn't there a movie where she was a poor, like a uh, maid, and Ralph Fiennes was this rich aristocrat that she married? Made in Manhattan, I think. Yeah, that one. Um, I will I, say I am a tit guy, but it is more important, I think, to have a nice ass than big tits because there's think, plenty there's plenty of nice small tits. But when have you ever seen a, a good flat or small ass? Never. Uh, sometimes. Small, small. Yeah. If it's perky and you're like fit, it could look nice. Well, but... if it fits your, your body type, if you're like small, of course. I think that's but, the know. problem with the baddie look is that if you want like huge tits and ass, you have to have the body. Like a lot of these women, I think it's like gone the other way. Whereas in the nineties, the heroin chick look was total like, you know, cause as a millennial, we grew up with like the public ad campaigns about the, you know, anorexia. And like, I remember, uh, I guess nowadays there's still that, like if you're like an e-girl and you listen to the red scare podcast, but I think that <laughs> now it's, the, but now it's the other way. Now it's like this sort of celebration of, uh, like features that are more not just like in terms of body type ambiguous but even racially ambiguous i think that's like as i don't want to like go all like paul nazi but it's even like the whole discourse around this olympian where the main u.s cultural export is largely afro-american cultural exports that have well, the, the interesting yeah. thing with the big uh, boobs and the big ass is that these are commodities that can also be sold to people through plastic surgery, where yeah. anybody exactly. could really be. It's a status yeah. symbol. Yeah. Yeah. It's a status symbol. Yeah. You can, when people, uh, there was something I saw where a young woman was uh, inquiring to her doctor, oh, do I look younger with this Botox? Botox is not really expensive, but, you know, he said, the doctor replied back, oh, no, you just look like other women your age with Botox. And I think this speaks to two things. Um, well, first of all, I think it's a, in some ways an aspirant class signifier. Aspirant. Like, <laughs> yeah, you basically, you're basically signaling, I have the money to go and change my face. Um, and then two, I, I mean it's like a cult of youth in a way, because I, I don't really think Western civilization now like uh, appreciates um, old, old women like, or matriarchy. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't have to be young anymore. Um, I mean, you have to be young all the time. I bet because like, it's like after a certain age, if you're not in MILF category, you're basically nothing you're, you're, you're ignored so Social when a invisible. lot of young men they get yeah. shit about uh oh they're like you know this dumb thought can come online and she can get so much attention i'm like yeah but uh, sweetheart that's a short-lived phenomenon because reality is cruel when she's not a milf if she doesn't hit milf category and she hasn't locked it down with someone they're practically invisible and then they get yeah. bitter because quite frankly, there is no like appreciation for being a matriarch or like, mm. uh, yeah. like, or even, I even saw this like asinine thing where basically they were like, 
oh, if you're a grandmother, like, don't, don't ask grandmother, don't, don't beg the grandmother to go and uh, babysit the child. I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah that's horrific. Grandmothers that one was love awful. their grandchildren. They want to be around them. Yeah. This is like a mm. historical. That's horrible. Oh, they, they want to turn the bullshit. grandmother into the uh, cool wine aunt. I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah 60, I 60 say is this, the new 40. Yeah. That's. Oh, God. Oh. Bimbo, I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, plastic surgery being like an indicator of like class or what uh, status, which isn't tied to wealth. There it is. Not, not just in and reminder, wealth is the one true privilege, right? But um, it, it, you see the same thing in South Korea and where like Brazil and South Korea, I think, have more plastic surgery than anywhere else in the world. And like, depending on what income bracket you're in, like for your sweet 16, they shave down part of like your, your, your jawline. So you don't yeah, look the like feminization yes. surgery and so, the double so, eyelid. Yeah. Yes. So you, so you don't look like, um, uh, a weird, uh, happy meal jaw box looking thing. You end up looking like every other woman in a magazine in South Korea, but but I think it was Lev who, who, had, who had mentioned, like, if you end up commoditizing these things, like, okay, like, not to be cynical, but it's almost like the people in the echelons of power, a, a goal is a common global market and the elimination of pre-capital identity. So then, like, identity becomes like a collection of commodified consumer objects, where identity categorizations lose their racial, ethnic um, specificity and become objects that can be consumed through voluntary consumption. Like the butt, like the double fold eyelid, like women making their lips look like they had just been bobbing for apples in a bucket <laughs> of bees. As long as they get that vaguely exotic look, like if they're not born with it, they try and struggle so hard to get mm. it. And like, and it's bizarre, like rather than work with what you got, you know, it, it's like this weird, how can I build on this? And it, it, and it must be so difficult to be a parent and have a daughter these days. Oh, you yeah. guys think that there is a kind of glamour that's now like accrued to like, uh, just like an anonymous, uh, like e-girl Twitter accounts that um, don't like even post pictures of themselves, but just have a kind of persona. You know what's great? I was listening to... Oh, come here, Benito. Aww. Aww. It's Benito. My, my, this is the Hi, boy Benito. one. Hello. So cute. Aww. Aww. He's gorgeous, the, uh, mate. Is the other one named Adolf? No, the other one, <laughs> no, the other one's named Hildy. Because when I, when I was a kid, my father used to read me, um, the book series, The Littles, where it was these little people that would like, and, and Hildy was the house cat from the house they were living in. And so she would like, they would ride Hildy like a bus and Hildy would also save them from rats. That was the big thing. Because rats were so like their cool. mortal enemy. And hopefully <laughs> these ones will be good Mousers one day. So th th This Aww. is the greatest episode of the Punished Chet Animal Power Hour of all time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes, Benito. But I wanted to say, I wanted to give a huge shout out to two very special people. Um, I was listening to, I don't know why, and it's behind a paywall, unfortunately. But I was listening to uh, our good friend Jana's podcast, with my other good friend, um, Black Pill uh, Princess, uh, Impossible Princess on Twitter. And they were talking about this exact same thing about the e-girl being an idea rather than just a material reality of a young woman. Because now the archetype of the young woman through the e-girl aesthetic is like you could be a 30, you know, whatever, like the trads call it, the 35-year-old hag, like no eggs, and call yourself an e-girl because there's a level of cuteness that is being commodified 
And the e-girl, like, for example, the e-girl adopting aesthetics of the early 2000s, even though some of them probably weren't even born or remember what it was like back in the day. But yet there's, and so my friend, um, Impossible Princess, she points this out, how the e-girl has really become the monotype of like corporate uh, neoliberal consumer capitalism, because now mm. the young girl can be marketed to the young girl really is the primary economic, like homo economicus force. Like, I lo- why do you think K-pop is such a powerful <laughs> uh, mind worm, right? So. Bibliotext pill. I, yeah, I yeah bibliotext some... pill. Yeah. <laughs> I have one question or one thing to pose to everyone here, though. A lot of the time, I think it's kind of externally imposed because you have a lot of girls who kind of just go on twitter yeah. and um if they accrue enough followers even if they don't dye their hair like pink or purple and do like the insane bronzer like belle delphine sort of look they're called an e-girl right. like i think sexual relations have been so eroded and people have been so retarded Um, like they'll call any girl an e-girl because they literally don't know how to talk to a girl and then vice and then same with like misandrist twitter because it's just like i think a lot of it is externally imposed literally you'll have a girl who has i don't know even 500 followers and barely shows their face and just sincere posts and then they'll be called an e-girl i don't know should be reserved for girls that i don't like i, I think yeah. it's like it's a way of uh like See, exactly, uh, managing it's mm. it's yeah. it's applied oh, to people oh wait hold on uh Brittany, you were saying something before i want to make sure you get it out of- by the oh, way was- benito likes uh whenever um i have the the viewfinder so whenever uh sandra sorry whenever bimbo ubernet bench talks uh I don't know. Benito just perks up and looks at her. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. So, it so, looks like a dog. I had a dog bark at me, my friend's dog, because I think they thought that my hair was huh? also a dog. Oh, man. Benito making brown girls blush? Oh, yeah. man. Why do you think I brought him on stream? Anti-Semitic dog over there. <laughs> um, but you sorry. I, uh, yeah, Brittany, go ahead. Then I wanted to ask you two a question. So you go ahead. Yeah, it, it's pretty much been like uh, one of these terms that gets overused and it kind of loses its meaning initially back in the day like let's say six seven years ago e-girl was exclusive to girls that were promiscuous online or would like um have sex with people or send nudes to like get clout and things like that and use like the dog face snapchat filter you know the blueprint of the e-girl but now it's kind of just like every girl online also i wanted to say in regard to um having certain features and you could be 30 and still be an e-girl. I think that's enabled due to Photoshop because it's pretty much consequence free. And sure, you might show up on like some forum, some gossiping forum of someone pointing out that your Photoshop's ridiculous, but the coomers don't really care. Overall, there's not really much consequence for it most of the time. And you will continue to make thousands of dollars on OnlyFans or whatever platform you're using to, um, pretend that you have a body that you don't or feature facial features that you don't and you still get invited to podcasts as well so yeah mm. people can just make up their features um photoshop until they get surgery and then 
Well, there's a certain Canadian lady, Gio, that that I think you know who we're talking about, who ends up putting a lot of these filters on her face whenever she even does a professional interview. And she puts weird, weird ones on, too. Like, she put one where she had a booger coming out of her nose, like a slime booger. Lev Lev stalks this one. uh, No, not stalks. I want to get her on the show. Let's (laughs) be nice here. She used to... Hey, she used to be on Naked News back in the day. Lev isn't stalking. He's just doing deep cover recon going through her garbage and watching her through <laughs> binoculars from across the street in an idling car with no license plates. Um, real, real, real quickly, uh, Bimbo, you mentioned how um, like, b- basically any, any young woman on the internet who meets slight disagreement, she could just call that dude an incel and write it off. Kind of like how... like. Yeah. Kind of like how the words troll has been... Okay, the word troll has been watered down to anyone who disagrees with me. And the word meme has been watered down to any dog shit picture with uh, text on it. Like, all these words have been watered down to the point that, like, not only have they lost the meaning, they've now just faded into part of the, like, bland inbred background, you know? So, like, it, it ends up causing this really muddied discourse where everyone has to double check to make sure if they're saying what they really mean. Um, but it makes it a, a hard to unpack. Like Brittany was saying, like e-girl is a term that carries weight and significance. It has context. It's been around uh, for over a decade, you know, much like the words troll and mean and incel mm-hmm. for that matter, you know? I think um, you're right, uh, Bimbo Ubermensch, though, that it is like something that's kind of imposed on people. And I think it's like ego in particular as a kind of online identity is kind of like a, w- a way that men use to like manage their attraction to uh, yes. like girls online, you know? Cause that's like, if it's, true. if it's like a kind of like a known quantity, it's like, Oh, that that's like the ego. <laughs> then It's a way to keep distance. It's a way to keep. Yeah, yeah. And it's also an indication that people have, like there's been a stark, like there's been a steep decline and like, uh, how socially adept people are like it's yeah. really it's oh god really sad. like i mean very true and i'm and i i even feel that my social skills have eroded over the past year and a half in canada specifically ontario because of the draconian lockdowns they're only starting to loosen stuff now they've basically given us permission but like i am more retarded and like I've spent more time on I've spent time on Twitter and I, you know what really got to me, you guys? There was that one uh, statue Avi P, uh, profile pic guy who had a thread about his girlfriend who moved in with. Oh me God, that one! Oh. <laughs> that oh yeah, that was bad. Killed me. That fucking killed me because I was like, oh my God, we're so fucked if this. Like, why did he kick okay. her out because he did she did the laundry for him she did the laundry then she inquired she asked she said sweetheart could you pick up a little bit you know around maybe divvy up look when 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 my husband and i do the laundry we just do the fucking laundry he hates folding i fold it's just intuitive you just i like folding actually hey, hey it can be soothing for some it can be monotonous and tedious for others but the whole point is like look I think that right-wing bodybuilder, um, like self-improvement Twitter is good for young men who are being told they're bad for being men. I think that's good for, but sometimes they take the memes too fucking seriously and they end up sabotaging 
you know, a fruitful yeah, relationship yeah. that they could have. Yeah. It's like, like game, the game theory paranoia, man. Like he's like, oh, like she's she started doing this thing. Like what move <laughs> should I do next? Like, like, what's I'm the like next dude, you, this could have been your potential future wife. I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know the minutiae of but, his relationship. But, but the tricky but like, thing, the, the so tricky retarded. thing though, is like right wing bodybuilder self improvement dudes though, like they're good for some things, but terrible people, for others. But, but, right. And people, because listen, what works for you might kill Geo in two weeks and vice versa. What works oh, for love oh, might. True. What works for Lev might kill James in one week and vice versa. What works for me might send Yerick to the fucking abyss and vice versa. But the problem is, is like uh, younger generations have a harder and harder time to distinguish the difference between online and offline. The, the membrane between meat spaces and online disintegrates further every day. So like instead of taking it, you know, with a grain of salt, they take it yes. at face value and then they just like control C and control V it into their head. And then when it doesn't work, they either double down or have a complete breakdown and do a 180 a few years down the road because they're looking at the world black and white. Like that's, that's, why I like James, that's why I like James's presence because he clearly has understands meat space, like the liminal qualities between mm. Space by the way sp speaking of meat space you know check a uh, uh, look at what's going on here with dujan's grill <laughs> I thought you meant meat thank you bimbo nice nice hey dujan wow. look and, we're gonna and dujan is one of our patrons patreon.com slash break the rules and by the way we're gonna have eggy coming in grilling as well real soon at around six o'clock or so but uh yes james i think that bimbo is very correct about uh your personality i think you are a very uh you know, you have a certain kind of attractiveness that uh, is you, you, very you. You drive pick me's wild, by the way. I love. Oh, it. just give him a big old scooch, <laughs> love. Uh, no, I'm like, he's at conferences, and he's at conferences, but he's also like deeply embedded with his podcast production. And then I don't know. He's just like. There's people like that who can who can handle. He, he's got confidence. I think confidence yeah, is yeah. very attractive. I've always been that way. I've always been like super confident and stuff. I've always yeah. had a clear goal and a vision, and uh, you know I'll go to the point of seeming delusional to other people. That's how confident I am. No, but 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 what I really admire about like the way you handle and carry yourself is that like in a small intimate setting, James can be both both guest and host at his own party, and like. If he has a few minutes on his hands, Homeboy's a really good bartender too. But on oh, yeah. the other hand, he's just as confident in the middle of a no rings fucking deathmatch wrestling show going, woo! While five feet away, uh, someone is getting clobbered and put through a table. Like he's sort of like a man for all seasons. It's really, it's, it's, it's always fun to hang out with him. Thank you, brother. Especially yeah, I, I love bartending at my parties, but I can't do it at like the big ones because like I'm like just spread way too thin as it is. But like when it's like, you know, a gathering of like 10 friends, maybe 15, then I can actually, you know, make drinks for people and shit like that. Ah, uh, gotcha. And my dad, was, my dad was a bartender and that's how I, I learned to do it all. And I've yet mm. to meet any friend who uh, is a better bartender than me. So... Well, look, you have a couple of things going for you, James. Number one, you're Italian. Number two, your father's a bartender. Like, there, when you combine these two things together, no Let's wonder go. why you have so, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's no it's no question. Plus, you live in New York City, so you had plenty of time to practice your skills. Hell yeah, yep. But as far as what uh, men are looking for today, not everybody is lucky enough to be uh, born with an Italian bartender father and living in New York well, City. Actually, my dad's so, not Italian; it's my mom. Uh, same yeah. thing. Whatever. But so, my dad's but, like honorary Italian because his sauce yeah. is like unreal. Yes. Mamma mia! Oh. Like his but, sauce uh, will put yeah, real think... Italians to shame. I, I believe that, um... it. No, no, but but I, ju I just want to say real quick, when it comes to most guys, though, today, if they're not going to measure up to that kind of level of smoothness and suaveness, what would have happened back in the day? Because we have this impression, thanks to all these 4chan infographics, that back in the day, <laughs> if you were an average man that would be able to be an okay provider, you'd be able to find somebody who would be more or less your, your level. Yeah. And today... It may not be the fact. Is that true or is that bullshit? So, uh, Brittany Uber, uh, Bimbo Mensch, uh, Bimbo Uber Mensch, Uber Bimbo Uber Mensch, I want to say. But anyway, <laughs> Bimbo Mensch. Bimbo well, Mensch. Well, let's start with Brittany. What do you think? Is that uh, the case today or no? Or, like, are men just crying for no reason? I'm sorry. Can you, like, condense the question so I can <laughs> yes. answer it? No, no, I know this is a very lev question, which means it was extremely long and convoluted, but I am going to condense it. I, guy... I really wanted to roast Britney there, but she was right that it was uh, no, she, a convoluted love Absolutely. It was a convoluted love question. I'll ask it again. Are the guys who back in the day, uh, are the guys right who say that back in the day, I would have been able to find a gal who would have been around my level. Now she's never going to go for a guy like me, even though I'm not the worst. I may not be as suave as Amen. James, but uh, I'm still at a competent uh, level. What do they mean by back in the day? Do they mean back in the day when women had to be married or else they couldn't own property or have a, yes. like, any sort of independence? Because then, yeah, because you're basically enslaving them and they're dependent on you. It's not, it's like, oh, I don't go with this guy because I like him. I go with him because for survival. Um, so if they mean back then, then yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Do you want someone okay, but when, when obligation? You're, That's not very But romantic. when you're talking about liking, what is the level of liking uh, here? Are we, are, are we talking about liking to the extent of finding a Superman, hard body, doctor, lawyer combination? Or are we talking about like, what would be the gradient of realism here when it comes to what most women are seeking? Are they all seeking Mr. Perfect? Because the point that a lot of these guys would make is that if only the standards would be lowered just just by a few smidgens here and there, then maybe no, everybody would I don't be think, happy. Okay, so I know that there are a demographic of women who are asking for a tall order for what they are and what they provide. However, in general, I think that men should actually like come up and meet meet the standard, like not the crazy standard of like, oh, you need to be seven feet tall and make a million dollars a year or whatever. But there's a tendency for men to not take care of themselves. And, they, you know, you have this wall meme and everything, but women take care of themselves. We put on sunscreen every time we go out. It's like a big thing now. Like skincare has really hit the West. Meanwhile, men, if you tell them to put on sunscreen, they're like, no, that's gay. <laughs> Getting sun cancer is straight. And it's like, they're going to age You're gonna poorly. The they're going to get from wrinkles. the sunscreen, not from the sun itself. Some yeah, Johnson. Wait, Johnson's what is gay? Yeah, Neutrogena yeah. and all those, but I don't use that. Do your research. Get, um, get, uh, I'm, I'm pretty get Mel sure. on here, and she'll uh, she'll start I'm, going I'm, off. I'm pretty sure I saw sunscreen on Grinder last week, like you know, making a ruckus. Be careful about that sunscreen. Always making passes at people. 
So I do my, believe in moisturizing. I'm sorry, Brittany. If, if my you're point, healthy enough, my point you is that there's a problem where a lot of men uh, do not self-groom or take care of themselves and make no effort to look good. Yet women put extensive effort into looking good. Hence, they're going to be rewarded and be more desired. So if people want to be more desired, they should self-improve. And there's a significant amount mm. of men, especially the entitled ones, who make no effort to look better. But, they don't work much, out. They're uh, not going to the gym. They're not lifting. They're not putting sunscreen on to prevent prevent okay you're, you're, i think you're right about the working out part but as far as a lot of this uh, grooming you're talking about uh isn't it a little bit like saying you want the uh cast of queer eye for the straight guy to come in and do this makeover for no the I, don't, I don't think that's what she's saying at all wait she what was wants... gay before it's not gay Brit to put on sunscreen it's not gay to get your hair cut and trim your beard to Brit britney's just nice saying thing. that guys should be like me is all that's literally what she's saying <laughs> i take care of myself i, I go to the gym i eat healthy i take supplements i trim my beard i get nice haircuts you know yeah, i think it's dress well what's wrong james, with wanting james that even, nothing james doesn't even eat red meat for god's sakes look at the look at what he does to take care of himself now that yeah, is granted, pretty gay he, he, no. like, <laughs> hey up yours he eats chicken and lifts weights because he wants someone to love him back you take that back Gio. I eat chicken I, I and think, lift weights because I only like chicken and because I want to look at myself naked in the mirror and be like, <laughs> yeah, that's hot. I think I think that you should uh, not use sunscreen, but just try to find ways to limit sun exposure at peak hours. That's probably my mm. best. Well, I think we're also advice. focusing on it's the number one cause of aging. Mm. Well, we're yeah. focusing on grooming too much here, I think. Other than grooming, there's what, also the what matter of career. What was this about career. standards? I think, listen, here's the thing. Okay. Modern notions of romance, total psyop. Because back in the day, people, like, even people's notion of love itself, I think love is something that you grow into rather than, and yeah, there were probably material constraints on people that um, ensured monogamy was optimal for whatever. Even the word optimal itself is kind of like, you know, a bullshit gamified like econometric, but I think it still stands that nowadays standards are so highly insane on all sides that, I mean, truly, hmm. it, I, I shudder to think what's going to happen. Well, I, I want to ask, uh, I want to ask uh, Brittany not about grooming, but about uh, jobs, about career, about that that yeah. part of it. So, where well, would you say would be a fairly, uh, you know, fair? let's say uh prerequisite of a kind of career for a guy or job, you know, I'm not even going to say career like job that an average guy can have where let's say a girl who would be like uh, at his level in terms of attractiveness would uh, in theory uh, have no problem uh, getting with him. But the guys today think that she's not that she's, you know, upping the level to uh, a level career wise that's higher than that. Well, I think it just depends on like, who the girl is and what she's asking for too. It's relative because most women like, and it's not just the women, it's also how the men feel about it. So for example, if you're a woman and you're making six figures every year, it's not unreasonable to ask for a man who's also making six figures a year because you want a man that makes more than you because when you get pregnant, you can't work and you're going to be spending your time not working. You need money to come in and the man will feel emasculated if you make more money than him. So That's if you're a woman who's a software engineer, I think it's reasonable to also want a man who has something like that as a job. And I don't think it's unreasonable. I just think it depends on your caliber as a woman for what you go for. But then again, some people have bad taste and maybe you get lucky, you know? Also people this notion that people tend to, like now there's a discrepancy in terms of uh, men and who they date and women and who they date. 
you know, most people marry within, like, even to this day, and I'd say in some ways it's reified. Uh, people tend to date within their social class and physical attractiveness class. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's true. It, it's, it's just, it's just truth. But, you know, sometimes people think they can, you know, punch above their weight, and certainly they can, but they have to make up for other things in other categories. And then, I guess this is kind of Pavlian, but like, I guess in some ways, um, when a woman, a woman just is, and then a man has to like become, I don't fucking know, but like, it's just true. Like people just generally marry and date within their social class and economic class. I mean, there's a, there, there's like this whole like thing in their head where people think like, oh, a man who's like really rich dates like a poor peasant but like super hot woman from a favela or whatever and they're just together. <laughs> no but but, 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 that, but but that sometimes happens because men tend to marry across and down women tend to marry across and up and oh shit it's eggy i think it's Ooh, the reverse no. hey, speaking speaking of class we got the egg man gonna make my I've dog heard, bark. let me let me just say one thing i think the work thing is bullshit i think that's a holdover from a uh previous bygone era of like wasp bourgeois complacency and i think that women who chide men who are part of the neat aristocracy i think in the future what's going to happen with the way things are going is that if you like have a house that are in, that's inherited from your parents that's basically like you're a land gentrious aristocrat and that in the future no millennial will be able to actually have a home they'll live in pod cities and therefore if you um coast by on on sort of uh, lax property laws that the government can't possibly enforce outside of mega cities i think that's probably going to be the shape of the future aristocracy people are going to go back to like communal living in ways that um the sort of like um the the english kind of creationist yeah yeah if people just yeah, threw all their life you. savings into fucking shit coins then like this wouldn't be so i just gotta wait a few years i mean i'm pretty much inheriting my house so <laughs> <laughs> wait james what was the shit coin that you well, not shit coin but there was one that phantom. you recommended phantom yeah you said yeah. that it was like um what makes that uh, coin special? i want to say uh sorry if i look like shit it's like 100 degrees out here but i'm getting my grill ready now i'm gonna make some smashed burgers oh, with homemade okay. sauce nice oh hell yeah dude keep us posted eggy thank you so much for coming in i am curious eggy what do you think of this uh question that comes to uh are women dating outside of uh the uh dating pool that let's say back in the day would have been more appropriate for let's say a woman who looks a certain way to date a guy who looks a certain way and now she'd be dating over that particular category trying to get with somebody who's a higher level. Do you think that that's uh, something that's always been occurring and right now we're just paying attention to it? Or do you think like with Tinder and things like that, it's been occurring at a much more exponential rate, which in terms makes a lot of the guys who are of that level not really have anybody but like the lowest tier uh, females to uh, get with? Well, I would say personally, uh, it's definitely exacerbated more in larger population areas in my experience, because the thing of it is, is that um, if you have people who are in a smaller town, I think people are kind of uh, people are just more familiar with each other. I think you're going to see more traditional relationships forming in those circumstances. But it's not it's also not something where if you're born in a large population area that you can just move to a small town and make it work because you're not integrated into the social fabric of the community in a way that is uh 
you know, better known. So I think really any town, I, I don't know if I would have a specific number to say, but certainly I believe that it scales disproportionately with uh, the population density and size because you're just going to see, you're going to have so many, you're going to people in a large city are already somewhat uh, disconnected and atomized. And so you're going to basically have more people intermingling that have all kinds of different things going on for themselves. And it's going to project, I think, the fantasy for a young woman who might have a lot of options seemingly available at the time to sort of, uh, you know, choose around or, you know, or, or postpone and wait longer. Now that you want to have career women who are, uh, you know, uh, in smaller areas, they'll kind of feel similarly. But I would say that probably it's just to do larger with the uh, general disconnection in society at large uh, between people uh, just overall. But I, I would be wrong to say that it hasn't been enhanced to some degree through these apps and websites. But I think that uh, I feel like we were treading that path before the apps and the websites and they probably certainly did enhance it to a degree, but I think we were already treading this path uh, beforehand in my personal opinion. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, even before any of us were born, I think this path was being treaded back in the uh, roaring twenties. There was a lot of drug use. There was a lot of partying back then. Same thing with the sixties, but these things tended to level out somewhat, right? Then you had, let's say the thirties uh, and forties. Well, and then you had, again, I think, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it's the same thing. If your shirt gets caught in the, you know, in the door or something and it has a little tear in it, you're not going to throw the whole shirt away unless, you know, unless you're like that or whatever. But, you know, the, the hole that has formed is going to continue to expand as it wears on. So, I mean, it's like this was going on at that time, but, you know, it was a, it was a fresh little nick versus, you know, like a bullet hole <laughs> kind yeah, of, in terms of yeah. uh, in terms of lethality of the wound, if you will. You know, but it, just, it, it continued to fester and continued to go on. That's my opinion. Well, what would it look like when the uh, dress has to be thrown out, if you catch my drift? Uh, well, like, once again, that, uh, I think it depends on what people are willing to uh, wear. You know, are you, are you willing to wear a, a trash bag, or are you going to say, going to throw it out before it gets to that point? It's, I think it all comes down to what people are willing to tolerate. Um, I think my girl's all smoked up over here. Ooh, let's see what that looks like. But uh, Bimbo Uber mentioned, Brittany, uh, what do you guys think? Do you agree with uh, Eggie's uh, statement? I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Eggie's right in the sense that when you're in a big city, there's like a seeming abundance of who you can or cannot date. But I mean, I've heard, but I feel like when there is that seeming abundance, what happens is a lot of people just date into per like, into like, perpetuity and they don't really you know settle down and then yeah it's because it, it's just like the seeming abundance of choice so you'll swivel your head in the other direction and you, then you'll find someone else who is like really cool or chad like and then you'll date them and then it's just like a really it's like a dog eat dog world but i feel like if you're if you have less choices, but still some choices, like I find people who move to mid, mid, uh, mid-sized cities with a, still a sizable dating base, they tend to settle. I don't know. And my, I, I mean, that's what I've seen. I'm I really mean, to build, to build on what you and Eggie mentioned about um, the, the abundance of choices if, if you're in a big city, um, like Lev and James can attest to this. Like here in, in New York City, um, it is <laughs> staggering and bewildering when you look at the, 
and yes, it, it, it would be remiss to speak of online dating without bringing up all of the good and meaningful things that could happen from it. But I think because let's be everyone... real, there's almost never anything good or meaningful that oh, ever oh, comes oh, from oh, online oh, dating. Hey, 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 <laughs> it almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. If you were to say you never got a good, a happy ending from online dating, you'd mm. be lying and turned to stone, my friend. Oh no, Hell of yeah. course I have, but like, there's nothing meaningful that's ever come out of no, no, any James, of the fucking... James. I met a, this Japanese girlfriend uh, that I had for some time on Here Tinder. Here we go again. On Japanese Christmas. The Japanese girlfriend so, again. Yeah. Well, no, not Japanese Christmas. It was regular Christmas, but in Japan, Christmas is considered to be like Valentine's Day, so that was great. She always used to bring me desserts every time we met. But anyway, some good things do come out of these uh, things. Maybe that's because but I'm I wanted lucky. to ask. I want like we were going, we were talking. I about... didn't get to answer, by the way. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, yeah, Brittany. Ahead. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I just. Brittany's like, I'm here too. Listen, you're gonna answer when you're told to answer. No, I'm kidding. Go um. Ahead, well, I think that what Eggie said's true and what Bimbo said is true. Um, but also we have to consider the fact because two things can be true at once, like everything that's been said so far, but in the city, like in New York in particular, the men out the the women outnumber the men. So that's a problem because women have less selection. So the men get a huge advantage in New York. So that's not a problem for them, right? But not only are the men smaller percent than the women, it's like 20% more women than men. You can look it up. And the men, a lot of them here are gay as well. There's a lot of gay guys here. So that basically gives a huge advantage for guys to dating and getting the Stacy they want, as opposed to the woman getting the chat. Sounds like want. heaven. Then, then where's my quality girlfriend, Brittany? It's just a bunch Where of, is she? Well, not in New York. It's a lot of degeneracy mm. and casual sex. So that that's what I'm saying. So someone even in if the chat, way more girls. It doesn't fucking matter because it's all fucking mm. garbage pickings. It, well, someone in New York Ooh, said that everyone please. in New York. I'm someone, leaving. <laughs> someone in the chat said everyone in New York is a bunch of coomers. So maybe that mm. that is why. But don't you think this is just picking on the city where they're a bunch of glass house motherfuckers? In other places, yeah, maybe come it's on, the no exact one, same thing. No one can rival I think Toronto. The environment corrupts you. I don't think the individuals themselves are corrupt, but I think that by virtue of living in a place like that, where you are just overstimulated by that amount of choice, it yeah. turns you into a coomer. I don't are, think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you just come out into as a coomer because I think humans are social creatures that like to pair bond. It's just the environment is set up in such a way. But they then, like, it's true. Well, what about but why, why is Toronto does do something so to people? Up, because like, um, the overwhelming Toronto, majority Toronto of the women that I've liked and dated have not been in New York City. They've been like the tri-state area or like other states and shit. So, but yeah, but, yeah, the but, dating pool shit in New York. Yeah. Mm. That's. Not just New York. Okay, look, I don't know about the. Well, wait, Bimbo was talking about Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want. I'm curious it, to hear this. Why? Okay, okay, Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, the good. Toronto it was one of the, um, per, like Toronto was one of the meccas of pickup artistry because the denizens mm -hmm. of that city are incredibly like, you know, pussies. And they just like, they're so afraid <laughs> of confrontation over there. Yep. It's like, you could like, honestly, like you could have some. Right. some I'll be ready for my grill cam in just a couple minutes. It's almost there. You could have somebody come up to you and say, like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then you could push back if you have, like, 
even a little bit of an Albertan or an American spirit inside of you, and they will fuck off. So basically, wait, wait. Are, are you saying a guy ten years ago from Brooklyn could have conquered all of Toronto in a weekend? I Pretty mean, much. honestly, with how like <laughs> you know um, obsequious. Oh Jesus! Say that. It's like insane here. Um, I, I hate denigrating this place. I'm sure it has. Look, I'm just saying that over here, people are like really passive aggressive. And if you if you are slightly aggressive, you could probably get your way here. So you have a bunch of passive aggressive people. There's like a like a large population. So if you're even like if you're one of those guys who's like a pickup artist and standing outside of an Aritzia and the top and like the in the fucking <laughs> center, and if you're trying to pick up girls from the Eaton Center, even if you're if you're following. You will probably still get laid because you're slightly aggressive, and that code does masculine here. I I don't I don't know what to say, but wow. it's just I don't know if it's a Commonwealth sensibility, but people here are so passive aggressive. It's like it's insane. Well, what's it like in London, York? Um, I don't know. I haven't really been uh, I haven't really been like bothering myself about dating over the last like couple of years. Been focusing on other things. Um. I don't know. I I mean, I assume it's like it's. I think it's as bad as like New York, to be honest. Like, yeah, it seems that cosmopolitan cities there, as someone said in the chat, they're kind of like red light districts. But um... although although <laughs> although uh, a year has, um, there are certain cultural touchstones that are unique to the UK specifically, like England and London. Like, all right, like gather around, kids, joke time. What is easier to pick up? The heavier it gets. Slags. Hey, I'm here all week. Well, there you go. Oh man, that <laughs> meme. Oh my god. And 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 and, and if I understand correctly, <laughs> my issues. <laughs> and, and if I understand I'm correctly, uh, Eirk, there's a there's a particular kind of slag. I'm I'm sorry if I'm getting the name not correctly. Uh, is it a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Like the, the, the kind who's barefoot and screaming for chips at one in the morning. Do Didn't we have a name? Call that the Pramp Face or whatever. That was the thing. <laughs> there is there. That is like an archetype. But I can't remember what like the name. <laughs> the the name is. Oh, uh, okay. I just, uh, I just, I just. I just feel like this sure. is racism against British women. <laughs> no, no. It's you know what? It's revenge for everything they did to the Irish for hundreds of fucking years. All right. That's Gio? very true. <laughs> I'd rather have an Irish one. Well, because I'm Italian. Irish. It's always an Italian man and an Irish woman. For Wait, are, are Irish uh, redheads mostly, or is that Scots? Do I have the two confused, or are they both redheaded? Depends which Irish. If, if, if memory redheaded. serves me correctly, a lot of the redheads were stolen by the Vikings because they took all the best-looking women because that was kind of their thing, and among them were the gingers, right? Mm. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Yes, yeah. I can. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But I wanted to ask Brittany and Bimbo. Um, we were talking about the e-girl. And there was one point that my friend Impossible Princess brought up about how in the early internet, the few women who were like schizo and autistic enough to find their way on the internet back in the early days, they had this thing about the confessional. And I wonder nowadays, we still have this reality of the confessional. And Niana was talking about it too. Why is, is it just inherently within um, a more embodied feminine experience to sort of be one with this generation of like generating content through the confession and some of them back in the day the early days were really fucked up and like you have sites like what was the one 
uh, the secret sites, you know, I know people would meme on them, but it seems that like men have a different approach. Like there's more performativity to it. Whereas like, there still is the reality of like the e-girl, like oversharing on TikTok or whatever. Like, is that still a thing or is the confessional sort of dead or is the confessional become woke? Like what happened with that? What you do know? you mean by confessional? Like just the sort of like your personal problems and your own sort of uh, inner like psychological makeup creating content. And like, that's your personality on the internet. Like that's sort of like, you know, websites where everyone was anon you'd have like fire, you'd have like GeoCity sites where women would go into like lurid detail about their personal lives, but they were anonymous. But nowadays they're not anonymous, but they still have this like confessional aspect to it. I don't know. I think that's kind of like, is that a thing anymore? Or do women sort of still, have women retained a more masculine sort of like internet performance, like detachment, or is it still there? Like are women still authentically themselves on the internet? Or is it just like, been worse or better or whatnot because it seems that anonymity is different nowadays because you're still confessing your innermost thoughts but it's like okay just, i think i, yeah. I see what you mean so i think that in general um so for example example on youtube the algorithm uh for example satire is kind of out of meta now because mm. if you people downvote it or dislike it it's not going to get boosted. It's not going to appear in your recommended, right? So if, even if you act like a character or joking, like it'll get disliked um, if it pisses people off. And versus if you're just yourself um, and you give more like intimacy to the viewer, they seem to like that. And that seems to be what's the meta yeah. and what gets into recommended. And that's probably why that's taken off so much is because there's an incentive for it. And that's what the algorithm pushes. And I know even with my own viewers, they really like it when there's more intimacy involved, but like, you know, you have to set your boundaries because you don't want to play girlfriend simulator. Mm. Oh. And uh, speaking of intimacy, by the way, I want to take a vote here on the panel because I know that some people find it disgusting when people eat on stream. Other yeah, people I don't are okay like with it. So this is a juicy steak that I have over here since this is the grill stream. I just wanted to show it off. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, this was not made in an outside grill. This was made in an indoor ninja grill. Oh, uh, no. Way, I know. Okay, whatever, whatever. Hey, oh, hey listen, terrible. Gio, Gio, we, love still has to stick it to the vegans. Look, I have to be a Janny for this stream to make sure that shit doesn't pop off i can't be grilling right now so anyway this is the this is the meat over here i'm probably not going to eat on this stream because i know that some people find it disgusting but i am going to shut off my webcam and eat it right now while still watching the stream so don't, there, don't, there you go don't turn the audio off we want to hear you chewing the gristle <laughs> oh god no i don't like the sound of people uh, the sound of people eating is kind of uh, oh i don't know Geo, Geo, God forbid I ever meet you in public. I'm gonna chase you, oh, cramming tortilla chips into my mouth and chewing with my mouth oh, open. Oh, bro! <laughs> I'll I'll even stretch and like run for weeks straight just so I can practice eating and running at the same time. My technique will be unstoppable. Look oh, at that! Oh. Look, look at the comment. Ur <laughs> Urbanite grilling. Urbanite grilling. <laughs> Her love with urbanite grilling. That's a great one. <laughs> Broccoli. I love you, buddy. By the but way, no, I want I mean, I, I to return to... Yeah? Yeah, the, Go on. The, the performativity thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Slav. What's up, homie? Hey. Oh, hey, can Slav. you hear yeah. Hey, it's hey, me. Slav, you... so you're, you're cooking something up for us to, today as well, right? 
Well, first of all, can, you can you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What up, Slav? At Slavoy Te. What's going on, guys? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm not going to point any fingers at anybody, but uh, my brats, uh, they were not defrosted. They were oh. not defrosted. And so I will not be joining the ranks of the grillers today. But spiritually, I want you to know I'm grilling. I'm always really grilling spiritually if I think about it. Absolutely, you Sl are. Slob is the grilling of state of mind. Grilling is grilling is state of mind. Slob is the grilling equivalent of the severed head of John the Baptist. He's always there in spirit, whether you want him or not. Yeah, no, it's like we're finishing each other's sentences at this point. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to I get back to uh, the wall question that was brought up earlier. So I wasn't sure what the difference of opinion between Brittany and Bimba Ubermensch is concerning the wall. Like uh, Bimba Ubermensch. Oh my God, she didn't get to answer your last question, by the way. That, uh, the, well, oh, the Gio's question. Oh, the, the performance one. Okay, so Bimba Ubermensch. First that, and then whether uh, where do you see the wall existing and so on and so forth. Okay, what was oh. the first question? Yeah, Geo, first about question. About the internet, like how women on the internet were always grav gravitated towards this thing about like the confessional and like personal content and yes. sort of like using it as like a live journal diary even nowadays. Um, I think there's just a natural inclination to do that because as Brittany said, you know, the algorithm pushes it. Um, but it's also really disturbing to me because, you know, we're at a point now where financial institutions may prevent you getting money from the bank or PayPal or Venmo, which I believe is owned by PayPal. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. Because you're putting yourself out there. And I asked everyone on Twitter, I'm like, so why am I putting my thoughts out there in the first place? I know... I know, I know women, like, I think, I think we have a tendency to be a little bit histrionic. Um, a little like, why, It's like, it's like, why That's am I cutting little. off my nose to spite my face? If there's a possibility that the Bank of America could be like, okay, you're not going to get any fucking money anymore because you like this thread a few days ago that was verboten. And, uh, this is why crypto is very important. Yeah, so I'm just really worried about that. As for the wall, obviously, like, dude, okay, there's a lot of resentment in terms of, oh, you know, this woman's gonna fucking hit the wall. But if a woman's vain enough, they're gonna take their care of themselves into perpetuity. So they're gonna be like in MILF status. Yeah. But, I don't think that, and, and MILF status, like people lust, lust after MILF status, you know, and that you can age like wine. But I'd say like, okay, for instance, the POG phenomenon, mm. <laughs> I think a lot of POGs get fat in their 30s. So, you know, somebody like Anna Katshian, she's going to be a MILF because, you know, she's just, she's already a MILF. She's had a kid because she's, you know, svelte. It's easier to take care of yourself if you're svelte and you're in MILF territory and people will always like you. Um, you can pull some like Raffaella Cara type beat well into your 50s or something if you're a MILF. So the wall just really depends on everyone else and you could either crash into it or just age gracefully. I think people- Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, 
the wall kind of depends on your genetics because like black don't crack for example so you know i'm hoping i got my mom's genes but anyway oh um, god (laughs) kind of like what i said earlier like a lot of men are actually hitting the wall and i know there's a concept of it having to do with your eggs and stuff but men don't have forever fertility either uh their sperm starts producing autistic children at age like 40 45 or something like that lauren southern did a video on it and men, this um, is why you have to wait till you're 40 to have children. And men, <laughs> Absolutely. And men physically, like I said earlier, with the sunscreen and stuff, like they don't take care of themselves, like even working out, a lot of them don't uh, take care of their skin, a lot of them don't. And so they age really poorly. And the de- default for women is we take care of ourselves. We have skincare routines. So we yep. will age better because of that, especially with retinoids. They literally can reverse aging and men don't even know what that is. So well, what are retinoids? It's a skin, Retin-A is a skin you put on your, uh, it's a skin you put on your, a cream you put on your skin that uh, can get rid of wrinkles and prevent wrinkles. It was initially intended for acne, but it turned out that it's it's like the only proven cream that can get rid of wrinkles and prevent them. Uh, you can get it prescribed for a strong. If you get vitamin A oil and you put it on your face, you can literally look like a baby. Mm. That's like well, that spe- one. Well, so, Speaking. Uh, well, speaking of babies, is it in fact the case, I haven't really researched this that much, but is it in fact the case that certain uh, skincare products are made from uh, foreskin? Yeah, I mean, but those are for like the celebrities like Sandra Bullock, who is the one who talked about that. I don't think mm, that's something yeah. your average person would be able to afford. Moreover, you would just use retin-A. Foreskin cosmetics. I mean, I think, I mean, I think if you're willing to like, NBA, I think if you're willing to NBA slam dunk a child into a tree shredder to prove your loyalty to a politician, you're probably you're probably closer to, to like child foreskin facial cream access than oh, the sure. average person on the street. You know, sure. I was just I was just going to say, too, you know, let's give ourselves a little bit of credit. We just talked about child foreskin facial cream and didn't make any anti-Semitic jokes. That's a That's a benchmark right there. Good job, everybody. I had a joke uh, before. No anti-Semitic jokes. Sorry, I gotta go, guys. (laughs) I had a a joke before where uh, when James was mentioning, no, sorry, Stains was um, mentioning about like certain foods could kill you in a week and other foods can benefit. I said that uh, Lev, he's actually genetically um, able to process adrenochrome unlike other people. (laughs) So that's... Make of that what you will. Oh, um, because because Peter Nygaard eats stem cells. Did you guys? He was yeah. Like, didn't Kim Kardashian have a? Eva. Yeah, he was like he eats stem cells, but there's like this sick. The there's fuck? a sick obsession with. I mean, I like youth. I mean, I mean, I'm not stupid, but well, I mean, know, the, the stem cells, like you know, Pringles yeah, once you pop, you just can't stop. I mean, like, have you ever <laughs> met someone who only uses it? <laughs> Just once? Have I you know, ever met No. Are you fucking kidding me? And for the record, Lev can Lev's system can um can break down and process adrenochrome. I'm gonna guess due to like blood ancestor memory of fighting for his life in Stalingrad. Like grandpapa got through that. That means every Polyakov male afterwards can handle anything. By the way, I've just been informed yeah. that. I ju- I've just been informed that Joey Jordanson, the drum, the original drummer from Slipknot, has died. R.I.P. Mm. He R. was R. the yeah. best part of Slipknot, in my opinion. Oh, that sucks. 
That's Ooh, I need to start. I need to start practicing in a gyroscopic cage yeah, that goes upside yeah. down to to fill the void. Lev, you're holding up. Oh, no. Lev, you're holding up this amazing slab of meat. You've been doing it for five minutes, but you're such a a considerate host. You haven't interjected. What is this? So this is a uh, it's a piece of steak. I yep. don't remember what piece of steak it is. I mean, you guys who are the experts on it, what is this bone? I think it's the leg bone. T bone. Exactly. It's, it's looking like no, a tomahawk a to me. That's yeah, I'll looking... give you a bone, all right. Bend oh, okay. Flank steak. <laughs> There's no I way. I wanted. That's a flank there, steak. By the way, it's funny. Like you were talking about. Wait, the you got to put some oil on that. Uh, yeah, you got to put oil on that, James. No, no. The, the chicken's already cooked. This is uh, just heating it up. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I cook all the food at my parents' house and then bring it back here. So. By the way, I recently found out from my friend Leslie that you can put a wet shirt into the microwave and just cycle it in and out, and it's a good dryer. So. For all those who are this, wondering, is this like is this like tips that New Yorkers share with each other? Like, is this the kind? <laughs> yeah, I is this one? I want to talk helpful. about something serious. I don't know. I mean, living here, uh, uh, you live here long enough, you start to learn. Like, you know, good block, bad block. Is that the hobo train car or the bodily fluid on the floor train car or right. the? Do I have time to go to the laundromat or am I just gonna microwave my wet undershirt? For five minutes. Brittany always end up on those cars, by the way, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, eventually the Olympian that Rage Cup, but there was an amazing thread. I'm just trying to read all of it by by Yerk about um, so there about. Oh, like, Yerk! I love that guy. Oh yeah, yeah man. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, yeah. I'm doing great. You know, long time yeah. no talk. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. You and me yeah, are just going to ruin this stream. Sorry. They recently did a Fed Post episode with Yurik. I was listening to it. I got halfway through, but then we had to, I had to do stuff today. We had to go on stream. No so. Fed Post listeners already listened to the, the full episode and the Patreon one. So Let's go. You're a fake fan. Let's go. Let's I'm a go. fake fan. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I literally listened to it at the gym today. That's my favorite place to listen to the Fed Post. I work out my mind and my for like three years okay so people in the also, chat were saying, real quick i got some okay. korean barbecue sauce right here homemade it's fucking nice delicious. all right that that counts so i believe that this is according to the chat a ribeye yeah that is looks this, like a ribeye there we go it's a very nice juicy ribeye from miller's bio farm and i really enjoy buying the raw milk from miller's bio farm and uh, they provide this uh, meat what's as this well, about so. chewing in the chat what, what's going on? No, I, I muted myself. Well, there were a couple Ow. of seconds that I did not mute myself, so they may have heard some chewing. So there ah. we go. For all the people who enjoyed that ASMR, you got it, even though the rest did not like Wait, it. Wait, the but... chat is mute, I think, Lev. Wait, what? What it do you mean? It was mute for a little bit. Who, me? I don't know. Well, I don't know what happened to the chat. I mean, the chat seems to be all right. Okay, it's back great. now. It's back now. Everything's okay. great. Yeah, Lev, yes. you muted everything for some reason. I don't know. What? Okay, I don't know what what was happening. Because then not... Slav was saying about how uh, they they did the the Fed Post episode, but then also you seeing. I fuck it. Uh, so what happened? Apparently, this woman, she's the best Olympian ever. She's mm. the best. Uh, what what sport was she doing? Uh, gymnastics, something. Gymnastics. Yeah, she's the best gymnastics person ever since. Uh, no, wait, I'm thinking of uh, the other other one. But anyways, no, uh, yeah, so apparently <laughs> she had a mental health. Uh, so 
It's funny because, you know, when Kurt Angle won the Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking, oh, shit, sorry, sorry, Benito, with a broken oh, Frito neck. No. Oh, I oh, woke him up. I woke Benito. Him up. Is your kitten, is your kitten named Benito? Yes, this is He's the boy. Um, so when Kurt Angle won, thank you, when Kurt Angle won the Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck, he Ooh. didn't cry about it. <laughs> uh, I just realized I was muted. Uh, so I said my burgers are uh, they're they're bussing. Oh, that was right, that looks bussing as fuck. Is it juicy? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you were hot. pressing on it a little hard earlier. Now we're, so this I was is wondering. a review bra stream. That oh. looks so fucking good, Eggy. Oh my nice. god. Nice smash burgers. Damn. Yeah. We gotta get review. Done. What if we get a review bra on the stream? Oh, I, people oh, were folks. saying that he's too pure for BTR. Do you? Do you Maybe, agree? Yeah. I think Probably. he just hides his power level. I think he I definitely think so, went too. on the boards back in the day, plenty. Oh, uh, I think uh, the opposite. I remember one time he was talking about I was subscribe like his uh, chat was getting too racist or something so everyone was like oh blue pill oh well yeah because he doesn't want to get banned like yeah. although, of course although, you have to say that although i get the feeling yep. though that like review bra like uh like he has all the makings of a super villain he just never had like a heel turn like he yeah. just never like had immense and tragic loss that made him to decide you know i suffered this way Everyone has to suffer this way. He's like one catastrophe away from turning on us all. But oh God. he's going to be like the Triple H of uh, of uh, fast food review videos. Was Triple H <laughs> ever a face? No, no, not really. But but he he's he he's sympathetic on on some levels. But he was always kind of bad. when he was when he was feuding with the Undertaker after he got he came back when he got hurt. I think he was kind of like semi a face, but that was. Anyways, uh, if we talk about wrestling, we're going to be here for fucking eight hours. Um, <laughs> Wait, by the way, Gio, can you uh, put Benito, if he's comfortable with it, of course, into that Lion King pose? You know what I'm talking about? Like when the monkey... There, there we go. There we go. Oh, look at that. Hey, look, look at that small tiger. animal. He's sleepy. Because <laughs> uh, like, at nighttime, him and his sister, they like go out like mock hunting and uh, you know they, they wrestle and everything. And and he like if if I put that like piece of string on my robe like he'll just attack it for half for a full hour it's amazing. How well, just old like, is he? Uh, they're both um, 11, 12 weeks. So yeah. look how happy he is. He's such a blessed kitty. Oh yeah, mm. he's really enjoying himself. Well, he's just like a Simba from The Lion King. Eventually, Simba. he's gonna he's gonna grow up and he's gonna become uh, not king but the uh, Il Duce. Yeah, there you go. Please say that you're part of Tabby Gang, Gio. I know, eh? I've always yeah. had Tabbies. There's only one exception was my uh, cat. Right. The, la the last one to, to do, we had to put her down patches. She uh, was a calico. Um, but I mean, she she was with us. I can't believe it for 15 years. But in, oh, the, in, the, in the winter, she had a terminal... Um, I think kidney failure and oh. she was just wasting away. She wouldn't eat. So it was just the her humane thing to do. And then my old man, he was really upset. But then I said like, well, is it like, would you rather put her down or have her starve to death or go through a surgery that she's too old to survive? So and yeah. I was upset. Cause that cat was always uh, attached to me. 
I think it's a red flag when men don't like cats. Like it's okay if you prefer dogs, but if men don't like cats, like they're a narcissist, low key. I love cat. Um, My cat is like, I'm like 28 now. I'm pretty sure I got her before I was 10, and she's still she's still in like great shape. That was like my cat Boots, who was also a tabby. He was an excellent mouser. Did I tell you the story about Boots? How I had this crazy fucking neighbor that we suspect killed my cat. Um, oh my you god! Told, I think you told me about this thing. Yeah, he I basically clenching my cup hearing that. That makes he me bas- so mad. <laughs> this guy, he uh, moved out. Thank God, a few years ago, he moved to v- BC. But he was this crazy guy. He was really weird. Him and his wife, and they, for the like two years, they like waged a war against my old man because my old man would park his business, his uh, concrete trucks, like his uh, construction vehicles, in the front which he always did for like 30 years. And then he just like called the bylaw and the bylaw people. Cause they have fuck all to do. They're like, by the way, bylaw people in a sane society, Roblox, um, they, harassed <laughs> us. they harassed us. They took photos of us. They, uh, he got the, we actually had a hearing where a lot of it was dismissed because my old man, he's like very like well-known and where we live. And so he like knew people and, you know, you know, the old Italian thing. Right. Um, so he like for two years, he would like take photos of us. He, he had a camera. He complained to the city constantly, the city people, the bylaw harassed us. Um, and then he moved, thank God. But then what the reason I suspect this is because Boots, my first cat I had for like 10 years since I was a kid. Um, Boots, she would never go away. Like he'd go away pretty far, but like he would always stick around. Like he was pretty loyal. And then one didn't one day he just disappeared. But this neighbor was trapping like stray cats around the neighborhood. And like uh we don't we don't know. And there was reports like around that uh, you know, on the edge of town there would be like a dead cats. And so we suspect that he uh trapped our cat boots because he trapped our other cat spot. And and my old man ended up freeing our cat spot. And this is what sparked this whole feud because he, you know, my old man, like how dare he go up to his driveway to free our cat. Right. And oh then, so God. this just, yeah. So this, He's we psychotic. suspect, God, yeah, he was Jesus a real psycho. Christ. And then my old man knew people that, cause this guy worked at a construction union. So my old man knew people and they said the same thing that this guy was a total fucking psycho. So thank God he's out of our life. Our neighbors are pretty cool now. Like the ones that live across the street, like uh, the, the one guy, he's kind of uh, he's kind of like a party animal. Like he's a pothead kind of deal, but he's pretty cool dude. Like, you know, those like older boomers that want to relive their youth. He's mm-hmm. a good guy, you know? So thank God, like that shit's behind us. But yeah, I'm so upset because boots was like our first cat, you know, that I got when I was a kid because yeah. I had a lot of problems mm-hmm. in school. So my, you know, again, here's the thing. My mother, she, um, she doesn't like animals. Like she's phobic. Like she's has a phobia, like, she doesn't like, you know, being around them, but then she sort of had to like, uh, you know, tolerate it because when I was a kid, right. So, um, me and my old man, we insisted and, uh, yeah. So I always had cats ever since I was a kid. I, I don't know. Like my old man had a dog, but then dogs are a lot of work, you know, especially they if are. you don't live in a big place. Yeah. They're, they're high reward, high effort. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Most cats, I like their independent nature. Like they go where they want. They do what they want. You know, if they want you, they want you. They, they, it's like cats, they choose, like, like they almost let you become their owner. You know what I mean? Whereas dogs, they think they're more like susceptible to just like being kind of subservient. I guess it it says something about you as the person when the cat accepts you, kind of like when a girl wants to go out with you. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, that's true. 
I can teach you a command for your Just like uh, in both cases, sometimes what oh, yeah? is yeah. beat of me. <laughs> um, so cats, I learned this from TikTok. Cats respond to this noise. Maybe you should try on your kittens, see if like they respond. Like usually I can get my cats come over here and I do it. it it's like I do the kissing. That's a meow, and then and then yeah, and then usually she'll come like running. Maybe you'll see her in a minute. You know, uh, my cat always responds. I like to watch a lot of Jackie Chan movies, and I karate chop uh, bricks in half inside the house. Fuck and yeah. uh, bricks, like, oh, yeah. Or, uh, oh, story. nice one. By the way, this photo over here, this is a photo of uh, Jessica's cat. So shout out to Jessica's TV, a uh, friend of Brittany's and a friend of our, hours of the show. Oh, this is the cat. Wow. Nice. Look, look at that face. That's look at that expression. Wow. Yeah. That's nice psycho mode right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something you see in a random encounter in an RPG when you start the game. You know what's funny, though, <laughs> is that Benito will attack, uh, will attack uh, Hildy. Like he'll he'll initiate the fight, um, you know, because cats they play fight at this age. But then like Hildy will get pissed off enough and will end it, and like Benito will be the one that is, uh, you know, he's in full he's uh, underneath uh, full guard and she's like grounding and pounding him. So that's. Uh, <laughs> Um, and there is and there is something these creatures being uh, predators, you know, with these shark. I mean, they look like fucking monsters. But oh, like that's the thing. They're, they're apex predators, really. They're the perfect killing machine for what they hunt, like mice and like smaller rodents and birds. Like they really are. Like they even have bird calls and they hypnotize mice. And oh man, Mishima likes cats and Stunger like cats. I think cats are a very man animal. Really? There's a bit in uh, sexual persona. She shakes like cats. Yeah, that's you know? right. You know, uh, it's it. I think cat. I have two dogs, and we would have a cat if, like, I didn't live with. Oh, there it is. Mm. But that, that one was so quiet. good. You guys are making me so hungry. But there's. Um, yeah, look at that. Look at that dish. What was you know, that part? I, oh, you know, wow. One, one thing, if, if if memory serves me correctly, um, it's been a while since I read it, but. The explanation for cats being halal and not haram in Islam is in one of the hadiths, I believe. Uh, a cat was napping on Muhammad's sleeve and he didn't want to uh, wake it up. So he carefully cut the sleeve off with the sword and wow. quietly like ejected oh. himself just as not to disturb the cat. Dogs, however, bury those fuckers alive. Like, fuck them. They're dirty. They're halal. How dare they? Um, but uh, fun fact, cats are cool in Islam, dogs very much not. Oh, God. I was gonna say, I think there's a bit in Sexual Persona by uh, Camille Paglia where she's she like is writing about cats and she points out that cats are like the only animals that like seem to get embarrassed, like visibly yeah, embarrassed if they lose their composure. They are. Mm. You know well, what's my, funny because Ernst yeah, Younger, um, my friend on, on Twitter, I can click, he pointed me this translation that, um, Who's the guy? He's a good friend of mine as well that does the Russia Russian Anon podcast. Um, he has a Substack. What's his name? He 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 translated this Ernst Younger article where he was talking about how cats have a significance even to the like a warrior Katria class. That's why like in every war you see like one soldier with a little kitty in his pocket. Oh, that's that, Steve? Yeah, that's my cat, Steve, and he recently discovered this bu uh, this uh, little basket. So now he just curls uh -huh. up into this basket all the time. And, and uh, Will! Will broadcasting from the woods. What's good, homie? Yes. What's yeah, up, Will? Who the fuck yes. names a cat, Steve? 
<laughs> yeah, that's we do. It's funny because if you name a cat a real name, like a person's name, then it sounds funnier when you're yelling at it, like "Stop your <laughs> shit, Steve!" And like people think you're talking about a person. Yeah. No, we never have to yell at him. He's always uh, kind, like an angel. Uh, you know, in terms of temperament. Another thing Steve loves to do is he loves to. He did this a couple of times. He gets one of those little uh, chew toys. And he grabbed it with his arms, like with his front paws. He threw it up into the air, and then he ran and he caught it with his mouth. So that's awesome. I don't know how he's. Oh, able maybe to it's do a that. Bombay cat. I think they do stuff like that. Maybe it's a mix. Sometimes mm. wild yeah, cats like will be like half of a Madden. purebred. Interesting. I don't know what exact he is because he and his father were in our front yard. Uh, we brought both of them in, but then the father ended up running away and uh, he remained. Steve remained up to this day and he's a very, very kind cat. And the thing that he loves to do is he loves to show how much he doesn't care about certain things. So when he's running away from me, let's say, like he loves playing this game where he runs away, I have to chase him. So when he runs away, sometimes he would just stop in the middle uh, while I'm getting to him and he would just start licking himself just to show uh -huh. me that he absolutely does not care for this game, that he's just doing this for my sake and otherwise uh -huh. he wouldn't do it. You know, it's a very interesting. I think cat cats become more human-like when they're in the presence of other humans for a long time. Yeah, well, the, it's that kind that of thing fucked up on. that even with cats, the black dad runs away on them. <laughs> oh, oh, there was oh a thing uh, a little while ago <laughs> which was showing, um, which was showing like cats view the cat. The like, I don't know how they did it, like scientifically, but it was appear it was claiming to show like a cat's eye view of human beings, and it it like. They basically see us as like big cats. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean you That's mean right. where like like, like they, they dissected the brain and they had that camera that yeah. like sort of showed like okay in theory the perspective of a cat would look yes. like this. Yeah, yeah. And like, can you imagine of, like, cat vision? <laughs> no, well, well, dude, Gino, it, it's sort of like high resolution sixteen bit graphics. That's what it looks like from the perspective yeah. of, and like it's sort of like. The colors are almost entirely muted, but they're not quite colorblind per se. And then, like, from the perspective, oh, like, a human oh, being God. comes into their field of vision, and like Yerk said, it's <laughs> terrible. Not like that. Not like that. Exactly. Kind of like like Pluto to, to Goofy, that weird, like, not quite. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, first of all, yeah. what, what the fuck is Goofy doing owning a dog <laughs> if he's not a dog? But that's a different story. But yeah. Just I'm glad you brought that Wait, up. Apparently, yeah. someone in the chat said Trisha Paytas does not like animals. Well, that explains a lot. Mm. I mean, come on. By the way, so so yeah, you see this image? Some uh, some dogs are more equal than others. Apparently, is that? Oh my god! That it's like that one. Um, my good friend on Twitter, Babs, he posted that photo of this children's book where I think I read that one where like the butcher was a pig. And he had like he was a butcher with like they do bricks. that shit in Mexican in Mexican yeah, uh, markets said, all the time. And he said like you goddamn killed him. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the big. <laughs> no, this was something that I remember as a kid seeing when we were walking around Brighton Beach. There was this uh, Mexican store, I believe, not Russian but Mexican, where they had on the sides like these cartoon illustrations of like the female hen. You know, and the uh, the male pig, and they all looked so happy, and one of them was wearing a chef's hat, and I was thinking, what the fuck? Why are these animals <laughs> happy about being, a, you know, a sacrifice, you know, a blood Don't sacrifice they have, like, for the humans? That's a really, 
that's really common honestly like i i see that all the time i I saw like a like a pig barbecue like a pork barbecue thing in philly that they literally had a person in a pig like pig suit wonder that makes me wonder like what kind of human tastes best like a fat one or like mm. is it like um like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Bimbo, bimbo. I, I, w- I would like to believe. I think like, Gio will taste the best in this ones. chat. He's both fat as fuck and Italian. I will taste like, like tomato one... sauce. Yeah, all, all and the, it will be perfect for the grill. Yeah. There was this like, one. Uh, depends there's... on what you eat and how yeah. much you walk. Is it like? Is it like bunting bird? Yeah. Or yeah, was like the road where they kept people for like human cutlets. I'd like to think if. If, if if you were to eat like the like the son or daughter of like like a multi-billion industrialist and they're like milk fed veal, they've never exerted themselves once in their life, yeah. not, not a dent on their body, never went without hands softer than hard boiled eggs. If you were a cannibal, I imagine it would taste like a I wonder if a shudden would taste good if that's the metric. I wonder. Yeah, oh, no, no. but like what do they eat? Like hot Takis and Cheetos, then yeah, that's tendies. Like if they're eating Wagyu and like Mm -hmm. Kobe beef or whatever, maybe it's no, but but they're probably but they're probably chugging energy drinks. So, so like, that's good. So there's I think, a I think that here. my blood probably tastes similar to vinegar. That's just me personally. <laughs> But, but, ima- but imagine I saw this rich girl and I ate her alive. <laughs> but but imagine if you will, imagine if you will, aliens landing down, harvesting some of the. Human I made a beings. joke, Lev. I just made a joke. Get it? Yes, get it. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, ima- yeah. Ima- yeah, well, we I talked know. about it in the Fed post. If you recall yes, that one. I, but... Yeah, the the su- sushi time. Yes. So, <laughs> so okay. So imagine if aliens landed down and took some of the humans for meat and then they would have a fair on their home planet where the alien would dress up as the human being like the yeah. man dresses up as the pig <laughs> <laughs> it would be like their version wasn't of that, furries wasn't that king kodos like they were ready to uh, uh, i was gonna say i think i think they did that in a futurama episode as i recall yeah yeah i i, I could totally picture like grotesque like monstrosities from earth going like well, like I'm amused here. My Herman. my name is Geo. I mow my lawn. I am a good neighbor. Ha ha ha! Grilling dudes on a giant thing, like <laughs> totally. And it's like you ever, uh, you ever read the letter from Albert Fish? No, Remember that? no, I've not. Where he ate the girl, and he's like, "I ate her rump, but she died a virgin." It's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, real quickly, wait second. Oh, will. So- well, before I That's forget, a beautiful picture of you and your wife, Lev. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Very much. Happy to see that you converted to to Islam. <laughs> Did you oh, see no. that photo of the guy in Alabama, like the Muslim guy in Alabama walking a goat and yeah. his, like six year old yeah. daughter? Yeah. And then somebody quote tweeted it. My friend George, my e friend George. Was I like, love George. Oh, such oh, a good tweet. oh, George Gito tweets. He, yo, he's Queen's finest. All right. Kind what do you say? What is, I remember I this. I didn't speech. get to see what him when say? I was in Miami. Uh, th- th- not to judge a man with his family out in public, something like, like a Muslim man out with his family. That, in public, that was us like Italians that, back in the day. We had goats around here, even. I think that we should was, bring it back. I thought it was yeah. really endearing, honestly. That's yeah, very St. Thomas. Like, that's very, like, island. Oh, yeah. 
But I Will, Will. We have goats real. everywhere all the time. Goats. Well, we had, ch- my grandfather had chickens and everything, so. Well, real quickly, before I forget, uh, uh, Will, um, uh, in the early, I think it was season two or season three of South Park, but if you watch, like, the DVD extras and commentary, they cook bacon and feed it to a pig. Just giving you a heads up. It happens. Oh, yeah, I do that. I do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the circle oh, like, of life. Like the Facebook movie <laughs> where they feed the chicken chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get like the equivalent of mad cow disease, but mad chicken disease. Like if a human like is a human, you get you get stupid, you get crazy in the head. So yeah, if you feed a pig or a hog, yeah, a Kuru, pig or a hog, does the pig or a hog like do they go crazy or are they? I think it has. Oh, some my hog of... goes crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Oh God. But um, okay. We're gonna talk about Olympic. Uh, the- wait, 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 wait. Before the Olympic, there was this. Uh, you guys remember TV Funhouse back in the day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So they had a uh, segment there in this restaurant whose uh, label was "You Eat What You Are," where they had like the cat was eating cat and dogs was e- like the puppets. You know, they were eating dogs. They even had like live animals in there as well. And they had this one lobster I remember who wanted to uh, pick one of the lobsters out, but it was not to eat. It was to have sexual gratifications with later oh, on in the day. You know, just like so Jordan Peterson. A- um, yeah, well, there was a bit of necrophilia well, you know there what? as well. The fuck the <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, pinch my dick until I come. Oh, I guess I guess you could say Deleuze because he had that one chapter on the lobster and sort of uh, se- sexual identification. But that's. <laughs> can you hear the purring? By the way, let me just. Can you hear that? Mm, I'm no, not hearing no. it, but you know what I want to hear? I want to hear the clicks of people clicking the subscribe button right now <laughs> and subscribing to BTR. Do it right now. I mean it. Or what James's. Were you going to say, Brittany? About Listen, oh, I, like was, I thought when Love was saying that whole thing, he was going to make like a pussy joke or something about you are what you eat. Oh, I'm gonna tell you like that. Uh, that's okay. where Even though, like that. no, beyond, beyond these e women, you know, uh, I just want to say. I've been sitting out here, and I'm, I'm going to sit out here the whole stream in 100-degree weather, slaving over a hot griddle to make delicious burgers for myself to eat in my face while I keep drinking alcohol. So if, you, if for nothing else, you absolutely need to subscribe because my sweat, it, I don't, I'm not bleeding or crying, and I barely do, but I certainly am sweating a lot today. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I can't and, uh, possibly. I got, I got melted cheese on my phone stand because my, oh. my bird so juicy it dripped melting cheese onto my phone stand so for these sacrifices which i've made and will continue to make please smash the like button and subscribe to the fucking youtube channel immediately oh aggie thank thank you you so much that's a clip right there love uh thank you and and by the way here without deluge we never would have had furries oh my god by the way so here is the restaurant sam's restaurant which i think is based on uh what was it smith and bolensky which i think uh, restaurant james james yeah sammy's restaurant which i think james you're familiar with uh uh smith and bolensky right you remember that is all right well whatever anyway here's one of the images from that so this is a pig that i guess is eating oh uh, no bacon over here that's like and... babe remember babe back in the dish oh, oh yes babe and made the... me cry as a movie let's see and here here's another image this one's even worse so here we oh, have like a... oh my god it's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> so this is the, uh, that's like uh the first he con- he conquered face. his enemies like the chimp you know what you know what lev lev find the metaphor 
That's it. That's the best yeah, find the money for. I've never posted. <laughs> so I know, eh? But um, so the this Olympic thing, um, I think it's funny. There was this Wyatt thread on it, but also like uh, I wanted to talk about a uh, Yerk's thread about um male um how like male emotional vulnerability has become this weird like status signal like uh you were responding to how like this whole push for like men to i don't know cry and show emotion yeah. if you could talk about that thread we don't all- cry we only sweat over burgers god damn it that's right talk yeah. to me. that's, that's right. where tears yeah. go it evaporates in the the grilling smoke right uh, no, it's just that it was that, that, that like uh, Australian coach who was like, like really happy and freaking out and doing like an ecstatic kind of, you know, when his like uh, that woman won the gold medal. Yeah, um, I can't remember either of their names, <laughs> but like some people were saying that. I don't think very many people actually, but some people were saying that it was like toxic masculinity because he was so like mm. kind of extravagant, and uh, I I thought that was like very silly because just seemed like a really happy guy you know i was like why what's up with these like happy guys being like scrutinized you know i know like what is that now like you can't uh yeah i think like it is it is true how um i think like there's probably a deeper level of analysis than just like the typical like manosphere like 2015 like oh they want to feminize men they do want to feminize men but i think it's deeper like it's it's on a more like archetypal level there's something about how men um not just like i mean it's not just being honest with your emotions but it's also about being overcome by them like which is what you were talking about in the fed post and i think like this whole olympic thing ties into it because if you're an olympic athlete and you're at that level like, I mean, I, don't you expect people to be hard as nails emotionally? Like, don't you expect the, you know, the Kurt Angle, um, I won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Like, doesn't that, like, it seems that the spirit of a society that produces sort of a combat simulation of sport doesn't exist anymore. Well, maybe even sports will fade away eventually to, in the public consciousness. Go ahead, Yerk, sorry. To, to tie in with, like, the um, other woman who, like, peaced out of the Olympics, um, I kind of feel like that's actually the form of like emotional expression that's desirable. Yeah. Now. Where, where it's like, it's not even really you being expressive. It's more like you just kind of being like, oh, I need to like do some mm. self care or something. Mm. You know? Well, like well because, because do, uh, in a self care world, I was just doing anything. Oh, yeah. And What's, she was saying that uh, she basically did the thing that everyone's been saying this past year. It's like, you know, it's been a long year, you know, it's been a long year for all of us. Oh God. The one, that one guy on Twitter, he's such a fucking Cretan, a journalist, uh, Rousseau, whatever his name is saying like, Hey, we had a long year. It's like the total, like, Mm. just, I hate to say a total F slur type of stuff. (laughs) But but what's interesting here is you're right. That the sports itself the abilities that all become secondary and it's actually very funny because when you think about it this nature of accomplishing something that takes skill and that uh, you know makes you somebody who is different from anybody else is in a way being uh you know knocked down a few pegs in comparison to these yeah. women coming out and saying that they don't want to participate in it yeah it's that like is a, more important you, you get like a gold medal in like emotional emotional health or something <laughs> Yeah. Instead of, uh, yeah. Although, like that, and that's what we're offering. But it's a very world. millennial thing, though, I notice. It's a very. Paris and Bergeron shit. Basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This whole generation, or man, I hate saying generation, but the, like, the zeitgeist in general, just like, 
supports that sort of mindset. Yeah. So yeah, in many does. ways, like the Olympics, I feel like are like a vestigial organ of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Because it completely, it's it's completely antithetical to you know the worldview of supporting certain protected classes or whatever or groups. Exactly. And I can't those, compete like, in the Olympics. Meritocracy. I, I don't fucking know. This so, yeah, it so makes more why... sense in my head than when I am saying. No, how, how much wine have it's... you had, Bimbo? Oh, 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 oh I'm, 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 I just have two glasses, but I am a lightweight, so I can't. I'm really glad. Go. Wait, wait. I'm really glad Bimbo brings this up because this year, I believe, um, I, I'm not sure how many, but Laurel Hubbard. Uh, the dude from New Zealand who is competing in the women's like Olympic weightlifting. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Now listen, if Laurel Hubbard qualifies for the weightlifting rounds, I will hold a viewing party and you're all invited to watch someone who came into the world as a dude beat the fuck out of women in Olympic weightlifting. Just dude's take your rock. shoes off. Dude, dude's rock. <laughs> when you get here, I ask of you, take your shoes off at the door and, and everything else will be gravy. And it's weird because now we're approaching this. Um, Dane like, Haynes confirmed for foot fetish. I, where, <laughs> I just don't want motherfuckers leaving their outside germs on the floor. I walk on with my bare feet. All right. You take that back. Um, I find it fascinating how like how much further than the Olympics do you need for like international discussion and discourse to finally like. Are, are, are people going to tiptoe around the fact that there is a biological male possibly in a position to, to kick everyone's ass? Or will this be like an underdog Rocky II sort of ordeal? We're like, no, a woman wanted it so bad she beat a dude in weightlifting. Like, I'm kind of, this is like a pay per view. I'm really excited. It's like really Tessa Blanche here becoming the Impact yeah. World Heavyweight Champion, Stan. <laughs> yeah, this, this is why people like Mary Harrington are hot right now because yeah. it's just like, it's just this weird dialectic where, you know, now, now a fucking feminist is like, oh, it has more in common with people who are, you know, considered you know, reaction. dissident right or yeah. reactionary than like whatever weird wave we're in right now because it's just it, it's, fu it's, like, it's funny it's the so other funny. week the other week um a, a good friend of ours who hopefully can come on the show soon show soon show soon show soon <laughs> mary harrington <laughs> i never thought this would happen but she discovered the nick's land gender acceleration book and she wrote an unheard article about it. And all of these people um, that, like, basically, I read Deleuze, therefore I'm going to take HRT right now. Um, they <laughs> found the tweet. And it's, oh, my God, it's hilarious how they're like, oh, this is a troll and this is that. But I think, like, the idea of conquering gender. I remember I went to grad school with this one guy who talked about, like, a genderless society. And I said, you know, it's a funny idea. Like on intellectual level, I can like contemplate it. But when it comes to like, when it comes right down to it, it's sort of like the most alienating thing I could ever think of in my life. As so who is genderless? Baphomet. There you go. Yeah, there you Baphomet. go. Exactly. It's literal yeah, Satanism. Literally <laughs> it's literal Satanism. But I think like, I mean, without being um, too alienating, um, 
Although I would say it's very hard to get trans people on the show for obvious reasons, but no, I well, think... we, we had, we had trans people on the show. We had, uh, from, uh, Texas. Uh, you remember the, uh, yeah. The politician. Yeah. 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 And we, we had also another... had Nina Paley's friend. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of feminists, Nina Paley, she's a, you know, feminist animator who was also canceled because for she, being uh... a turf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for being a turf. Yeah. I mean, I mean, weird yeah. time right now. It's very weird. It's like Norbin Laden being like a thing, like an item. It's mm -hmm. just all so her. funny. Like I go online and I'm like howling every day because mm. who's an item? Uh, Nor Bin Laden. Who's Nor? Oh, you mean the Bin Laden that's based red pilled Tucker yeah. Carlson fan? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah like, I, I that do. That shit is so funny. Like imagine. Yo, shout out to the Bin Ladens. Thank you very much. Can we get Let's Nor Bin Laden on? Bin Laden sure 9-11, guys. Hey, hey, Come hey, on, hey. be real. Shout, shout, shout outs to Bin Laden who proved that talk is cheap. Even broke people can afford it. He started out as daddy's money and went on to become one of the most profound and effective <laughs> activists of the 20th century. Whether we you want to say that, right? Listen, no, but what'd you say, Sandra? Yeah, we could probably get Norbin Laden on. That'd I think you can. And oh. also, I just I just want to say every Bin Laden daughter is beautiful. Have yeah, that's seen? true. It's not just Nor, it's like all of them. They're that's like crazy. I, don't... I fucked all of them. Yeah, it's like it's like insane. It's like it's a I really impressive, I have to say. It, but it's it, just it's it, makes so me, it, it makes funny. me wonder. It makes me wonder if like if the uh i'm sure you've heard people say things like uh beautiful couples have ugly children yeah or like sometimes like ugly couples have flawless children so it makes me wonder if like bin laden shacked up with this like lumpy four out of ten like you know like uh hairy potato ball and all of his daughters came out <laughs> 10 out of 10. oh god it wasn't ugly okay here's the thing the guy is very tall don't defend the hairy Bin you take the beard <laughs> off, and then you get them in an, an Italian fit suit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there he just go. had the fuck. He just. You, you, we're going back to earlier. We what Brittany was saying. He just needs some manscaping. You know, he needs exactly. to take care of himself. <laughs> you know, Bin Laden would be a handsome motherfucker if he trimmed up that uh, beard and got a nice tip. fit. Took care of that skin. Got a nice haircut, you know, maybe uh, tweeze the eyebrows, you know. Is it true, though, that men and women, they got the the hair, you know? Not that I mind, but. Wait, the <laughs> hair know. where? It's like everywhere. but we Everywhere, get... like literally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 Here's Gio... the thing, they get, they're vain enough to get rid of it. So, like, it doesn't even matter. You oh, never know about that. Refill that. Oh, Geo is nice. just calibrating. Geo is just calibrating his mind's eye because, like, in his mind's eye, <laughs> <laughs> he's courting, he's courting, like, a, a homely but gorgeous Mina baddie. All right. Hopefully. And in his mind's eye, it's all like. And then when he makes a move, he needs to know if she's got buckwheat and a leg lock or if she's got a landing strip. <laughs> he, he needs to calibrate his mind. Uh, I'm, I'm, cal I'm putting in the right DLC combination here. I have to. Uh, <laughs> no. um, but it's funny, like about what we're talking about. Um, it, yeah, it's almost like this weird performativity to everything. Like, like the display of emotion, like mental health itself. Like we live in such a psychomedicalized time. Like, like I was tweeting about um, that one New York Times article where they say that a 13 year old traffic victim is a sex worker and like 
stuff like that. It just seems that we have no shame because we don't have any sort of um, that value. Was blocked. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. really messed up. But the, because we don't really have any value to appeal to beyond sort of like things that are very easily um, filtered through like a managerialism. So the managerialism of the South is like the psychomedicalization of therapy and go to therapy and like Charles Bukowski should have went to therapy. And it's like, fuck, like, I think that and now you have this total evisceration of any sort of sexual norm or taboos. Like to say that a trans 13 year old that is basically being trafficked on the streets through homelessness is a sex worker implies some kind of like legitimate girl boss career only fans. Like that's what young women think of when they hear sex work. Now they mm -hmm. think of some fucking Ayala girl on only fans. Well, th there was that comic yeah. book character. I'm not sure from which comic book, but she had this whole list of who she was. And one of those that's was from a Amelia sex Clark's new uh, comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah it's, Wait, like, it's who, really weird. It's like she's doing like transmetropolitan or something. It's Wait, who is that? Like... I I don't know who this is. Can you give us a little bit of background? A Amelia Clark. She's in Game of Thrones. Oh um, God. Yeah, she's like written a comic, and you know, oh. she was also in that like shitty movie last Christmas. Oh, what did she play in Game of Thrones? Who did Daenerys? Oh no! Daenerys <laughs> oh, Targaryen. Yeah. 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 Oh, Yerk, Yerk, Before I forget, um, just. I'd rather hear it from you than anyone else. They're not going to remake Transmetropolitan, are they? No, no, but like... Oh, the way thank she's God. Comic, All the right. way she's written this comic is like, it's full of this like sub-Warren Ellis humor where it's like, oh, you know, they closed down my door at school because of the heroin-addicted raccoon infestation. Oh, it's like that... <laughs> it's, it's just like this kind of cringy, like extreme humor. Oh. Oh, oh, you mean you mean like uh, bloviating over the top, edgier than theoretical geometry bullshit? What, yeah, what is yeah, this? Yeah. What is okay? This? So, so this is the comic really over here. Funny, let me yeah. see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can. Make I like a, Ruth. Uh, I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> <laughs> and Martha Stewart living. I like Dude. Martha Stewart. I'm sorry. Yeah, Martha Stewart's a queen. I got anxiety from feeling like it. Oh my god! I get anxiety. Wait, 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 Geo, Geo, can you read? Can you read from the very beginning? Yes. No, Geo can't read. Oh shit! Yeah, all those. Yeah, it's true. Italians are that retarded. Yeah, should we get a woman? I like. I'll read it. Okay, Bimbo, go, go, go for it. I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg speeches and Martha Stewart living. I enjoy more children's television shows than is probably healthy. Uh -oh. I lighten myself every January about using the elliptical I bought four years ago for anything more than an expensive clothes hanger. <laughs> from feeling like I don't listen to enough podcasts about controlling anxiety. And I made a pacifist run on Undertale my first time through, including escaping the bullet hell. Thank you very much. I'm currently trapped schmoozing at an Upper West Side corporate <laughs> after party. Um, can you scroll down a little bit sure. so I can read that, more? Is this a suicide note? Because if I was <laughs> this, it would be a suicide note. After an after party, as part of my boss's entourage for a female empowerment in the workplace initiative. Uh -oh. The last CFO had to step down after getting caught soliciting what turned out to be several thousand Mexican scorpions in a trench coat as part of a viral prank sensation. So here we are in this. Oh, and also the top part, which I but forgot. it goes back so. up. 
<laughs> here we go. So I am, I am a uh, here we go. My name is but Maya twenty nine. My name is Maya Cooper. Cooper. I am twenty nine years old. Rupee a Ford. single mom, a high school dropout, chemical engineer, part time wow. sex worker, oh. high food junkie, and biological freak of nature. I'd say Scorpio so. and blood moon <laughs> rising. No drama. No water. That's it. That's it. The Chinese one. We're fucked. That's it's it. like, it's like a like hinge fun. profile. It's like shitty Warren Ellis. It's a hinge profile. It's shitty Warren Ellis. It's like the engineers at the power plant keep on fucking spreading their booty hole for a dollar a month. No? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Damn, I hey, will say, the, I was the doctor They must have outsourced their job for something to like bring the wages down because, I mean, you're. Imagine being an engineer and you still got to spread your booty hole for like two fifty a month. I mean, I'm <laughs> not adding up here. I mean, there was a doctor just gonna do it just because it makes him feel empowered, not for any money. Didn't Warren Ellis get like fucking reamed and canceled and basically evicted from Castlevania? And it was actually a decently written season because he had too much sex. Oh really? I don't. Know. I haven't. Really yes. Okay. So it. he wrote Castlevania. Like he. Like the, there was a Net, Netflix Castlevania um, Dracula show. did nothing wrong. Reminder: Dracula and, did and nothing a, a wrong. A bunch of a bunch of non-binary women, like a bunch of women, were like, "Warren Ellis had sex with me, and I liked it too much, <laughs> and then he didn't give me a job. So now, oh, no. um, <laughs> so now he's not right. Like he's not. He's been evicted from Castlevania. You played and so they have to find another writer." Instead of Warren Ellis, they oh, don't have from casual the, sex. Old, like, all these old people from my youth are just getting cancelled, and I don't even know about it. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ellis, and, and like, here's the thing: like that season was actually decently well written. I watched, I watched those seasons of Castlevania. They were, they were you know pretty what's good. Funny, though? Decent storyline. You know what's and funny? He's though? Gone now. Only, only like recently, like certain people, like certain creators, like. Some of them probably do deserve to get canceled. Like, for example, the shit that John Kay was doing. Like, come on, that's legit. Pad of oh, sorry, I can't say on YouTube. That's legit cheese pizza stuff. What he was wait, you're not. He wasn't doing cheese no. pizza stuff. No. He was fucking girls who were over the age of eighteen, and they said, "Yes, I'm gonna fuck you." No, no, not this case. I'm talking about John Kay, the guy who did uh, Ren and Stimpy. He was like legit going with like 13, 14 year old girls. And like yes, promising yeah. them an oh, animation. And and, uh, and certain and certain eyewitnesses were like, Yeah, I totally saw CP on his computer and no one said yeah. anything. And he was like just notoriously terrible to work with, apparently. Mm, so definitely. He that, is, that's what he I heard can too. go to jail and we can still watch Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, yeah. My it's funny, I got woke to Ren and Stimpy because my cousin one of my cousins, like all my all my cousins are pretty much Gen X, like they're older than me. And she that was like her favorite show growing up. So um my parents freaked out, right? Cause like I was just a little kid watching Ren and Stimpy. Like um, but no, I think like it's crazy how um all these like like the discourse around like different things like that is really fucked up and, and dehumanizing. But even just the fact that like our, our emotions themselves are another source of our own self-commodification is this weird game that people play. Like, I mean, uh, like I remember Slav was talking a bit about this as well, but uh, even just like the Olympic thing, like the whole mental health industrial complex is like, I don't know. It's just 
like Wyatt was saying in that thread, we really can't have a society anymore where we value sort of a notion of like American greatness or exceptionalism. Now America is basically just becoming like us in Canada where people don't have like really a loyalty to any like abstract ideal. Of, Except uh, to their uh, psychotherapist. And I know yeah, Bri- exactly. And yeah. I know, uh, Brittany, you are definitely for men grooming, and I'm not opposed to that. I was just giving you a bit of a counter there. But when it comes to men seeing the therapist, yay or nay? Therapy's gay. Um, personally, I like therapy. Um, but oh, get ready for the chat. Oh, <laughs> well, I understand why people say it's BS. I understand the argument, and there's definitely truth to it. But I'm not going to tell people not to go to therapy if they feel like it helps them. Mm. Well, well, because like, for me, I used it for ranting, and it was pretty nice. To just well, like let yeah, but then why, why why not just get a boyfriend? Then you got a Twitch channel. Just... Because then it ruins. Because it doesn't ruin your relationship, but it can it can strongly affect it in a negative way, depending on what type of guy you're with. With because they just want to like true. like you and have fun with you, blah blah. Sometimes people don't want to hear about your problems, and sometimes your friends get tired of true. hearing it too. Well, th- well, this is something that Patrice O'Neill was talking about. How uh, let's say uh, men uh, and women, you know, that they, they have. Uh, they have different requirements when it comes to what they suck up. So for men, they suck up, I guess you could say, women's energy through sex, and women suck up men's energy through time. They suck up their time through a lot of uh, conversations that the men may not necessarily want to be uh, uh, privy to and don't wait, really wait, care is, about. Is Slav muted or lever? Slav uh, says I think there's some computer problems. I mean, I did not mute Slav at all. Uh, there is no mute there, so I think it may be on Slav's end, whatever's going on. He's been going in and out this whole time, so mm. there oh, may be uh, some... Uh, Slav, Slav is currently uh, um, muscling through an assassination attempt from PETA or vegans mm. because, like... Yeah. He, he, like they were the they are the reasons his bratwursts weren't defrosted. All right. Yes, um, exactly. R- r- real quickly before I forget, uh, Brittany, thanks for sharing that. Like, all right, therapy worked for you, and that's great because again, to beat a dead horse, like I said earlier in the stream, like what works for you might kill someone else in two weeks, and vice versa. And in fact, you know, it's important to beat this dead horse because a lot of people go through life without finding what works for them. And there are a lot of people out there that are not on their own side. So they're really um, susceptible to like outsourcing their judgment to other people or like taking shit at face value and without like weighing it out in their head or like, oh, someone told me to go fuck myself on Twitter. They're right. I'm wrong. Time to do a 180, you know, like and, and it's so, you know, but it's good to hear that, like, you know, therapy isn't this one size fits all over generalization um, I think what it is too. Yeah, you're right. It's true. Oh, oh what's wrong, Kitty? Aww. Um, yeah, he. I think he was dreaming, and then apparently they can dream. And what's wrong, Benito? Yeah, you remember, you remember that Jeff with the little kitty? I'm gonna post it later. The one who was like hunting, you know, and the arms were going uh, up, yeah. and then the mother hugged him, and uh, yeah, it's all it's all very adorable. Yeah, but, but I, was, I think yes. like the the yeah. there was one person that said on Twitter, um that I know it's a controversial statement that said that women are dehumanized, but men are never fully humanized. Meaning that from time, and it's not a bad thing because from time immemorial, men had to sort of earn their place among not just the social hierarchy, but their own sense of self through their works that it, it seems that nowadays when everyone is sort of expected to become like a fully integrated self by the age of 18 and that you should be this like super like cynical and mercenary type of person that, to get ahead yeah. and like 
it, it seems that like men are the reaction men have are like the bullshit, you know, Sigma grind set, whatever. But then also like women also experience this when they don't feel that they have an integrated self. So therefore things like, um, the sort of therapy industrial complex, they fill a void like what Stain was saying, but it's just an interesting thought how it's not even a bad thing to say that men have never been like fully humanized in every society. It's just that men, like, it's like, you know, when the MGTOW people talk about how men are disposable, it's like men have a certain disposability to them for obvious reasons that have been with us since civilization began. And for the MGTOWs to be like, Oh, this is bullshit and unfair. Like it's unfair nowadays because we don't get the benefits of achieving the very few can achieve like what Nietzsche said to own your own self. Right. But because nowadays we live in an environment where we're expected to have this layer of egalitarianism above everything else. Well, that, I want to interject you know. for about uh, 20 Go seconds. Go ahead, Eggie. Go I ahead. haven't really been talking and I probably won't, but I want to say one thing here when you talk about that sort of stuff. You know, I understand it to the fullest. I totally, absolutely grasp it. But, uh, you know, to harken back to what uh, I think it was Brittany was saying um, a little bit earlier here when I was grilling and shit, she's talking about how there's more women in New York City than guys. And a bunch yeah. of these guys in New York City, they're out there, they're selling their booty hole on the streets for a hit of crack and all this stuff like that. The way I see it now, I mean, life is absolutely unfair <laughs> and it will try to shoot you in the head every 10 seconds of your life. I don't even sleep anymore. I, I just lay awake. I don't even sleep Jeez. anymore because the world's Man, trying to kill every day. And it will. Every day you wake up, people are going to try to shoot you in the face and that's just how it is. But as long, you got you got to rise above you know, you walk down the street, you're going down to get a Dunkin' Donut or whatever, and there's all these guys selling their booty hole in the streets. They're probably gonna be dead in five years. They're bussy. You gotta be. You gotta be above them. You gotta. You gotta look at them as uh, the bottom of your shoe. You know, you have to know that you rule their lives and that you are a god compared to them, and you must maintain your elevation beyond the filth and scum. And uh, you see, the world is 100% very unfair. Agree. But so long as you are able to understand your place uh, above the filth and the slime, you have an it's it's like you're lo- it's like you're loading into a game with like the new player bonus. You got like the new player XP gain. You gotta just like go and hit. You gotta hit your goals. You gotta you gotta you got a little bit of fire underneath yourself right there. You're not these scum and slime. Uh, you got that you got that up on them. So. So it's still even. It's still it's still unfair. But if you can get yourself figured out, it's not as bad uh, as you might think. And that's my game plus. Well, no, no. You're you're starting off. You're walking in and you're like, oh shit, I can't get this good job. I can't get this or that. But you gotta you gotta figure out where you're at and realize that you're inherently above a certain class of people, and uh, and go from there and use that as sort of like, uh, you know understand where you're at and just uh kind of jump spring from there exactly uh-huh. no you I have to you. give up and blame women that's what you should do peak Base. masculinity oh 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 by the way it definitely feels that, good think, and it definitely is most of the time i really i really can't wait too, till but... delicious tacos comes oh in yeah <laughs> eight, eight o'clock day. delicious tacos is here by the way i'm so glad i finally figured out how to do this see i have three of you guys displayed on the screen at once instead of all of us at the same time this is fantastic yeah. i i had no idea you could do this now yeah, I do. you could pin people Ugh, yeah. Now I have to I, look like I'm paying attention. Yeah, there we go. You're on the spot. By the way, listen, I had, guys. Um, I just got a DM on Instagram, and I'm not going to open it up because I don't think it works with Zoom, but somebody sent me a message and said, you're under her boobs. 
And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which chick that would be, but I, that's the message I just that got. That means on under my boobs. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> under under the angle, right yeah, here. By, by yeah, the way, I was gonna say, um, mm. like with about men being disposable. Right. There's right. like a, kind of a sense in which that's true, but I think like, and then the other side of that is like, well, then you just have to face it and accept it and try and get on, and uh, yeah. you know, sigma grind or whatever. But I do think it's all right to grieve, you know, about that kind of thing as a guy. I think that's like oh, something yeah. that is good for people to kind of go through and like process, you know. Oh, uh, well, uh, there, uh, there's a lack of spaces for men to grieve outside of yeah. the complex. Uh, of real, real quickly, um, uh, I, I'm curious when and where the talking point of women going like men, the patriarchy hurts men because they're not allowed to express themselves, and it's like I get it, like. Uh, to a degree like men aren't expected to be weepy emotional messes but like it's kind of weird because like women can be like i want the strong silent type but i can't go i want a woman who shuts the fuck up like this is only a one-way street unfortunately and i'm really curious as to like at what point did like a premium suddenly be placed on like the man's in touch with his emotions and it's like yeah that just means he's most likely just gonna lay down and take it if you get mugged that night walking home with him you know well, I just think, I think really what, what, I mean, I don't know, like the, um, like Brittany and Bimbo Ubermensch can like, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but like my impression is that like when women talk about guys being in touch with their emotions, what they really mean is like, they, they mean a kind of like emotional openness. Uh, and that is, that's like not the same thing as like self-pity, you know? And I think that is like, a cause of a yeah. cause of confusion for people. It's generally. just the positives of it versus the negatives. I think most women would agree they would like a guy who's emotionally intelligent and empathetic. A lack of empathy is a real problem. I love how both like, Britney's cat like and my cat are grooming themselves at the same time. Oh, sorry. What'd you say, Bimbo? I, I just said like as just somebody who's not. I mean, I mean, I, I think the baseline is just like a certain certain amount of being socially adept versus yeah. like socially <laughs> i love how the wine is like, making your conscious of the social uh <laughs> thing <laughs> like you know not not sparking out over fucking laundry like that one right. thread yeah. i saw a few days ago that, I mean, that was really a black pill i think totally that was really sad like that that like that that stayed with me for two hours it showed. Um, it shows that, like, a, I think men they want like their mommy GF, and they want like, um, they they want to like have this perfect ideal of like, mm. you know, bourgeois domesticity that women conform mm. to. Well, no, because the problem started when she started doing his laundry for him, and then he yeah. got like, freaked out. I think I think that's just crabs and bucket mentality, man. Where he like went to like I don't mind if a woman friends. does the laundry. I just think that maybe if you were doing other things, like you're the one who like mows the lawn or does the grilling. I mean, no, but but I mean, I mean, like what 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 but what irks me is that like um, I, I I understand there are some household things people like to do and don't like to do. Like I would rather scrub pots and pans for an hour straight than fold clothing for five minutes. All right, but at the same time, like I ha like I never understood that joke. Like oh, I don't do windows. It's like just use newspaper and Windex. It leaves no streaks. What the hell? What do you mean I don't do it? So like. Uh, and and, and it's all right, so like, easy to do laundry, yo. Like, okay, folding is tedious. The thing is, is that I've never off. been having any problem with laundry myself, but owning a successful merchandise uh, clothing business 
that I run from my own home. I have folded many hundreds of shirts for shipping. And I tell you, I mean, not that I didn't, not that I had a problem with laundry before, but I tell you, when a man's successful at the Sigma grind set, boom, your laundry uh, skills are going crazy. I want to say <laughs> one thing also before before I let, give the floor again one time. The whole emotional openness thing, here's what it is. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it in clear poignancy. Now, I mean this with, uh, with all due and the utmost respect to all beautiful women out there. Uh, in a man in the relationship, to be emotionally open, it means that you need to be emotionally open to the woman's problems and completely cold as ice to everything else. Okay. Uh, that's Anything true. that she cares about, you need to be like, it was like your son just got punched in the face. Your kid just got hit in the face at a baseball game or whatever. You got to give unconditional love and unconditional empathy. Yeah. And be, you know, you're ready to ride or die about this kid getting hit in the face or your, or your wife uh, having a bad day at work or her car broke down, whatever it is. Some guy down the street is pointing a gun at your face. You don't flinch. You know what I mean? That's how that's how it is. That's what yeah, it but is. Ooh, I like time, that. He's right. He's got yeah. it. No, yeah. but aren't women attracted to men who are a bit more aloof though? That don't. De- you mean like bimbo? Oh, aloof, like they don't care, like they're detached. Yeah, like they have a, a form of like, um, how shall I put it, aloofness, but also like cool detachment. I think like like I remember a default friend and personality girl. They were saying how like why do limit women find uh, James Spader attractive? Because you know the guy from Blacklist, but he did that one film, the Bondage film, before twenty, uh, before Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like that type of like, he's kind of like a father figure, but he's more detached. He's more like, I don't know. Like I, I thought women they kind of like that rather than a man. Who uh, is, if a know, woman, if a woman has low self esteem, then absolutely. But if you're talking mm. about a woman worth your Depends time, on woman. Yeah, yeah, it could uh, be. Yeah. There's no like real like life hacks when it comes to uh, like there's no Sigma Sigma male dating tips for uh, <laughs> there's no like manosphere type of stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I was led to believe that women think like a total like Borg hive this whole time. My God, I guess Return of Kings lied to me. All women know. are one person. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, you're speaking to me. You know, I'm uh, I basically you know I was I'm pretty much considered uh a master of the uh roasty own as it is but you know i'm i'm getting up there you know i'm, I'm aging and i'm uh you know i'm seeing the world for what it is and one really thing I, if there's one thing i'm always gonna do i'll always speak my mind the way i see it no matter where it lies i'll feel the way i feel and if i'm wrong i'm i welcome that to adjust my perspective in the way that it should be so there is a quote from uh, the last temptation of christ only one woman exists in the world one woman with countless faces Mm, that's true. Archetypal. Well, that was the time when uh, I remember it was the uh, not to spoil the movie, but when the Satan was uh, convincing Jesus that it was all right to sleep with the, I believe, the sister of the wife he ended up marrying after. Uh, sorry again to spoil it for those who didn't see it when Mary Magdalene ended up uh, passing away. Oh yeah, that-, that was the one part. Yeah. And the Catholics didn't really... I love how you're using that background. Oh, I just thank you. Say oh. that the whole time. It's just, that was right before we painted our walls. Just... Yeah, I love, that is kind of creepy. I'm just standing up right now, but it's kind of creepy. I got to admit, it was like when Lev, uh, you did something else with someone else's room. I forget which one. I just thought, I just wanted to say something. Like, like a pathologically narcissistic person. 
I just found it amusing that it was funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you were able to recognize that wait, this wait, was indeed I, your room. Oh, oh, just real quickly, uh, yeah. just just so I, I'm not misremembering, um, Bimbo, at what point did your camera go black and white? Because I swore you were in color when this started, and now yeah, you're like, you're either... With the, I was you're... fucking around with the filters, but I'm feeling more noir. So because, yeah, like, it's good. It's a good because, look. Like, are, are you I, feeling more a Pinot Noir? Ah. Yeah, I mean, ah! I'm like, not... No, I mean, I it takes me about a week to go through a bottle, but a week. A week? If it takes you about a day. If 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 if, if it were not about if, two hours. If, if it were not if it were not for break the rules, Lev would be the intercontinental champion of the Plunderdome. All right, so we're really glad you could. We're really glad he's not fucking like. I don't know, Alex. I don't know, Alex. Shout out to Martin, uh, friend of uh, Screlly Pod. Oh, that's right. Because he does a lot of great dad jokes and puns. But um, let's. uh... You're not wrong. No, Uh, yo, Mm. big big ups to Martin, who is toiling in obscurity, writing Mm. gold. Almost no one is reading. We got to fix that shit, James. I know. Here. He's like the fucking funniest Loby, for sure. I mean, well, well here, guess, here's what I'm uh, here's what I'm curious about. I mean, um, Arsene's technically Loby still. Mm. Actually, so, he might almost be at a thousand now. Finally. Okay, so here. Loby territory. Here's what I'm curious about, uh, Eggy and Brittany. Is there anything you don't agree on, or do you think that you're you both agree on pretty much everything there is? People I'm just curious. Like, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's plenty we don't agree on, but um, I'm you know I, I wouldn't think that there's anything particularly uh, like. <laughs> egregious that we don't agree on i would imagine um so far no i don't well well, i think think eggy has like matured over the years and like developed opinions so as of now i'd say no but let's bring up like eggy i remember watching those videos uh the, the roasty videos um they they were quite uh harsh they were uh quite a deep uh vivisection of the sort of um, men and women dating strategies, I guess you could say. Um, if you if you remember those videos, oh my God, love, holy crap! <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's what can go wrong when you end up being like Lucas <laughs> and you uh, try to groom a thirteen-year-old girl. Um, so oh, what, oh, what the hell? I certainly hope that has nothing to do with my videos. Whatever the hell that was. No, about. no, no. It was. By the way, I, lo- I look forward. Room. I look forward to the time when people will have fancy wine parties during Halloween where the men would, you know, how, how like the Roman aristocracy used to dress up as peasants, where like some of the men would dress up as Lucas, like with the brown nipples and everything, just like put a suit on like like Lucas. You know, I think that would be the next step where people are going to be doing these very uh, obscure I mean, memes. I, I, certainly, I mean, I, I, I would... Uh, I would, uh, how would I say, I mean, I guess I would understand if somebody went to the Lucas Halloween cost, but I would definitely <laughs> oh, look, God. I would definitely side eye that idea a little bit, you know what I mean? A little bit at least. But I think like, um, it, it seems that we're doomed to sort of repeat the like typical, like the same shit that we were talking about in 2015 with like the manosphere versus feminism. It seems that. Like this was last month's big hot debate over the fucking uh, rad fems and and like it's just it seems I don't know I see well, that we should have learned by 
by now. Let me let me just tell you um, now. I don't want to appear soft, okay? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I feel that you know, I will always talk my talk, and I will always uh, call some BS out when I see it. But Based. um, you know, it's as I said in my song from a couple months ago. I did the lemon pepper freestyle, and I said, uh, I suppose more or less, I scope a broke home the reason for whore and flesh. Okay, that's what I said. I suppose more or less I could scope a broke home the reason for whore and flesh. So basically what that says to me or what the where that where that lyric came from for me is that, you know, I have perused uh, a lot of social worker cases and things and uh, a lot of these different because that's really the type of stuff that I was uh, that always weighed on my mind just in yeah. general was a lot of uh, broken, broken things, a lot of broken things in the world that we live in. And, uh, you know, from doing that, I found that a lot of cases uh, where I did see young women, you know, acting in these ridiculous ways that I found, you know, like when I was in a certain space, whether it was college or whatever, seeing people act in certain ways or really disregard me very heinously to where it made me then very reactive. And I felt a certain type of way about it. And that made me out in a a defiance. Uh, mindset about what I was uh, uh, intersecting with. Uh, you know, I've come to find over the years, yeah, that a lot of these circumstances are born of dysfunction. They're born of pain. They're born of recklessness and self-destruction, the same way that some of my own behaviors were born of recklessness, dysfunction, and self-destruction. And so having gain that perspective you know it gives me more perspective on the kind of things that i would critique and the sort of behaviors that i would critique now i love to uh you know there's just some woman being completely stupid i love to lay into it because it's fun and everybody you know every day has a good laugh at their expense being a dumb stupid idiot uh you know but you know on a personal day-to-day level uh the way that i carry myself i'm very uh you know over the years i've gained a deeper understanding of these things and I can see a certain behavior or a certain uh, way of living that is, you know, uh, subpar or is beneath that of someone who is going to achieve a higher purpose in life. And I, I can understand generally because there is a general uh, not to sound like I'm some kind of psychotherapist or whatever. I don't trust doctors. I don't even go. I haven't been for years, decades. Based. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to understand some things. And I can usually kind of see where people are coming from. And I, in my own suffering in, in certain circumstances, my own pain, my own things that I've been through, you know, I've been able to draw uh, a, a correlation and I've been able to relate to more people uh, and try to help them just person to person on a personal level and try to help them understand, you know, ways to get beyond the pain. Now, I'm a man of many flaws and many uh you know negative (laughs) life decisions probably uh but i still you know i don't i don't let my own dysfunction cloud my vision as often as possible there's you know i I have my weakness i have my moments of weakness uh but i really try to rise above that and i try to see the path and i try to see the right ways for what they are and i try to you know help people steer themselves and I will say, I want to say, well, this will be the last thing I say in this, in this tangent. There's people who have reached out to me. They watched my videos five years ago, six years ago, whatever. They were all with it. 
they were all, you know, feeling the way they feel, but they helped, they, they uh, came to an understanding of their own selves, you know, and uh, what they had been going through and the pain they felt and were able to sort of, uh, you know, find their strengths in within that pain and that weakness that helped them uh, sort of see through the smoke and the clouds and the fog to that light that would bring them to the better tomorrow and have been able to improve their lives greatly and really turn their lives around. And, uh, you know, and, and, and my own sort of attempted perspective change, I haven't always been perfect, but I tried to change my perspective at a certain point after a while, you know, starting uh, back in like 2017 and moving on from there to where they went and they got college degrees. They've been able to get nicer jobs. Uh, you know, some of them got married or, or having families, things like that. And we all started from the same place, but just sort of, uh, you know, they've reached out to me in years since and said, yeah, you know, when you tried to, you know, cast all the negativity and all the pain and suffering behind you as much as possible and focus on the strengths that you could have that inspired me in my own ways to go in that path in my life. And I was able to get better and, and do better in life. And, uh, you know, I think not always everybody can do that, but the people that have told me that and have, you know, let me know what they've achieved since, uh, it's nice, but uh, that's my tangent. You seem yep. really introspective now. It seems like you really like gain wisdom as you grow, which is really good. Also, I agree with you. I think it's perfectly fine if you want to roast like individual women or even a demographic of women. I think that's fine. Um, I notice that people always get like uppity about that. It's like you say one thing about a guy. Oh, you hate all men. You say one thing about a girl. Oh, you hate women. And it's really on both ends. It's like if I criticize one guy, oh, you're a man hater if I make a joke. And uh, it's funny because uh, I'll say one more thing, too. When you when you mentioned that, it's funny because uh, there was a couple of women who I knew who were, you know, they were more uh, they're older, a little more mature women, you know, a little older than myself. And uh, they were women who had perused sort of a sex working lifestyle. They had, you know, gotten a little bit older. They had they had fallen out with the men they'd been involved with, stuff like that. And I didn't pass any judgment on them, but, you know, just sort of my critique of women who were involved in some of these circumstances, they did take it personally. And they told me they're like, well, you look at you, you know, you don't have anybody. And it's because you say stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I mean, me as a man, if I saw a woman laying into a man who I didn't like, you know, I wouldn't, I would be like, Hey, yeah, screw that guy. He sucks. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mm-hmm. if you truly, if you truly <laughs> feel that these negative choices, these negative paths are, are really bad and should be dissuaded. I'm like, I don't understand why you then feel that I'm a bad person for, uh, for critiquing, you know, bad life choices and decisions. But uh, I just thought that was funny because I'm like looking at it on the flip side. I'm like, yeah, who's that guy that, you know, the some guy that sucks yeah screw him yeah go get him you know <laughs> do your thing wow yeah, you play queen. You get, like, <laughs> and it's also the same with like even if you criticize other women at other women as a woman you know huh. it's just like the you're just jealous argument why jj and it's the same thing it's the same line of logic of okay and so it's just like oh it's being disregarded just need a good man in your life that's another that's an old one though but um oh oh, i have a i I have a question for both um bimbo and Brittany. do you feel that uh for the past couple like since 2013 and moving forward do you feel that like there have been at least a handful of women angling for like oh i'm not like the other girls but to the degree of like 
repeating all the blame women talking points, but because it comes out the point of a woman, somehow that makes guys go like, wow, I'm going to follow the shit out of her because she says what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's just a pick me. And it's like, all right, now, 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 in your opinion, and um, like, who has ascended to the highest rung of the ladder, like in that biome? Like, it, has there ever been like a historical version of that, or is that like a recent phenomenon? I mean, I'm sure it's been around forever, like you know, just to curry favor and patronage. I don't fucking know, but I mean, I guess like the the biggest like you know caricature of a pick me so to speak has been so funny and so silly that like i can't even take it seriously like there was this one girl and i think she blocked me we did uh we're doing a <laughs> grilling extravaganza did a little she was grilling talking about like it's like a I don't know, raw me and like hyperborean. Oh god, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh sweet. There's a lot. There's a lot in that weird. Um, there's like the wignat radfem category. And yeah, the racist the, radfem. Yeah. Yeah, but those are those aren't really picnies because they piss off everyone. Um, but then there are also, ones that are consciously like pretending, like there's this one I know you're talking about that are kind of like. They have this very weird, like, playing up to, I don't know, Hyperborean stepwife, I guess. That st- and there's that's... the ones who get mad at, like, every um, girl who looks like, uh, I don't know, ethnically. They're, like, they're stealing all the white men. I'm a strong, lignat, trod woman, and I run through the wheat fields, and I'm amazing and uh yeah, i'm a single mom too and and well i want to say you know i don't want to like uh, going my to, perspective uh... you know, as a man who's getting older you know and if a woman has she seems like she's uh, uh, uh you know pursuing a wholesome lifestyle i don't want to like discard it and disregard it no that's but fine i've been on the receiving end of a few of these uh a few of these propositions from women who are you know in their uh in their 30s and everything like that which is fine you know that's that's all good Nice, you know, more power to them, but uh, you know, it's like they it's 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 just so um, how would I say it's just so like uh, it's so like tangled up, like they'll just be like, you know, oh hey, yeah, I know, uh, god, my my, my 18th boyfriend just broke up yesterday, fucking turned 35 years old, but hey, you know what, uh, oh, you, you Pepe the Frog meme, yeah, you know, I just I hear look at this Pepe the Frog meme I have, uh, anyways, um, I live in this, like, can I kind of come to your house maybe? We can just like meet up sometime, you know, where do you, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'll give you what do you want to uh I'll, here Before, I just yeah. five and, uh, and I'm gonna fly there tomorrow with your PS5 in my hands and uh can I like sleep in your bed and uh and you know uh don't worry about it you know and shit like that and I'm just like whoa you're definitely completely I, fucking crazy James, James, <laughs> James, James, you're, you're definitely you're definitely whacked out white <laughs> boyfriend or whatever it's just sometimes they go overboard and they're like I ate my raw milk and my raw eggs and my raw meat and I'm like I kind of doubt you did I'm sure you're eating. <laughs> no, did, I don't. Did you see like, I have this them, rune? Like to the, uh, my, my, I have a rune. Did you see that? Anyways, can I uh, can I like show up at your house tomorrow at like, three o'clock in the morning? You know, three thousand miles away. Um, you know, for, I, I got a rune though. You know, <laughs> it's like to them I, those type of like. Eggie, Eggie, you you sounded like you were holding off three flashbacks at the same time when recalling that dialogue of uh, of like everything. Uh, like I said, I don't. I, I mean no harm. I really, I really wish the best for them, but 
I mean, I've had, um, and I don't think it would be any girl that watches this, but there was one woman in particular. She dated a guy for like 12 years, and then like they broke up. Literally, like the next week, she's she's messaged me. She keeps making new accounts. She made like five accounts to message me. She's like drawn like pictures of me with like pagan runes. And she was like, she was like, oh, wow. my European king. And I'm like, and she's like, she's de- she's like, uh, I mean, really, I don't, I don't want to like neg her. I don't really like, she's only been good to me or like nice to me. So I don't want to say anything bad about her. But like, it's so obvious to me that this is like, uh, I've lost everything. I'll do anything to like, maybe that, you know, hey, this guy seems like nobody likes him. Maybe like if I like pilots on him, he'll like be a safe bet kind of thing. Oh my God. Do, See, do you have when her, women do you are desperate, that's how men react. Do you have your account, Eggie? I think I could uh, never. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She probably. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give her all your information. I'll, I'll uh, make sure that she can follow oh you. And, yeah, and <laughs> She'll probably fuck, fuck my shit like, up, you know, Just fuck my whole life up, fam. Um, it's not even to me. I'm gonna tell you like this. It's not even. I just not even the desperation because there is a little bit that's in the air and the fact that she like opened up by saying oh hey i just broke up with a guy that dated for 12 years straight and now there's nobody anyways i love you now that's like okay yeah. you're, you're just basically like hitting me in the face with red flags like this like to the point where i can't but i mean if you know she just has other problems that are you know what i mean if it's like if there wasn't you know but it's just like i don't want to i don't want to walk into a situation that i know is not going to be stable you know what i mean like it's not that i don't like this you know, she seems like a nice gal. She seems nice enough, and as far as I can tell, but I don't want to uh, be a part. I don't want to like walk into a minefield. You know what I mean, I think I think like gonna, to, she's gonna like change your mind right away. But anyways, yeah. Well, were you gonna say, Bimbo, before about this particular type of like pick? I or... I mean, it was just so funny this account, like because they were like, okay, can I be honest with you? It seemed to me like the social equivalent of a horse girl, but like not in a skilled equestrian way. Preach, preach. Like I'm like Preach, come on, Queen. It's like, it's like it they have the weirdest Disneyfied it's like an inversion of the Disneyfied um mindset that a lot of um liberal feminist women have. But, yeah. but, but to, to it's them like inverted. It's very fucking weird. It's like you're wanting you want a prince to come up out of nowhere, and I mean, I'm sorry, but men are more multifaceted than that, you know. It's like to them, like this a good man, but like it's not like this particular type of like wignat woman. It's almost like performative racism is kind of like their live, laugh, love sort of thing. If that makes sense, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know. Like, they, look bitter. they look bitter they look like they're losing eggs in the process as they're doing it i'm like you can find you can you can <laughs> there are a million day. like twitter men who are like esoteric bodybuilder racists that they could probably shack up with yeah you don't oh, need to find like this hard. you could find one like you really you don't yeah you can find one and you can find one if i could find a good if, it, if finding a good woman means I could be more racist, I mean, if I had to be more racist to find a good woman, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a that's a it's a powerful bargain. But um, explain for people. I, I, who I'll don't tell know. like this. I'm like, all right, you got you got a lot of words to say, but tell me one example of a time that you went to the zoo and or movie theater that was subpar due to the geographic location you were in. Go. 
Okay, and they so got I was all these like the, they got the all these rock movies. Like, they're like, what? Well, I man, I got this infographic. Right <laughs> I was seeing the Chris Rock and, uh, movie top five you know in that, a very you know, 10 point, 10, urban 10 neighborhood. Ten point seven times more crimes were committed. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Surely, absolutely. <laughs> But I want to know you're really about it. I, don't I, listen. You can't be faking the funk. You can't go read a magazine and act like you're down with. You know, you got like. When was the time you went to? Uh, you went to go get your car out of the parking lot, and there was some guy standing there with a with a hubcap put over your car, and you said you got to pay him two hundred dollars to get it off. And like, let me let me get let me hear something really that really happened for real. Let me know sometime that a guy tried to sell you a, a photo scanned uh, from the library uh, ticket when you're trying to sell for tickets. Let me know something that really happened and not the stuff that you just found on the internet to know you're really about it, you know? You can't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of them are terminally online just as much as men. Like, it seems that even the e-girl itself, her whole identity sort of is expressed through being terminally online. It's But this is weird, like, trap, I think, that men online equate. And, you know, we've all been there while I've been there. Where it's like you equate the sort of the same interests in the same sort of milieu that you're going to, uh, oh, this woman must really be significant because she's just like a terminally online schizo. Like I'm a terminally online schizo. <laughs> hey. And maybe she's... You need to have a balance. You have somebody yeah. who's like the opposite of that. Like, Yeah, I know. It's really... But, um, well, what were we going to... Oh, God. I lost my train of thought. Um, What's interesting... <laughs> Oh, Maggie, how are, how are the burgers, by the way? You know, a lot. They're very filling. You know, I'm really fat, and I didn't eat a lot today, but I'm getting filled up off these burgers. You know. Mm. Well, speaking of getting uh, speaking of getting filled up, a lot of guys today get filled up with a lot of uh, pornography. I know that Brittany's against it, but I don't really know your take, Aggie. Are you? Do you think that pornography Blab. is needed in certain Blab. circumstances or Blab. no? You come to my streams, in which every Fucking stream description for the last four years has had anti-porn links in the bio. My <laughs> What a fucking asshole, right? That was well, just, back in I'm the day. Just, just, just wanted you to tell the people. You know, you know, if this happened in person, all of them McLaughlin group. This is where James throws a chair across the room. All right. Yeah, there were chairs being thrown the other night because me and uh, Arsene were going off on Gilbert Gottfried impressions, and I won, and he was very upset. Well, I'll just say this: I had a guy <laughs> in my stream a couple months ago. He said, "If you look, if you look up, um, if you go to YouTube Live, because I was live streaming at the time. So if you went to YouTube Live and you typed in porn, I was what popped up because I have anti-porn in my stream descriptions, you know." That's funny. I was like, I thought that was kind of ironic and funny. Anyways, um, it's the worst thing. Anybody that watches it should get punched in the face. Stop watching it, you dumb idiot. I don't know how you. I mean, fine. You're out there. I mean, I don't know how you could even watch it. You're you must be crazy. It's you're out there. You're walking around. You're feeling like you're uh, you're a deflated tire. It's out of control. Anyways, I'll I'll give you a little backstory. So I was once a. I was so deep in it. I actually moderated a, uh, I was, I, I worked on like the forum of a torrenting website. Oh God. I was not that material. I had terabytes and terabytes and terabytes. Every day I'd wake up. I was, it was like, I was going to read the news. Oh, what's the, you know, every news site came out today, boom, boom, boom. I was all about, I was, I was so deep in the game. 
but I was in a period of time where I did not have any contact with women for about, you know, two or three years. And so, um, that's, that was, I was really deep in it. And, um, I went and I got after it was funny, it was a roundabout situation after I was this game guy, you know, then the women started calling my phone. So I started going out with some women and I got, I found myself involved with this uh, woman. And, um, all of a sudden I was like, all I knew was these videos. I was like, I was looking at her and I was like, I feel nothing. I was like, the only way I feel something is from these videos. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I was like, I, I didn't know that it was like this. I had no idea. And so then I started looking into it and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I've like, I've sapped all my vril. I've sapped all my mirth. I've sapped all my energy into the this video content. And uh, oh my goodness, it's horrible. So I started figuring out how to recalibrate myself. And I, you know, it was like early 2015, changed I, I changed my whole stance and uh ever since yeah anybody that's into that stuff they they'll turn into freaks they'll turn into crazy freaks if they get into that stuff i'm like just get away from it you know that's what i gotta say that is uh that is good for you Wuggy. i was not aware of those links even though i did come to your streams i should have scrolled down more yeah. but uh actually uh speaking of which i just did the uh trash rats I should say not trash rats. It was the the final state of the YouTube podcast episode. I was uh I was hanging out with Gamer from Mars, Monkey Jones, Rusty Cage, Emperor Lemon, and the Kino Corner. We did a podcast together that last uh, last episode for their podcast. And I say right on there, you know, if you're one of these guys that's suffering from that kind of stuff, what you need to do, you need to look up ancestral supplements, and it's called M O F O. It's the male optimization formula. Okay, and it's made, uh, it's absolutely you buy. It costs about $70 or so per month. So it sounds crazy, but hear me out. And it's, uh, it's made out of bull testicles. But you take this supplement, and uh, it will literally cure you overnight. Not overnight. It takes like a week for it to take effect. But you take this, you'll never, even, you'll, you'll never think about this stuff again. You turn into a straight-up alpha male beast. You probably have a girlfriend by the first day. <laughs> And uh, if you ever, I mean, that stuff, that filthy video stuff, you don't even think about that. I mean, you're out well, there. What is in this supplement, Eggy? Wait, wait, what wait, is wait. in this? Plot twist. Eggy is a shaman. Plot twist. What is in this supplement, Eggy? Bull's balls, you said, Number right? one ingredient is bull testicles, but it's also oh, filled with God. organ meats. It's organ meats, bull testicles. Future uh, BTR sponsor, possibly. Good. Yeah, yeah they right? should start sponsoring, you know. Uh, but, I mean, you will have, like, you'll walk through a door and it will catch fire. Okay, I'm talking about you walk through a door, it will melt behind you. Okay, you won't ever think about sacrificing your time and energy to these filthy videos and images again. Like, you'll walk in public and you will just, uh, like, you'll be glowing. You'll not, and not in the CIA way, in a good way. You're going to have, like, the, you know, the sun will grow a face and uh, blow a kiss to you. It's real deal yeah. stuff. I, I would say if you're, if you're in these positions, man, give it a try. Or my diamond stack, you know, that's what I put on my streams and stuff. Uh, and I got some new merch coming out soon. It's uh, official diamond stack energy. Where we're we're contemplating ways to put my uh, my male uh, recovery vitamin super stack male vitality. Into energy drink. I mean, super male vitality. Okay, yeah, they're they're kind of cool, but uh, they kind of they kind of play a little bit too many games for my tastes. You know, I have a real deal mm. stuff that's been working for years, and I haven't put it into a supplement yet because I feel like that cheapens it, and you have to use, like, less amounts to fit it into a certain capsule unless you want to take, like, 10 a day, which nobody does. 
because that's mm. dumb. But I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about incorporating it into like an energy drink because I love energy drinks. I drink several every single day of my life for the last you know several years, and uh, I feel like if we could put like a little bit of zinc macaroots into an energy drink, I think it would really take off. I don't know oh, if yeah. I, I haven't been able to find an example of anybody doing that yet. So well, I'm releasing merchandise promoting it before it even exists. That way, we're gonna speak it into existence with positive affirmations, and then it's gonna become real. Uh, but anyways, the moral of the story is if you're, wa- if you're sitting there and you're wasting your time and energy and watching some guy who's probably a fucking meth addict, you know, pound fucking Viagra meat into some, you know, homeless woman and you think that's great, you need to change oh, your God. filthy, sick animal. You sick and I'm, I mean, look at me, just look at me and you sick and me and look at me. You know what I mean? That's terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's funny. I think people don't realize the social consequences, like a uh, Yurk, you know, this one tweet the other day um, where it was this thread on, on uh, Reddit where this kid, he was like 14 years old. He was in high school and his mom was a fucking only fans person. And the kids. Oh, found him. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, that I, thread I, also did not seem real just because I, like, I, the like way yeah, well, it was like, yeah. it, I kind know. of refrained from commenting on that. Because I thought it would be it would be like so easy to like rush in and like write yeah. a big thread on it and then it would turn out to be like a fake story or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Got a, I just want to say one thing. I got an Instagram <laughs> message notification just now that said uh, I couldn't read it all because I'm not gonna open Instagram. It said I got a new GF. Furries are too much. Dot dot dot. And then it was like where I couldn't read it anymore. So. Oh I that God. Oh no. <laughs> That's all right. okay. Okay. Yo, wait. Eggie, please resume your story. Please resume wait, your story. Eggie, uh, going back to energy drinks for a second. Um, have you tried Runa Clean Energy? Because I show that to everyone all the time, and that's my favorite. Runa. Yeah. Runa nope. Clean Energy. It's organic energy drink. No Uh-oh. chemicals. It's tea based. Gives me more energy than Monster. Gives me more energy than Red Bull. Don't have to feel guilty about it. At a certain point, I think people are just going to have to take Adderall instead of that energy drink. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I love that stuff, too. I mean, I really like it, but I really love to mix it with energy drinks and hard liquor. That just is that's awesome. I mean, you literally feel like you just took the Super Mario star where it goes... Bum, 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 Big bum, Oh, but I how just, can people I walk have outside, energy? I start, I start flipping people. I grab them in the sidewalk and I flip them over my head. Oh, it's great! I love it. <laughs> it goes into Super Saiyan mode. I just That's don't right. like the <laughs> it gives me whenever I've had energy drinks, which would be like towards the end of a semester when exams were coming. When I was yeah, in it's... college, I just, mm. I, I don't know. It would fuck me up. It weirded me out. But then again, somebody else also would give me a Vyvanse. I didn't have a prescription, but somebody would say, you need to study for your micro econ course, like that you didn't go to class for for three, for like the whole semester. You need to study that in three days. Here's a Vyvanse. I mean, that stuff, it is, um, you know, under the right circumstances, it is definitely better than energy drinks. But my problem with it is, is that... I don't really crash off energy drinks. I drink so much every day, and I have for so many years straight. You're acclimated. I don't really get the crashes. If I take those, I will be like the next day. I'm like out the whole day. That's just yeah. Basically. It fucks you up because sometimes yeah. you can take it, and then what ends up happening is you focus on the wrong thing. <laughs> I ended up focusing on 
texting, I wasn't on Twitter, but I was uh, texting somebody I had a crush on instead of studying. So then I only had two days to study for that entire micro econ class. Oh. Luckily, it was just micro and not macro because micro is way easier than macro. That's ironically, you, you, you should kick the habit though. Like I, I, I was addicted to soda and energy drinks for a long time too. But it just, yeah. it's, there's that shit's terrible for your health. Though I hate to say it, like I mean, mm. it, I don't know. Yeah, you always uh, pay some kind of price when getting something that you uh, don't uh, deserve yet. As far as working up to right. it, using your own willpower in a way. But, but, but I want this, to. But this tweet about the OnlyFans mom, mm. like I mean, it does seem. I don't know if it's fake, but Yurk, you, you, if if you didn't refrain, like, what would be your fire take on the whole thing? Like, I mean, oh, I can um, imagine. I just feel sorry for the poor fucker. <laughs> poor guy, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just really back. Rough, man. It's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know if it is real though. I guess that's like a that's gonna be something that becomes real, right? There, there was that Catholic school teacher like mom who was the only fans and they kicked her out and there was like a Based. thing about a big injustice how they kicked they fired her yeah you know i think I guess, it's more common than normal people think it is and less common than twitter people twitter think people it think it is yeah. i think yeah. it's somewhere yeah. in the middle um yeah. i don't know but it is it is like you do incur a responsibility and you, you do end up affecting how your kid is treated at school yeah. Mm. I think some of the responses on that thread though were really fucked because they were like, oh, oh, you know, you should just tell kids, well, you know, but you like my mom and it, fuck you. And it's but, just but, like, but, but, but Bimbo, the, it must the, the, be kind of fucked to have a mother who is attractive. Mm. So it but, must by the way, I, I, thought, I thought all this time that there was a mechanical echo from Eggie's. Apparently, no. One of you people has a mechanical echo oh, that I don't constantly think I have one. goes on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to silence you all one by one in order to see who has the mechanical echo. Starting with Yerk. You are going to be silenced right now. There's no. still a mechanical echo. Stain Haynes. So, no. James. Is it James? Is it? It's Hold on. James. I knew it was James. Wait. No. Hold on. It's not James. I still hear the mechanical oh, echo. Is it Brittany? Could it be Brittany? Okay, let's see what happens. Clicking and... The mechanical echo still Bimbo Urumensh. Wait, were are you, you the one? My name? I was getting a drink. Hold on, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to silence. It was Bim. She was. The... This is like some. This is some little Indian shit right here. Like right to the last one. I never suspected it was Bimbo Urumensh this whole time that was fucking up the sound in the stream. And now yeah, I just I know. get headphones next. Of course, time. it wasn't me. It's never me. <laughs> oh. But um, I've never like, fucked up anything in my life. So I, guys, I, I'm I'm gonna just say now you are relieved. You are not going to have to hear that echo again. I should have known last time. Bimbo Rumench also had some audio problems. I completely forgot about that. So yeah, now we know. Eggy, Eggy, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta unmute yourself because I am such an a hole. I thought well, you gotta unmute yourself, Eggy, because I, I don't know how this you. happens to me. Because I'm in a room and I close it's, the no, door. No, it's your microphone. Your microphone is fucked up. That's what's going on. Yeah. So oh. yeah. So every time you speak now, you gotta unmute yourself. It's all right. That's what happens. I feel so bad for Eggy. Eggy, I thought that because you were outside, it was coming from you. Apparently, it was Bimbo Ubermensch this whole time. But you gotta unmute, unmute yourself though, because I I muted you while I was trying to figure out who. 
who had that sound. But I want to shift. But I wanted to. Well, I wanted to shift to what just really quickly. I, right away, I said, "Okay, go on." No, what Yerk, uh, you got into a beef with that uh, zero book cell. The McManus guy. Yeah, yeah. that had the terrible his, book about what, postmodern concern. What were you I, talking about? Like he was. A, I read the, the same argument because it, 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 I think it's just like uh, I've decided to make it a tradition to get in an argument with that guy before I come on break the rules. <laughs> yeah, so I can. But um, what was it this time? You. Uh, it was literally the same argument. It was the same because like he wrote that like crappy article about. Um, Edmund Burke, um, where you what know, about Burke specifically? What was he claiming about Edmund he, Burke? He basically he wrote this article like that it was supposed to be kind of a basic introduction to Edmund Burke's oh, ideas, yeah? um, but how and how they like kind of reduced down to uh, just this kind of generic conservative defense of social hierarchies, um, and I think it was to do with he like sort of tied in books like theory of aesthetics um which i can't i can't really remember the details of all of this stuff now but i mean it was pretty obvious to me that he was like kind of making um uh, he was like making an argument for pretty like standard like liberal values about things um and i mean like not explicitly necessarily within the text but just like that's the project that he's engaged in by yeah. writing that article and that, like that that's why he's introducing people to Burke. it's not just like neutral knowledge that he's like promoting it's like it's like uh you know for forewarned is forearmed right it's like introducing you to Burke so you can like locate him in this intellectual history yeah and orient yourself in a specific way and uh so i i like had this argument with him and he just kept kind of being like, oh, what exactly is wrong with my, like, description of Burke? And I was like, well, like, nothing as far as I know, but that's not what I'm saying. So you get credentialist kind of, on this. He's the yeah, he got really, like, credentialist on it. But then the same thing happened recently, because basically it happened because he um, retweeted this meme that's, like, uh, God in a boardroom. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I just thought it was funny because... The joke is that like Satan is the angel who says when God creates man, the angel uh, Satan's the angel who just says uh, this is just an ape with anxiety. Yeah, and that's they, why like, he's like ejected. And you were talking about this on uh, the Fed post how these libs they have this like r like Reddit tier scientist scientism like this almost quasi nihilistic view of the human self is like we're all just you know like like let's the fucking Chuck Wendig. We're all yeah, like sparkly yeah. farts, uh, meat bags, and space. And... <laughs> it's so funny. No one, no one can actually remember like the correct order of words anymore. Like I can't either because I'm just like, yeah, like meat, rocks, yeah, meat bags, sounds, stardust, yeah. farts, rainbows. Mm. I remember. I like the. Uh, uh, I like. I like the. Uh, the nevermore. Um, we are but flesh, and flesh is the weakness. We are made of blood, sinew, and bone. We're all just heading towards the great cosmic end. Um, yeah, that was a great oh, one. But yeah, um, there you go. but no, I think that it's it's fun. It's hilarious. Like these people, they come at you. It's it's similar to how uh, this YouTuber who's like basically like you know, explaining theory cell shit to people. What's his name? Plastic something. Like going after Giorgio Gombin. It's like Giorgio Gombin has really broke their brains uh, during the whole <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I love it. Um, but uh, I. Uh, 
if I could just jump in real quickly about this topic, and uh, yeah. because I got to start making my way out, but I, 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 all right, you could file this under, that's bullshit, but I believe it. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I find it, I find it a little strange how, like, you know, like you, like, like two of you mentioned this weird Reddit tier level of like, oh, you're just a flesh automaton animated by neurotransmitters and yeah it's that's made like, of stars and, mm -hmm. and all, it's almost like it, it does away entirely with like any notion of like a divine spark or a connection oh, yeah, to something the point. beyond yourself but now here's the part that irks me now this is where you file it under it's i can't prove it but i believe it i feel that that kind of perspective and view coupled with 24-hour schizophrenic bombardment of your senses and outsourcing your judgment up to other people i think it's meant to get in the way of intuition because i believe intuition yeah. is a gift like we're all given and some people squander it some people can sharpen it and hone it with or without the use of religion all right but uh. a lot of people like you know they just but i swear to you everyone has at least a couple of I told you so intuition stories, right? Stories oh, yeah. where like your intuition said, you know, Geo, you shouldn't cross the street right now. And then you cross the street. And for the rest of your life, you're going to remember that bad thing that happened. Oh, yeah. Because, I right. mean, I, I would go further than that. I don't even think it, it's meant to alienate you just from, in, I mean, it does alienate you from intuition, but I think it, it alienates you from reason as well like i think it, mm. oh, yeah. it's right. interesting because yes. you okay. figure it's hyper reason but you're, it's not you're, you're on to this all right listen um uh like this is something i discussed in ghost look jail i can episode. fold him into a ball look mm. the, 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 well, this is uh, this shout is, out ghost jail can you raise is, him up a bit uh, yeah yeah uh, sure th th this is something uh I, I mentioned in ghost jail episode two where like that being isolated in that way allows you to lend yourself to convoluted theory-driven views of life that subvert common sense expectations. And on top of being educated in the ideological equivalent uh, of like a Mobius strip, like the pedagogical equivalent of a Mobius strip, you now, you now have people who like think of all the poor schmucks who are going to die, maybe surrounded on a deathbed by loved ones thinking like, if only I told Russia how much I hated them even more. Or like, if, <laughs> if, uh, wait, if, wait, if wait, 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 love if on if his only, deathbed. <laughs> if, 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 if only, if only I drove, if only I drove around by myself wearing a mask more, would I have helped? You know, if, <laughs> I love people like if, that. If, if, I love if, seeing why that. Why did I only wear two masks? I should have. Born for. Oh. <laughs> if only I had lied prostrate to Black Lives Matter more, I wouldn't be here. If only I so, prayed to St. Pink Floyd more. So, so if only I'd owned another shot. I guess the right-wing equivalent would be like, if only I owned another lib before I died. Then that would be <laughs> if only so you're I not trying to own as many libs as you can before I, you die? Um, but yeah, go go ahead about the. Uh... So, so so just I just wanted to I just wanted to voice that real quickly in New York. I'm I'm really glad you brought that up. That it's not just isolating and atomizing you from intuition, but even like 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 like, like to the point where highly observable patterns and behaviors are now seen as lies. Like that's how yeah. far it's taken us. So so in conclusion. Uh, late, ladies and jerks, this was a lovely evening. Lev, thanks for having uh, my thumb you. 
Thank you, Stan Hanks. Alex, the goat. Thank you, Stan <laughs> The greatest Haynes. Greek man I'll ever know. Hey, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm half. Does that say more about Greece or more about me? Hi-yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Guys, uh, follow 718 TV on Twitter, and you've been doing a lot of uh, street advertising as of late. How, how has that been going for you? Oh, I, um, it, is, it is to ask for more would be a crime, Lev. I'm really fortunate to not only have ideas I could will into existence and uh, shitpost in meat space, but uh, I'm working on uh, an MK Ultra money flyer. I got a Rift Shop flyer oh, ready. Oh yeah, uh, a CPod 2021 flyer. And Lev Geo, why is there not a Break the Rules? Flyer? Yeah, we gotta. We, we should gotta have do something yeah. about that. Well, That's we're thinking all... of doing merch in the future, maybe by next year. Hey, but yo, listen, Griff, listen, yo, do an early Griff Shop collab. Come on, yeah, listen, listen. Do a Griff Shop part, part of the reason I'm fond of the flyers, though, is because word of mouth is the cheapest and most uh, is the cheapest mm. and most effective form of marketing, even in this digital age we live in. All right. Would it would it be uh, would it be all right if I ask the specific figures? How many people would you say? got there from the flyers if you can, can give some kind of an estimate uh, do you mean doing like it. uh on twitter or on uh, like well like like subscribers like people oh, who follow you on twitter I, yeah I, I i would say roughly somewhere from like one tenth to one eighth of all the followers on twitter and on youtube were people who were like dude i saw this quote tweet this person is now following in mm. fact it's kind of bizarre how like People like I live in Queens and like even in my particular corner and neighborhood of Queens, like people who are less than one train stop away from me, we've ended up becoming mutuals and like hung out. And it turns out like, oh, my That's God, next like, level street teaming right there. Because yeah. like, dude, it's like it's like, for example, like, um, uh, OK, let me let me just uh, build up homies. Uh, uh, OK, so. uh two people i've been able to meet specifically in um in my neighborhood and it turns out like for example uh uh georgios wave g-e-o-r-g-i-o-s wave uh the cyprian dude that's like a 10 minute walk away from where i live and he was like i thought you were a group of people with the number of flyers i saw and i'm like not just my fucking dumbass. <laughs> so, so that was nice so malaka's helping malaka's you love to see it you are so, Malakas. This is Malak. That was a great video. So, 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 Greek, Lev, Greeks do an- look like us Italians. To, and, an- to answer your question, I'd say somewhere between like one tenth, maybe one eighth, if we're talking about Twitter. All, just all flyers. Um, so you could find my dumbass on Twitter at seven one eight TV. You can find me on YouTube. 718 TV. It's the best public access television in the 21st century. Listen to Ghost Jail. Uh, and I hope each and every single one of you that your week is seamless and lovely. And right, thank you. Find Alex goodbye. on MK Ultra Money as well. Uh, coming on soon to talk with the Ghost Jail guys. Ah, I hope to go too. James, I'm looking forward to it. Bimbo, have a great episode. Bimbo, have a good night. Of course. And you please, too, sir. Please, please tell Delicious Tacos when he gets here. I'm a big fan and to keep up the good work. And can someone please help Slav? He's stuck in the negative zone. He's going to come back and haunt us all if he dies down there. All right? Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, what happened with Slav, Lev? With Slav, there was a lot of internet problems. Unfortunately, he tried to come in and uh, he kept, uh, <sighs> you know, coming out. So one of these things, unfortunately, that coming ended up out. happening. Well, hey, more but we got... Right. Yeah, more power to him. And by the way, we have delicious tacos coming in. He was just there right now. I think he's still working out the connection. But before he comes in, 
uh, around the similar thing that uh, was talked about right now, I wanted to read this uh, following thing from uh, Jason Giorgiani. Uh, just because, well, actually, I may save it to the end, but since Tacos isn't here yet, I would be curious what you guys think about this. So, <clears throat> it's a, his a Chapter 5 intro, Atlas Never... Oh, never mind, here we go. I'm gonna read that later, that'll be the last thing. Delicious Tacos has entered the chat. Here he is, it is time. Oh! Hello? Hello, Hello Delicious Tacos! Fucking A, baby! What's you made up? it. Oh, shit. It's Bimbo Ubermensch. Brittany fucking Venti. Jesus Christ. There's girls. Ooh, I get, I get a fucking in the middle of that? What is that? <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> you know? He's trying to manifest something. What's, you know, I Jesus know. I, I'm so non-horny these days. I'm retired from horniness. So hey. Oh, no! Don't play with me. Listen, how am I supposed to be at my level at your age? You're telling me that bullshit. Come on, stop playing with me. Well, sorry, I'm 45. Keep the dream alive, my man. You're 45. I'm 45. My balls are gone. There's just an empty sack of skin that has cockroaches in it, and uh, I'm enjoying. I'm sorry to hear that. Academic pursuits. Damn, I just assume all these fucking Anon shit posters are like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I'm not very mature. I can see how you'd think that. <laughs> um, like, I should be like a pipe-smoking, tweed jacket-wearing professor by now, but I'm still some fucking <laughs> jerk-off self-publishing. You should be Nathan course. J. Robinson by now. 40s yeah. is the I new should be, 16, I should be so dressed like fucking Doctor Who and um, <laughs> uh, <for the> CIA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Our... del- Delicious Tacos, I uh, really enjoy reading your books. Uh Thank Savage you. Spear of the Unicorn. I have it somewhere up uh, on my shelf here. But uh, what I wanted to find out, just like I was asking Eggie before, what do you think is the difference of your worldview on the dating scene in comparison to uh, Brittany Venti? Because I know, Brittany, your position is when it comes to having a boyfriend, no sex until marriage. That has been something that's solidified. Uh, yes, would... because it's a response to um, men having this thing where they say, oh, we're not marrying women anymore. Marriage isn't good for us. So, you know, I'm not going to sit around and be used up and have my years wasted, my fertile years. So I think the answer that should be met to that is to not have sex before marriage. And also it filters out any crappy, low quality guys. All right. Tacos. Well, here's my response to that. People always ask me for my takes on dating, et cetera. Like I'm a complete moron and you should not take advice from me. I'm not, so whatever I say, fucking do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know Brittany's work very well. Um, so I don't know whether she's an expert that you should listen to. I, in general, people on the internet telling you how you should live uh, are fuck ups and uh, you know, you shouldn't listen this to- This is true. So- Yes, right? I, I have probably been too extreme in my life with the amount of women that I've slept with and uh, I am trying to take a break and you know the next person I fuck I would like it to be the person that I marry but I'm not going to wait to marry them probably before I fuck them unless we're in some you know unless it ends up being some weird New Guinean woman with a you know ceremony where you marry her the day you meet her and purchase her from her you know, tribal chief. Oh, uh, well, listen, shouts out to New Guinea because we need yeah, to bring that hard. over I'm here. 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 Listen, I'm, I'm all about that trad stuff, but listen, I mean, yeah, why, why, why spend the time? What do you got? But well, this you know, is- where are we at? You come to the table, you got your contract. Boom. Hello, my name is Eggie. I, I make this amount of living. 
This is the way I live. This is why I can provide. Bada bing, bada boom. Look at you. Are you a, are you a, a tissue? Or are you a responsible, uh, you know, uh, woman that's good to be around? Bada bing, bada boom. You, know, you say tissue because you blow your they, load they on them? <laughs> oh, no. What was that? Do you say tissue because you blow your load on them? Is that why you call it that? That's what I, you know, that that's what I would refer to a uh, woman who is not. You are using the medical term that she's made up of living organic tissue. <laughs> oh, no, I meant women that receive ejaculate. That's what I meant. Mm. Okay. Got it. Got that. an issue. There's a tissue. Oh god! <laughs> this is the so this, this is the conflict in this stream is sort of trad versus degenerate, right? And Brittany, you represent a traditional sort of a reactionary in like a real broad sense, right? You I want to go back to trad in the. Hmm. I don't think that there are a lot of people here in the Zoom call in general who would be uh, degenerate. Like, I think we all see a lot of problems that have occurred in uh, modern times, but it's all about where exactly do you uh, put the line in the sand of what you will or uh, won't tolerate. Well, I wanted to ask, like, Delicious, what do you, what do you think of, um, like, I guess I, I would broadly characterize Brittany as being, like, I guess rad femme. That would be a good one. But okay. I would I would call it abolitionist. But Abol <laughs> oh, oh boy, no, that's, a, that's a good. But abolition. What are you? What do you seek to abolish? Porn, uh, prostitution. Okay. Women. I, I I think that no, but I wanted to before we get into the argument. I think I wanted to ask, uh, what do you think of? Because this came up a bit on when I was listening to your um the the after the orgy podcast with you um and i uh you were talking a bit about like just the discourse around like not just dating but like relationships in general like what do you what do you think of like this sort of um tw like 2015 manosphere type of stuff discourse that seems that we've never like truly gotten away from like yeah. all the pickup artistry and and dating and and just like black pills over like for example eggy was at one point the king of the roasty black pill now he's reformed but uh I, what do you think of the whole like it well, seems yeah, I'll tell you like this wait a second hold on let me let me pause you there because my personal viewpoint is always going to be adjusted because I'm right. Obviously, I'm a man of uh, of nuance, and so I will adjust myself the way that I see fit. However, with that being said, the uh, general decline in which the black pill is representative of, I don't believe, has seen reform as of this time, and so therefore, black pill is still legitimate, and it is still very real. It is still entirely. Right. Uh, you know, it is it is something of which that I do not control. It is something that is of its own self. And so I want to make that distinction just for the record. Interesting. Is that a terrier, by the way, Bimbo? Is that a terrier? It's like a poodle. Oh, it's a poodle? He's a cockapoo mutt. He's one of two. What's uh, his name? His name is Jasper. He's 11 years old. He's a rescue. Cute. You all oh, look at him. He's precious. 11 years old. That's pretty old in dog years, no? Yeah, and then I have another one named Jimmy. Mm. Uh, mm. Well, you see, he's got a gray muzzle, just like our uh, friend from the furry stream. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. He just came so in the room, so I gave him some sardine. And Ooh. Shout out to the gray wolves, the Turkish fascists. Yes. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, um, 
about the 2015 manosphere like it's funny how yeah. much that shit is coming back up now because there's a sort of subset of trad slash feminist women who are sort of specifically attacking those talking points again in 2020 yeah. and um you know god knows if they're you know i don't know if they're biological women i don't know if they're real <laughs> I don't know how, you know who knows there's something mentally ill going on there but um, <laughs> but you know the, my feeling about the manosphere in general has always been complicated because it's fun yeah. to guys talk about pussy but a lot of those guys got real political and also got very doctrinaire and um a lot of it is horseshit and you can tell yeah. because a lot of the biggest proponents all cracked and went crazy and went into other fanatical belief systems and and you know that kind of happened to me too um however if you're trying to get laid a lot of those guys really had great ideas about getting laid like there really was like the game kind of worked and you do you have to figure out how to apply your own flavor to it but there are mm. principles there and there is value and you know look men need women we need you guys i'm sorry it sucks i'm not happy about it either but we do and it's entirely on us the entire <laughs> responsibility of do if i don't do all the work nothing happens and most of the time not even then so there was some value in the 2015 manuscript, but, but it, is, it is just aesthetically so corny. Yeah. And my hope with all of those guys was that they would all mature into artists, philosophers, whatever. And I think a lot of them just matured into bigger shills. Um, people are very sort of money and fame driven. And look, I suffer from that too. Uh, so, it, you know, the manosphere is... is uh, complete the, the even saying the word manosphere is so cringe, cringe like, yeah. my penis is shrinking as i say the word manosphere it's just That's why so thankfully we had websites like pua hates that came yeah. through and smashed all those big fat-headed shills we broke it down to scientific data unfortunately there was this guy named elliot yeah. He did a couple things that weren't so good that got the website to off the internet, not, to, but... not to let hoppa men on your boards and you didn't listen Look, Elliot oh. Rogers was just misunderstood, guys. Oh God, um, Yerk, what do you think of this? And I want to go wait, back. Wait, to and Brittany. also, what was he also a part of uh, R slash Asian masculinity, or is that a different... that was a Reese? That was after that was that board was created. That, that because came of after them. the fact. Mm. Matter of fact, and um, yeah, those guys are crazy. I remember one time I got into a beef with one of the one of the mods for that subreddit. This guy was so crazy. It was uh, it was pretty funny. Like. Cognitive dissonance with these guys was like on a whole other level. They, uh, this one guy, like he, uh, cause there was one of them, one of the mods for that subreddit. He did this podcast with a girl and he was just like, it was like the, uh, the Asian version of like the Hotep. And it was so funny because, uh, now, I mean, actually, it wasn't funny. It was actually pretty terrible when I think about it, but he like does this podcast. And he's like, my Asian, my beautiful Asian queen. I hate all those white supremacist alt-right fascists that that objectify you. And she's like, mm, that's right. And she like do like doing this podcast together. And Man, she, like, that's went, some Asian nationalist stuff right there. Yeah, then she went and dated a white guy, and I was just like, I'm a, broken I'm like, branch. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even do like I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't even like, uh, but like just the whole like uh, the whole framing of the situation. I just remember because like there was guy. I mean, he was like on Twitter. He was like. Death to Whitey, kill them all, get them all. Because, like, he did this podcast with this Asian it's girl. It's what I said like, about the pink like rocket. What, what about the... 
the pink, pink rocket all girls who are especially if they're a diaspora the daughter of brain drain migrants they love the pink rocket riding on the pink rocket it's let me say one like, thing all right I, I i will tell you i'm and i'm happy to be you know at one point i wasn't happy but I, at this at my more mature stage i'm happy to be i will let you know that um that many women of a certain background um from my experience they don't believe all whitey is good whitey okay believe well, just, me i went i was uh i i i uh, I kneeled before hundreds of uh, of women of various uh, backgrounds from all over the world, thinking that that was the path that that would be like. Oh, I heard on the internet that these women are all about this about uh, me because I'm whitey and I'm six feet tall. Bada bing, bada boom. It is absolutely not true. And uh, so, and I guess at one point I was like shaking my fist in the air, like you told me this all I need to be is a tall whitey man. And bada bing, bada boom. No, it's no good. It doesn't mean anything. And uh, at that point, I was mad. Now I'm like, hey, you know what? Now I can shake the hand of all my brothers from around the world because it doesn't mean shit. So thank you for listening to my no, talk. I'm talking about the ones that are in like insistent on hating. The ones that like like AOC and then fucking Ilhan. Oh, they all love it. The ones, oh, the ones that are in the ill one. The mentally ill, yeah. They're the ones, not saying that dating a white man is mentally ill. It's not mentally ill. I'm just saying, like, the ones who are insistent and claim to be ultra woke, virtually sick, yeah, signal, like, signal some sort of thing like that. A lot of the time, they're full of shit. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm glad to do that because uh, maybe I'll I'll reactivate my OkCupid accounts and try it again now that I know. I'll look at the actual crazy one. Well, not only are they full of shit, but they're full of pink rocket, as you say. Oh, God. What were you going to say, DT? Asian women are a weird case. Like, some, but not all of them. Not all, but some of them don't have souls. And it's a surprisingly weird person. The Vietnamese one, yeah. I don't know if it's like a genetic thing or it's something about like a fish diet. Sorry. No, I think no, I think a part of it. You're a bug. Sorry. My you're best, a bug my now. best friend. He almost, he almost had his life destroyed by a Vietnamese girl. So that's probably true. No, I, th- I think a part of it may have to do with uh, communism. I don't know. Oh, it comes that could, to, it could be. I mean, just think of all the generations that they had there that were. I mean, not even just communism itself, but if you look at the history of pre-communist China, all the uh, warfare that was going on with the warlords, with the people in the middle of all of it, it was it was hell. And before that, we had the Manchus who were, you know, forcing all the men to wear those, you know, the uh, the cuck ponytails. So <laughs> it's just. I think it's just one of those the Reddit ponytail dynasty. Half the testosterone levels were wiped out in a generation. Oh, it was terrible. What what was that, DT? Oh no, I like I like the Manchu top knot. I'm gonna start fucking sporting that. and carrying around like weird like Chinese halberds from martial arts movies and shit. A weird weird spear with like a red ribbon tied on it. But Pasta I guess Cruz is but, delicious tacos in the last pickup samurai. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get uh Yurk's opinion on the manosphere, then 
later with Brittany, yeah. we'll talk about pornography. Um, so mm. what, what do you think of the whole discourse if it's dead or is it coming back to life? Or... Uh, I feel like, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, it's not exactly the same thing, but I feel like there are kind of slightly like kind of trad guys who I feel like they've just sort of like matured and developed different priorities. Um, but then there's like always a new, there's always going to be like a new crop of guys who are like sexually frustrated and, and like kind of immiserated or for whatever reason or like socially awkward or whatever. So I think there's going to be like maybe a, this thing where uh, every, every few generations, there's just like a new little crop of like manosphere PUA discourse, like just resurrecting because there's like another generation of guys like, you know, struggling. There, there, there will be in the future. There probably will be, uh, like, like, like I think after what happened, after I would say 2015, 16, 17, is that you have a lot of like the weird pathologies that go up into different subcategories of like poster or like LARP. It's like really strange how yeah. the whole thing manifested. Well, you know, none of the like social problems that gave rise to like PUA or incels or whatever have really been solved. So it's no, more just, they've only it's more just like individuals kind of like sink or swim and some some guys out there just they get older and they get like a bit wiser and they yeah. come, they come mm. to a separate piece with the world and you know they maybe like find like a they get like a girlfriend or a wife um and then you know yeah there's just like a new mm. generation of like lonely <laughs> guys by the way sure. speaking well, speaking of new generation, when it comes to uh, Asian people who migrated, like Chinese people who migrated here to the States, there was this girl who I dated whose parents came here from uh, China. And, uh, you know, they were very hardworking people who wanted their daughters, because, you know, it was her and her sister, to be very successful, to go to school, to have a good job. She ended up going into animation. So already that's not a that's not a great sign when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, God. Well, well, but, uh, Lev, but you're an animator. What are you saying? Uh, well, it's like when you're talking about certain practical things, I think animation is a lottery when it comes to whether you get into it and uh, find success or not. you that women aren't very good at? <laughs> no, it has, it has nothing to do with... No, 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 I mean, look at, look at Cartoon Network right now. It's like, it's full of, uh, you know, women are making the rules there. But anyway. Yeah, it's, it's the like... worst ever. <laughs> oh, man. All right, okay. I I'm get what go, you I'm, mean. I'm, it's I'm, like I'm if I dated an art hoe. I mean, I couldn't date an art hoe. I mean, we both... Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Beyond that... There are certain things she picked up, including uh, like uh, near empty uh, packs of cigarettes on the street while we were dating that let me sh uh, it showed me that I guess the parents were not able to, you know, keep her in line in a way like when she was growing up. I think she just became this wild child who then, you know, they brought her into uh, into New York City and to college there. And all of a sudden, all hell started breaking loose. Well, and she started so picking up empty cigarette cartons. Yeah, that's not a great sign. But I bet you the <laughs> pussy was amazing, Lev. Right? Well, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kiss and tell when we're talking about oh, the. Oh bullshit, uh, bullshit. The, but no, but uh, the the point of the story though is that there was this one instance when uh, I went to uh, you know back uh, home to her parents' place for Thanksgiving, and we went to this place where they were uh, selling turkey legs, and she picked up 
this bottle of, uh, I don't know, some kind of Sprite or some kind of drink and didn't pay for it. You know, she just picked it up. You were supposed to pay for it and she didn't. <laughs> her parents start scolding, scolding the hell out of her for doing that. And even though you could say, oh, it was just this, this bottle, I kind of understood where they were coming from. Because, like, here they are, you know, immigrants coming into the United States expecting there to be the certain standard that they uh, set for themselves and for, you know, the rest of their, uh, you know, like, their daughters and her children and so forth. Yet here we have her, their daughter, their own daughter, who is committing a felony right in front of their eyes. It's a small felony, but still, the fact that she would do that, that gave like a gave horrible them person. I mean, if I, ever saw, if I was ever on a date with a girl and she started, like, picking cigarette butts off the street, I would literally <laughs> kick her skull. I would just give her a good, solid, like, like uh, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter kick. Like, you know, you pull your knee back. Oh! And you, like, and you, like, walk. It's, it's like you're taking a big step. But you just walk right into the side of her head, and I would just never talk to her again. Hey. I mean, how could you possibly date? I mean, that like, homeless people don't even. Homeless people will go and beg for a cigarette. They won't even do that shit. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm, I'm literally going to puke just thinking about it, but I'm going <laughs> to. Oh man! It was uh, I mean, to be fair, the box looked kind of clean. No, I'm not. I'm not giving any excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why I bet. I bet. I bet the box. I bet the box <laughs> was pretty good. I bet the box was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I still wouldn't know. Why? Yeah. Why was she picking it up though? I don't get it. Like, why was she? I don't know. She just wanted to smoke. Oh, what do you okay. want? What do you want me to say? This is the world that we're living in today, and I do wonder if it was like here. Here's what I think it was. And again, I don't want to be armchair, uh, you know, psychologist here. I think it was the fact that there was this big contrast. And I'm curious with Delicious Tacos and Brittany and uh, everybody thinks of this. I think that there was this big contrast between the kind of disciplinary life her parents were giving her. And maybe her parents were not showing her that much affection as opposed to this very strict disciplinary you do what I say approach. And then there was New York. And then there was, like, all her friends, uh, you know, living a very different way, which kind of, you know, may have created, like, this rebellious streak. I don't know. Would that be would that be a fair assessment? I don't want to get too racist here. Um, I will <laughs> say that, you know, I've, look, I've dated lots of Asian women, and, like, uh, you know, the parenting skills are... Uh, you know, who knows, dude, we're talking about a Venn diagram of like Asian women and women who date me, but uh, you know, the parenting skills, <laughs> the, the, the letting your child know that they live in unconditional love is not a skill that a lot of them had anecdotal or, you know, just anecdotally. I'm not saying this about the entire 1.25 billion, you know, Chinese people. I'm sure some of them are at least somewhat capable of loving their own children. But uh, it's, you know, I've just had a streak where I've never fucking met one that was like that. Well, it definitely seems to be a very hard type of love when it comes to you. I even heard them arguing, you know, uh, through the uh, through the uh, through the door. Well, like I was in I was staying in the father's room and the father was staying somewhere else. And I heard just like them yelling and, you know, just being very disciplinarian. And it's probably something that has gone on day after day after day. And so I feel really sad for her because in a way, if she did have a different upbringing where the parents may have talked a little bit, you know, because again, I know that all the trad people out there are, are craving for if only we had more discipline. Well, I think this is what happens when you have discipline uh, without anything else to back it up. Uh, Bimbo Ubermensch, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, you see that with a lot of like, I saw that in my family growing up. If you, if you do that, especially if you're a father, like there's this thing about having standards, right? And you should have standards for your kid and you do want to have some sort of regimentation. Um, but if you do it to the point where you completely alienate your daughter, she's gonna go buck wild and she's probably gonna go crazy. Anyways, she's going to go buck break wild. She's going to be buck broken. Anyways, I have to go because dinner um, and I have to clear because I had sardines and brie instead Mm. of barbecue. So that sounds I don't want this room to smell like sardines anymore. So I got to (laughs) go. But it was nice. It's nice being here. Thank you so much for coming in. I always love having you on the stream. You are amazing. And next time we are going to fix that mic. No problem. And uh, sorry, have a wonderful. Sorry. No, no, no problem why, at all. Why does that? No, no we're going to, we're going to work. We're going to r- work through it off stage to make sure that this mic is going to work uh, well now. But guys, follow Bimbo, Bimbo Ubermensch on Twitter, twitter.com slash Bimbo Ubermensch right here. Is there anything else? you would like to promote you have a you have your artwork by the way mintable.app slash bimbo urmensch so here we are yeah i'm selling my e-soul as an nft for uh, uh, around 600k it was 600 dollars i'd buy it but 600k yeah 600k is my soul i mean yeah. No, but if Eggy if Eggy has your soul then i think it would be worth it he would be a good guardian for your soul i agree the thing is, Beeple was selling something for sixty nine mil, and I I can dream. And I if I if I want if I had six hundred k for my stupid soul, I mean Grimes sold one tenth of her soul, and she's one tenth of a person. So if you want to buy my <laughs> soul, you well, know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm selling some of my music for like fifty k. So I mean, I can understand it. No, I guess six hundred k. You can get. You can get like brown starfish and pussy picks galore, but a soul, that's that's the top beveling good. My soul yeah, like a Bart soul. Only where, soul. Yeah. Where, where my can whole we get the soul. brown star, and, starfish and pussy picks? Yeah, but I'm not selling that. I'm selling my okay. soul. So <laughs> and there's a deed to my soul. <laughs> I'm not selling my genitalia. I'm only selling my soul, goddamn. Do you get a picture of <laughs> a picture of your soul's pussy? <laughs> I, I just got my, it's just a deed to my soul that I grew. Mm. But anyways, I got to go, but it was really right. nice being here. I sincerely mean it. Much love. Thank, thank you so much for coming in here. You should also sell your astro, astral body uh, for half I thought half you going to say soul. sell your ass. <laughs> no, this, there's disgusting. too much of that out there. The pussy's so good, you leave your subtle body. <laughs> Take care, Bimbo Rumensch. So, so I want I want, to, I want to get to Brittany Venti's opinion on uh, what I was talking about just now with the, uh, with the XGF and her family situation. Like, uh, do you also agree that it is uh, the influence of having too much of a disciplinarian family that causes this uh, rift? And also, do you think that there are certain people that are beyond help? Like when you reach a certain age and you ha- have those kind of experiences and you become all rebellious, then it's just going to stay like that. And no no amount of, you know, white knight coming in on his shiny horse to, uh, you know, there is no fixing Yes to the first one, and you can change if you feel like changing to the second one, but especially if you're under 25 when your brain's still developing. Also, I want to ask Delicious Tacos, do you have yellow fever? 
<laughs> I get asked this a lot, you know, uh, no, is the answer. Um, I'm a horny enough person, or at least I was in my active days that I, you know, I dated everybody and I fucked everybody. Um, I do, maybe I would get like 6% hornier for Asians than anybody else, or you kind of give them an extra point, but, uh, you, but no, like if, if I, I live in an area where there's a lot of immigrants, so I've dated a lot of people with like Guatemalan, Korean, fucking Vietnamese heritage, et cetera. But if I was in Guatemala's not Asian, bro. Yeah. Well, you'd see what I'm saying there. Well, sure it is. He's just saying I'm ethnic. Uh, They're all ask, the same browns to him. Ask Hakan. Ask Hakan. Let me say one thing. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing, all right? Um, I'm not particularly attracted to Asian women myself. I yeah, am I don't, highly I don't attracted. Really, yeah. Or for me. I'm highly attracted to Hispanic women oh, uh, yeah. from South America, specifically, typically, or at least women who are more from South America. You know, uh, that's that's women who I, I find myself very attracted to. And um, I feel that um, I'm not sure I'm not some kind of scientist or whatever, or biologist or anthropologist, whatever it is. Uh, sometimes I do feel that certain women uh, from South America will share certain uh, physical features that can be relative uh, at a physical visual as aspect level to uh, some women from Asia. I'm not sure why that is, but I just know that I particularly uh, am attracted to Hispanic women. And um, yeah, that, that, I know what you I, mean. I can understand similarities. Like yeah. some Hispanic women, at least in America, because usually like they're Mexican um, and Mexicans in America look a certain way. They tend to be like brown and then have like uh, slanted eyes. Some of them yeah. literally look Asian. They literally look like they could be Thai or Filipino. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. I think what it is to me, Percy, I could just be totally wrong and like, you know, um, I, th I think that the thing with Asian women, like there was this tweet just today that blew up where this woman is like, you're a cheese pizza person. If you find this attractive, it was a, like, like a 20 something year old Asian woman that has like typical neotenous features. I don't think that if you like anime or if you like, like, you know, women like that, that you're some, uh, cheese pizza person. But I do think that there is something to be said about, the stereotype of like the demure Asian neotenous woman that is like the trad wife. I think like with Latina women, you really have to like strive and, and work for their affection. They're, they're similar to Mediterranean women in that sense. Like Italian women are definitely like that too. Like they're very like hardcore, no nonsense. Like they'll chew you the fuck out if you're not like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's something there, like the stereotype of the Asian woman, who is like this demure, uh, more feminine than feminine, hmm. you know, more feminine than white. But, al but also the demureness can throw people off where it's something that can be used to, uh, you know, project a certain image. But then once you actually get to know the person, you know, it's not going to last. You're going to find other aspects underneath. And whether those aspects underneath are ones that you vibe with, that's a different story. But uh, it is yeah, kind of yeah. like a mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could see their personality across the room. Yeah, yeah. Well, what well, do you mean by that, Brittany? Yeah, what do you mean? I mean that, well, I think both are important, looks and personality, but I'm just saying as far as attraction goes, you can't typically see somebody's personality across the room, but you can see how they look. 
physically and that's well, sort it, of it, the it attraction takes, i think it takes time i think it's something where i know that you're talking about not having sex before marriage but i really do think that it does take time to really get to know somebody living with them and maybe you can imagine a situation where you're living with them and you're both wearing like those uh metal uh what do you call it you know like those chastity yeah, the chastity belts. I don't know. Oh, but... God. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually against living with people. Like, I've done it in the past as well. It's like, this is me learning from my mistakes. So I don't look okay. down at anybody who does it. I 100% understand. I was very needy. Like, I literally struggled to sleep by myself because um, I was a serial monogamous. So, like, I had little time single since I've been 15. Um, but I think that people shouldn't, um, if they want to get married quickly, as a woman at least, they shouldn't live together. Um, they can, I don't know judgment, but it just kind of like gives strain to the relationship with none of the benefits of actually being married. And there's not much of an incentive to make it work when you're not really committed. Um, there's no ring on your finger there. You don't have the papers say you're married. Like you can just leave and you're putting all this stress on the relationship. So I think it damages relationships and it prolongs engagement. Like people be together, living together for like five years and not be engaged or have a forever engagement. So I think hmm. if you want to get married, you should um, fast. It's in your best interest, at least as a woman too. And guys can do this too. Um, abstain from sex before marriage and also not live with each other. So you can get to know each other like and be romantic and enjoy the best of each other and not just like be stressing out with living together because I've lived with every ex-boyfriend I've ever had. So the only well, the only big issue that I see here, I mean, there may be other ones, but the big one that I see here is how much would this result in uh, divorces over time when people find out that, hey, like we've lived together for a year. You know, there's actually all these things that are pretty much unworkable. And if we would have known in advance that this would have been the case, at least I know, like from some of the relationships that I had, it really did take uh a long time of actually being together to figure out certain things where I could have, let's say, maybe uh, given, you know, even more time, but the, still the amount of time that I gave for things to come out of, you know, co come to the surface, it let me know that, okay, this is not workable, you know, like certain things. Yeah, but maybe you would have worked it out if you guys were married. So it kind of causes a stress relationship and causes you to break up because there's no incentive to actually... You're getting none of the benefits of marriage and well, commitment. Well, well, well marriage does change you. It just, it is almost like it does. Mm. Oh, oh, I woke my cat up. I'm sorry. Oh, I realize I've been kitty. petting Benito for like three hours. I can't believe this. Well, Brittany, oh. you, me you mentioned earlier on that uh, you said around like age 25, things do kind of solidify for uh, a lot of people. You know, that is kind of like the time when the brain is supposed to really come into its own, develop, right? So... My whole thing here is that if uh, people have already gotten to the point of a lot of these elements solidifying within themselves, they are who they are. If there are certain things that come out to the surface that are absolutely unchangeable, and well, well it's like it's going to take a miracle to change them. It's going to take years and years and years, and maybe then it's still not going to change. Then why not, you know, have a kind of experiment where you see, you know, can I live with this person? And if not, then, hey, maybe you've saved the next 20 years of your fucking life and uh, you could find somebody that's not going to present those same problems and vice versa. 
I mean, that's just the same argument as like, well, why don't you have sex before marriage? Because then you can know if you're sexually compatible, you can know these things without living with them or having sex with them. Like you can get to know each other and you can even, if you want it to have sleepovers and things like that, without having sex too, you don't have to live with each other and mm. be around each other 24 seven causing stress to relationship. Cause like, even for me, I don't care about being around someone 24 seven. I, I love that. Like I literally want to be alone with someone that's very much my style, but a lot of time the other person doesn't and like, it'll cause stress and you won't even realize it. Cause they won't even say it. And it'll just be affecting yeah, but like, What about the so you whole... can get to know them anyway? Well, like I want to hear delicious tacos thought on this, but the whole I think, um, like like testing out before you uh, buy it. I don't know if that's like. Well, Lev, we had this debate with Remus. Remember, yeah. like. Well, was... no, I'm I'm just talking about from personal experience. There are certain ways people present to you, not only on the first date, second date, third date, but they could present themselves to you a certain way for a pretty long time if you pay attention you would start to notice certain things but you really got to go full sherlock holmes mode in order to see those things coming out through the cracks and then the well, yeah but you know what yeah. else is that somebody could fucking have cancer or schizophrenia five years after you get married too you know what so, i mean i hate to sound like some kind of pussy bitch or whatever but i mean to be honest you know having came from my experience where i was involved with several women over a period of years and it was all a whole lot of bullshit I've come to, uh, you know, me being uh, more on the trad side now. You know, I mean, yeah, I understand. Like, I mean, the way I look at it, I haven't uh, talked to a woman in five years or whatever. But next time I do, you know, I have an engagement ring. I'm ready to get married the same day because, you know, I'm going to look, right, look you up and down. All right. It's looking good. What do you feel about the future? Bada bing, bada boom. All right, cool. Uh, are you a fucking horrible person or do you have a nice loving family? Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Okay, let me scope it out. You know, when when you when you beat Super Smash Brothers for the uh, was that GameCube, so the end credits start rolling right, and you have a crosshairs. You gotta hit as much of it as you can. You know, are you are you somebody that's gonna hit all the awards on the end of Super Smash Brothers, or are you asleep at the wheel? That's how I judge you as a human being, and I judge your character. Bada bing, bada boom. I do feel confident that the next time I go on a date, I'm gonna have it all figured out. I might propose to the woman that day. I feel like I've studied enough infographics. I've watched enough YouTube live streams. You know, I got it all figured <laughs> out now. I believe that. Enough of dating advice TikToks. Mm. They have yes. those? Oh, plenty. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Really bad. I, I got I got to check some of those out. But delicious tacos. What do you think? Uh, do you uh, do you think that there is a point to what I'm saying when it comes to these things coming out? Uh, not immediately, but eventually over time. Or how do you see it? Uh, I don't think that who the fuck knows again, like I'm not, I'm not an, like, I'm the exact opposite person of what you should fucking listen to on these matters. I, I doubt that anybody's got a real secret from you after seriously dating for six months. I doubt that, uh, you know, I generally know who a person is within three hours of conversation that's right and I mean, listen, are you dating fucking ted bundy i mean if you are then i'll <laughs> see you die but we have you know, somebody who is dating most ted people bundy are gonna not gonna know that in their in their uterus <sighs> fucking serial killer and that's why they're dating him like ted bundy was a psychotic murderer and that's why the girls let him in the sorority house because that made him <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true 
you know, the secret, the secret that you have as a man that makes women leave you is that you're a fucking nice, grounded person. Ah, oh, fuck. You have, to, you have to come up with some Ted Bundy shit six months oh, in. Oh, man. You don't or have that some secret. Some of us have, have a natural inclination mental illness so we kind of got the vip pass I'm fucked, stamped man. i'm done Sorry, for her. oh my god you gotta start chopping up women in your van uh hell maybe. yeah in minecraft <laughs> yeah it's just you know you don't, you don't have to hurt them just just you go out to a nice restaurant just flip a table over on another guy and stomp on his skull until he stops moving you know what you're gonna definitely <laughs> get guaranteed oh that was a good one holy crap was that britney no, that was definitely delicious tacos. I heard him. You guys should do a competition though, because I don't know who's better, you or uh, Eggy. There was there was one uh, in WWE. It was Vince McMahon versus uh, Stone Cold, and Stone Cold. I guess it was canned though. That was too long to be real. So, <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you like this. One time, I got invited to a competition of belts against like some girl on TikTok that burped. I don't do it for the glitz and the glamour. I just drink a lot. And, and so naturally from my alcoholism i have a tendency to belch more often than the usual person i don't even i don't try to charge it up i don't do gimmicks what you hear is just literally what my body cannot contain from all the drinking so i keep Same, it real but not mm. but without the drinking like i've just always burped like this and people think it's like mm. like i can burp on command but every time people have heard me burp it's not me trying <sighs> to burp Unless it's like, oh, can you burp? Oh. And I'm like, okay. Like, if then obviously. Uh, but can you burp your conversation? One thing, no. Yes. I had some comments before I came onto the street, and they said, oh, you gotta oh, said roast pretty venti, do this and that. Well, you know what? This stream has really given me an affinity for Miss Venti. You know what? She's a real here, nice here. gal. You know, oh, I, thank I, you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy to belch beside her on this broadcast. That's how I feel. You guys should belch in unison. That would be uh, okay. the greatest thing. <laughs> I told you that I don't control this. This is my body giving me uh, what it does. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lev. I just have to be myself. That's, that's, all that's I know is how to fine. just be myself. Your, your body, your choice. But Delicious Tacos, I wanted to uh, ask you the question that I asked earlier on at the very beginning of the stream. Right. When it comes to uh, the uh, fellas who... Again, I don't know how much this is. This is all 4chan infographics bullshit. But just this idea of guys who are, let's say, fives not being able to get with fives because all the fives want to go for the nines. And I don't know if this is something that's happening at that great of a rate as people describe. But uh, do you notice that that, uh, that that is indeed the case? And uh, if it is, where is it headed? Because I'm a five. No, no, not because I'm just saying in general, you're looking at the dating scene. I mean, to be fair, I have no idea whether you're a five or not because we've never seen what you look like. So you yeah. cannot blame me for uh, judging you on your appearance. Yeah, I look. Dox yourself like, right now. Face dox. Let's go. <laughs> I look like a fucking, you know, weird blogger, man. I'm not. Uh... So yeah, I, have no, I have no fucking idea what the what like is happening in the broad scope of society and who can get laid and who can't. It's certainly always been true that like a few guys get all the pussy. Um, what I'm concerned with is that uh, whatever the Pareto principle percentage was, like I used to be in the small percent that was getting all the pussy and then the percentage adjusted like right to the border where I got kicked out sometime in the last three years. Yeah. Um, that so I wouldn't be surprised if 
fives out there can't get laid. But I think that at this point, the culture has gotten larger than the, the reality. And I think guys really enjoy and have fun bitching about how little pussy that they get. And uh, incel culture is just that. It's a subculture. Um, and, you know, could these guys get laid? Again, my advice to anybody that can't get laid is, like, get hornier. Somebody will fuck you. I don't know, though, delicious guys, tacos. Guys, uh, guys, well, uh, hold on a second here. I'm just going to pause. I mean, everyone. listen, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say that might be true because there was, I mean, there's no way I could possibly have talked to everyone in the world. But I did at points talk to women in excess of 500 pounds. I talked to women that were missing legs and arms and uh, jaws and things of that nature. But this was years ago, I guess, which actually probably makes it worse because now it's, it would, uh, you know, seemingly be worse now. Mm hmm I will say one thing, though, you know, uh, if, this mean, if this stands for anything, uh, you know, having at least a little bit of Internet notoriety will get you some women. They'll send you videos and pictures and things like that, I guess, if that means anything. But, uh, Let's go. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's nice. That's nice. But uh, uh, it hasn't fulfilled my life. Uh, but I want to say one other thing, too, before I, I'll, I'll give the floor again. But. I'm actually pretty jealous of Lev right now. Uh, I'm actually pretty jealous and envious because uh, if I had a woman that I went on a date with and she was starting to pick up cigarettes off the street, I would put that, I would put her in a, in a chokehold. Oh, I would God. be like, you are desperate enough to marry me. I guarantee you are desperate enough to love me. I would do everything in my power to keep that woman because I would like that one sink low enough to get my love. <laughs> It was like that one line from Squidbillies from early Kyler, um, the fat woman he always was like obsessed with. He's like, I, I don't know where you're going, little girl, but I'll find you. I'll kill you and I'll love you. Like, wow. oh God. <laughs> but no, I, I, I want to just, um, well, what did you say before, Eggy uh, DT or about, I, like. Mm. I, I, oh, 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 by the way, I just remembered something. This is, this is fucking. Yeah, subscribe, everybody. By the way, one last thing. I did not want to say this before, but now I want to say this because it is time. We are a growing channel. We have right now the following amount of subscribers. We have 4,977. We are so close to 5,000, okay? We have how many? Listen, it's, I want to say nothing. the audience, okay? For the first half of the stream, I was out here in 100-degree heat, grilling burgers over a the grill. The flames were shooting in my eyebrows. You can see it on the camera. Literally, nobody said anything the whole time I was grilling. I grilled for like 20 minutes. Nobody said shit, but that's okay. Beyond that, I've been sitting in my backyard, and I've drank almost an entire 12-pack of liquor drinks uh, in the last, like, two hours or three hours. Nice. I my phone's still on, so it's still good, but I don't even I haven't even kept track of time. So in any case, uh, make it worth my time and make sure you smash the like button, subscribe. I, I've already been getting sent screen caps, I could tell, because I haven't opened my Instagram, but people are saying like, oh, LOL, and they're sending me like, oh, they sent you a photo. They tagged you in your story. I know some of you guys are liking this shit, so if you like this shit, you better show me that you like it by clicking the like button and subscribing to this goddamn channel. I'm going to kick your ass. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Eggy, so Thanks. much. Break the rules.tv for all the audio people. That's how you get it. And Patreon, 
Facebook.com slash break the rules, TH, the letter, the number three, rules. Here's the interesting thing that's going down tomorrow. So tomorrow, Wednesday, and this is all thanks to Brittany Venti, by the way. Brittany, we had the stream with you and the Fina, the astrology stream, which was an amazing success. And we had so many people that were sending in super chats that we had to have like a column of people who did not make it in terms of like the top people who sent in the chats. We had to do another stream with them. And we're doing that stream tomorrow. But it's not just going to be for them. It's also going to be for our patrons. So this is a Patreon-only stream, patron-only. If you want to get your fortune read by Michael Scotto, the astrologer. And uh, Brittany, how would you say uh, Michael was? Oh, pretty good. He helped give me some direction and inspired me, actually, to make certain content that I've been oh. writing out the past few days. So helped me significantly, actually. Somebody just uh, sent me a text message on my phone. They said, I am not subscribing to the YouTube channel. But in any case, yeah, the astrology. You said they gave me five minute mutes. I hate them. This is what I got on text. It's account. not. No, 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 no. It's not me. It's the algorithm. If people are hating BTR for muting, except for those trolls in the very, uh, you know, beginning and middle area, everything else was just YouTube algorithm blocking people because that's what YouTube does. It has nothing to do with me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not blocking anybody uh, who was just uh, writing, uh, you know, whatever. Well, maybe someone else for. was, Lev. Maybe some who, well. Uh, well, I don't know about that. We're going to yeah. have to, we're, well. we're going to have to do some internal investigations. Let, let's yeah. just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I know. No, no, but, but but anyway, I just want to say real quick, so if you guys want to have an astrology reading done tomorrow by Michael Scotto, it's first come, first serve. Become a patron today. $5 gives you a lot of bonuses there, a lot of secret Patreon-only streams. It also gives you the ability to write in our Discord. It gives you a lot of good stuff. $20 patron is just going to give you, I don't know if it's ready yet, because my father is working on a moth. You hear that, Brittany? On a wooden moth. Oh. And that is a wet magnet that's going to be for the $20 patrons. That, that's right. It, it looks like that. So I'm going to show you the sketch of the moth. I definitely know that the sketch is in the, the kitchen. But uh, hopefully I'll be For the $50 able... patrons, you get to yes. bend Jules over and fuck him in the ass. You know, I was just thinking the same thing. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you actually said it. Like, I thought it and then you said it. There's no oh, such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, this is some uh, Car Carl Jung synchronicity. Well, for $50, oh, for $30, you're going to get these beautiful sketch, uh, sketches, uh, prints that were created by Geo from the TFW No GF series. They are really, really good. And uh, for, and for uh, the, uh, $50. Yes, for $50, you Fuck are going. Jules in the ass. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Uh, I was, I was thinking about $50, but not if that's going to be the case. But I, you know, some of them geo prints, yeah, I could hang those up in my house, though. Oh, yeah, yes. there you go. Let's go. Get that yes. beautiful art on your wall. Exactly. Exacto Mundo. It's a new Banksy, bro. Yes, you're going to get a beautiful painting from Geo. You are going to get a print from, uh, no, what am I talking, a painting from Geo. You're going to get a Jules Hamilton painting, the Warhammer 40K figures. You are going to get a, uh, another magnet, wooden magnet, custom magnet, whatever you want. That's going to be the design of it. So there we go. I mean, within reason. So again, once again, patreon.com slash break the rules. Make it happen, and uh, you are going to be lifting us up, and I really appreciate the ever-loving heaven out of all of you. I have a question for Delicious Tacos. Shoot. Hey, um, I want to know what was your favorite thing you wrote. 
Um, the novel, finally, some good news is the best thing I've ever done. Um, my, I wrote a short story. If you go to delicioustacos.com and search the word Tenga, T-E-N-G-A, I wrote a review of the Tenga uh, brand artificial vagina. Uh, <laughs> that is the best short story I've ever done, probably. Um, but yeah, the novel. And then I'm doing another novel now that's coming slow, but coming along. And, uh, you know, I hope and expect that it will be the best the best how thing. long did how long does that take to write a uh, novel it takes about that last one took me about three years but i was writing it concurrently with another uh another collection with this short collection called savage spirit of the unicorn all of this is go you know buy it obviously go buy it on amazon give me money etc um so it, yeah the novel last novel took three years this one might be a five-year project um wow might be a little less a little more this one's a big fat one and it's i mean i'm writing the first chapter now is its own like novella the first chapter is a self-contained novella and so it's a lot it's a lot to do and i'm doing you know i'm interviewing tons of people for it i'm trying to relearn uh greek so that i can study sappho poems and i'm relearning latin so i can read catullus and get you know all these classical influences i'm going to translate the fucking new testament and all this other shit there's a lot wow. that goes into it like for the last novel, for finally some good news, like I traveled to the Philippines. I tried to get into ISIS territory and the Philippine, the Philippine government wouldn't let me go to the island where uh, ISIS was holding territory. So I went to this other spot and just to get you just to get a sense of like the location, going to these location visits and like talking to people really helps. And like, you know, there's 15,000 like Filipino characters in the last book and like they all speak their pigeon English a little differently. And like, it, it means something when you can go to a place and like observe the clouds, the animals, the plants, listen to the birds, look at the soil and hear people's little dialects and the differences in the way they speak. Um, and so it takes a long time to put these things together. For this one, I'm just getting a lot of stories out of women. I'm really trying to understand women for this book. Brittany, maybe, maybe I'll interview you and you can tell me all about your life. Um, sure. And, uh, it's called True Love. And, um, you know, the, the last novel was about how I want the world to be destroyed. And uh, this novel, is, <laughs> this novel is, is, is about the way things really are between women and men. And um, wow. So it's a big project. Um, but yeah, really cool I can see why that's definitely relevant for the time. I noticed there's a lot of like pitting men and women against each other. And it's really easy to fall into as well because it's like you want to react like when they're talking shit about women you want to be like men belong cages but like you have to kind of like <laughs> step back and refrain from it yeah. like because you're just putting fuel to the fire yeah. and like if your goal at the end of the day is you want people to be in harmony and have like functional families and homes then you have to like refrain from being too incendiary but that's oh. crazy the amount of like creativity that goes into that you kind of sounded like an artist when you're going on about it meanwhile i, I was I, complaining I about that. writing a script for two days for a video so yeah no and i i wrote like i wrote a story called 2052 which was like that story was dialogue practice because i was having issues writing I, you know, writing a dialogue scene where like a turning point happens and it gets from point A to point B and I had to sort of like woodshed to learn how to write so that plot and emotional beats can move forward within dialogue. I mean, I, I do care about this shit as much as I'm a fucking, you know, uh, weirdo on Twitter and I wrote a book called The Pussy. Like I do 
deeply care about my craft. <laughs> I work really hard on it. I try to give my readers the best possible book that they can experience. I would sooner die than give my readers a shitty book. Based. Where did you Based. learn that from? It's really admirable, but like, were you trained in writing? Did you go to school for it or did you just uh, kind of learn? I started, you know, I always wanted to be a writer ever since I was, you know, ever since I can remember. But then um, when I was 18, I won like a short story writing contest. And I went to go study. I went to major in creative writing at college. And then I had writer's block so bad for 10 years that I just didn't write at all. I switched majors. <laughs> part of, part of the, uh, the reason that I left creative writing studies is because it was in an English department right when sort of Foucault-oriented, like postmodernism was really taking over. And so all the English classes, instead of talking about literature, we're all talking about how, you know, uh, the, the the fucking how racist you know every piece of culture is and then like how racist the design of an industrial object is right like the design of this telephone is oppressive and uh, colonialist and that was already taking hold in the 90s when I was in college so wow uh, so Even back then? yeah this is very old like what we talk about is as sort of you know militant SJWism is very old and, uh, you know, like Moldbug talks about it too. This was already de rigueur when he was in college, you know, and he's a little older than me. And so it's nothing new. And these people have always been around. It's, it's what's new is that, you know, KFC is, is using them in their ads for you uh-huh. know, fucking, you know, trans kids, you know, get free fucking mashed potatoes or whatever, whatever it is. Like what's new yeah. is, the, is, the, is the commercialism of it, but the, the angry, uh, you know, weird lesbians uh, using, you know, completely inscrutable language uh, to fucking bullshit about, you know, colonialism is 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 is, is has always been there and will always be there. Um, maybe it's just also more people are going to college now. Um, but yeah, I didn't write for ten years, and then I started blogging again in in two thousand five, and. Uh, you know, I sucked at it for a number of years and I kind of started getting good, good at it maybe eight years in. So uh, it's hard. It's hard to write well. And that's why not very many people do it. And um, it's a very solitary, you know, it's a solitary thing. And you don't get that. I used to get a lot of pussy from my blog, actually, but you don't get a lot of money. And, um, and you know, we live in an, in an Ill- illiterate society. So mm-hmm. the good news is that uh, nobody will, you don't need any equipment. You don't need anybody to make a movie for you. You don't need some actor fucking you up. You don't need an editor fucking you up. You don't need a manager. You don't need anybody else. You just need to sit down and make your fingers move. And if you enjoy anything that you enjoy practice, you will get good at. And writing is such a therapeutic thing and just journaling that I need to do it. Um, if I try not doing it for a couple of days, it's like I really do turn into fucking Ted Bundy. So uh, I have to do it. <laughs> I enjoy practicing it. And so, uh, you know, it's I kind of like how uh, if I don't live stream for a couple of weeks, you know, thankfully I haven't been banned since last year. Yeah, if I don't live stream for a while, I start to, uh, I have a whole lot of symbols I start making. I start setting things on fire. I start wearing robes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. So, what I would encourage people to do that are listening is if you want to write um, and you're, you know, in order to get over that feeling that somebody is reading over your shoulder and criticizing you, 
just try doing it for a half an hour first thing in the morning every day for a year. That's all you have to do. And all you have to do in the short term is wake up tomorrow morning, read the best book you can while you're taking a shit, and then make your fingers move on a keyboard for 30 minutes. That is all you have to do. Don't like worry reading about. what? Do you have a reading recommendation? Um, I like uh, Michelle Huelbeck. I mean, Brittany, you should read my books because I'm pretty, you know, I'm not bad. And uh, I'm, I'm a living American that is immersed in the same culture as you. So you will find it somewhat relatable. Um, oh, I was so, planning on it. I wrote yeah. down finally some good news. I heard that as a recommendation from a friend too. That yeah. Consumes uh, stuff. And, uh, you know, I always liked Charles Bukowski. I like Michelle Welbeck. I like, uh, I just read uh, Last Temptation of Christ by Nikos Kazantzakis. I was reading some Camille Paglia that was really turning me on and teaching me new words. Um, I like, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of great books out there. So you have- Apparently the Charles Bukowski had to go to therapy. Uh, yeah. That yeah. I mean, I, I get, you know, I get the backlash against him. Like I've read his oh, shit yeah. so much when I was a younger man that like now it's, you feel like you've outgrown it. Um, you know, the, the one uh, person I met in real life who's a real Bukowski fan was actually like the lady who worked at my uh, like um, college bookshop. And she was really, really into Bukowski and really into James Elroy. Yeah. She's like a really, really cool lady, but you know, like she liked them explicitly because they were like, you know, like a kind of fucked up man <laughs> who were like, uh, you know, like sort of have a sort of uh, sensitivity about them, but who are kind of dysfunctional or like really tough. So yeah, they, were honest men. they were honest about what it means to be a man. I mean, to be a yeah. man is to be brutally horny, uh, incredibly violent. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> we have we have drives that women just li literally cannot comprehend. It's like, you know, the, the Bene Gesserit, the place they dare not look, right? That's like horniness. Or as Eggie, you know, Eggie keeps talking about putting women in a chokehold and, you know, kick, front kicking them in the head and all this other stuff. And like, <laughs> I don't think he wants the to one do it. Angel. <laughs> I don't think he, he wants to do it, but as a man, this shit occurs to you. Like he's, when he specifically said the front kick, I knew exactly what he meant. And I'm thinking too, <laughs> front kicking a woman in the face for picking up the cigarettes. So I'm thinking like, and I know the feeling I'm like, is my hamstring flexible enough to get, we call it a teep in, in Muay Thai. It's a teep, a stabbing kick. Is my, you know, my hamstring and my, my adductor muscles, are they flexible enough? Did I stretch enough to get full extension as I'm kicking this person in the face, you know? Uh, I really need to read some of not out of uh, It's not out of a negative, hateful place. It's more out of that. I am about to have this immutable connection to a horrible, filthy, sickening person that it will certainly make my life much worse. And thankfully, I'm a man. Therefore, which means I can overpower you through physical means. And uh, you all seem to be a terrible person that I'm, you know, it's like, uh, I'll tell you a little story here real quick. So uh, one time... I was at a bar and I was having a couple drinks and I had a man approach me. He said, yo, bro, can you get, can I get a ride home? And uh, I looked at him and I thought it was a guy who I knew. I said, oh yeah, sure. But it just happened to be another man uh, who happened to look similarly to a guy I knew who had dollar sign tattoos across his forehead. They just so happened to have the same dollar sign tattoos across the forehead, but it wasn't the same guy. Wow. So it was just a circumstantial thing. So we said, oh, yo, I got to stop at this ATM real quick. Boom. So I dropped him off. So we stopped over there. Boom. And then we went, back to, we went back to his house. But that turns out it wasn't his house. It was like his staff spot. So then he had, he had like grabbed some more money. So they went to another house. 
and he went in and he bought a couple of pounds of marijuana off a drug dealer. And he's like, all right, boom, we're going back to the spot. So all of a sudden went back to a spot or whatever. And he was like, you know, they're weighing out, uh, you know, ounces of the, of the pounds of marijuana. But about a bit, this is like 20, it must've been 2015 probably. But uh, so I'm like, all right, chilling. All right. Now I thought maybe we're about to smoke up, bada bing, bada boom. But then, uh, you know, I was there with him and his boys and his, uh, his goon, Mook. Mook Mookie didn't, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, I had bought food stamps off Mook Mookie a couple years prior. Like he was selling me like uh, $50 for the food stamps for like $20 cash. So I was able to eat off Mook Mookie's food stamps while I was in college, you know, cause uh, that's how it was going down. But Mook Mookie all of a sudden he passed me the AK 47. He said, boom, he's like, we're about to go hit them ops up. And, uh, and you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're, we decided you're in the gang now. So he passed me at the AK 47 and I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> so, but all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're, we're popping some perks and, uh, you know, we're getting geeked or whatever. We're getting tweaked and we're about ready to go do the shit or whatever. And Mook Mookie, uh, he blacked out and he like, you know, he fell asleep or whatever. Well, I've been like this, I was like popping a perk, but I like went like this. I like put it up against my mouth like that. And I like put it in my hand and I like put it in my pocket. So after Mookie uh, passed out, I quick like dipped. I quick like ran back to my car. Quick peeled out or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I forgot what we were talking about again. But you know, that's like sometimes you think you're in a situation where it's all good, but all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you got a gun in your hand and it's time to kill somebody, and you got to run away because you don't want to go to prison for life. You know, but uh, that's a good green text story. Yeah, you should write it. He was a nice guy, you know. He could tell he was he was a crash out, you know, he's a crash dummy, you could tell. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, but he got, you know, he got addicted to drugs and stuff. And he was caught up in the gang life, you know. Thankfully, you know, I could get out of it. I could make rap songs about it now and tell people what I went through, you know, and I have to die about it, but it was it was a messed up time though. Delicious tacos, you should write about that. You should put it in your book. Yeah, I've done my fucking crazy party drug violence stories already. I've sort of run out of, I'm such a tame old square now. I just sit in the backyard with my cat and listen to <laughs> finches. There's only so much material you can get out of that. Um, but yeah, I too, am, I mean, I'm glad that when I was doing that shit, I never fucking shot anybody or, uh, you know, got arrested or any of the other shit that Eggie was describing. Boy, I can fucking hear it in my own voice too. I'm like talking about being a boring old man, and I really sound <laughs> goddamn boring, boring, tired old man. Well, just I, ju I just imagine. Job. I just imagine the peaceful unicorn just uh, chewing the uh, the grass, you know, in the meadow. It feels yeah. good, man. It feels good to be a little tamer and more relaxed. Like I've stopped dating, and it feels nice. It feels nice not to be worried about that shit anymore. I honestly like, you know, I've been called a misogynist a lot and I don't hate women in that way, but like I hate hinge women and their stupid oh, and creative director jobs. And oh God. It's not like I should make I got banned off Tinder. I got banned off Tinder two years ago and I never made another account. Do you think I should make a hinge account? Do you think that'd be good for me? Definitely not. I don't think it's, I don't think it helps anybody. By the way, I have the other cat Hildy now too. Oh, let's see this beautiful cat. Your hoodie. Oh, so cute. You can tell oh, she's right. a girl because their faces are a bit more yeah. like, flatter. But uh, 
Oh, yeah. this will be the last thing I'll say for a minute right here. Just uh, while we're on the topic and I have uh, drank a few uh, dozen drinks in the last hour. Miss Venti, do you think there's any of your friends who are nice gals that uh, would be interested in maybe going out for a drink or a nice luncheon with me? Yeah. <laughs> Based. Um, I'd ask the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I do have like, wait, where are you? Where are you located? Not the dogs, I live in the like, state of Wisconsin, so I mean, long, long distance can be difficult, but uh, I will just say I look like a crazy homeless person lately, but I did find the best professional barbershop in the tri-state area, and I booked an appointment with them. I'm going to get myself cleaned up in a couple weeks. You guys are going to look at me. You're going to think I'm James Bond. I'm telling you, I'm getting up. Oh, yeah. yeah. bottom of my professional stylist. I'm about sure. to get very swagged out very soon. So major she, league swag out major league swag out but um but is hinge like the dating app where all the girl bosses go like the career women is it it's I not that bumble. bumble yeah yeah oh sorry but uh, is bumble the one where like you can't like talk to them as a man like you have to they yeah, have to message they're both, you. they're both i just i described hinge as a pottery barn catalog of middle-aged adjacent professional jews and their dogs <laughs> i love i think you should uh Never mind, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, guys, I think we are coming to the end of the stream right now. I just want to see a big thank you very much to Brittany, Eggy, Yerk, Delicious Tacos, James, MK Ultra Money, Gio Penichetti, and those are the people who are here right now. I did not even mention the people who were here before. We had uh, the following amazing people. See, I have to look at the list right now. Here we go. Bimbo Ubermensch. Uh, we had a uh, trustworthy Slav, the great Slav. We had Dick Pill Cyborg 7, 718 TV. So, guys, thank you so much. This was an amazing stream. As always, I really appreciate everybody tuning in, helping support this thing. We are constantly growing. Now, we are supposed to have this Thursday Kenny Zoo on, but we're going to see what happens with him. He has to uh, confirm. If not, we may have another special show planned for Thursday, which I will let you know about a little bit later. Once again, Wednesday is going to be the astrology stream that is happening Patreon only for all the patrons or would-be patrons who, like, guys, if you want to help support our show but also get your fortune told on uh this uh, stream with our master astrologer michael scotto patreon.com slash break the rules that is where you have to go and uh that way you're oh yeah to get this wednesday told. i won't be there for that because around the same time i'm going to be on the uh imperium art stream with donald kemp so yeah. wow geo not on an episode of btr what has the world come to yeah, I know. wait 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 what day is that when tomorrow wednesday oh that, that that's fine because tomorrow this is patreon only it's just going to be the fortunes telling oh uh, i see yeah yeah so yeah. there's going to be like five people watching <laughs> <laughs> but what fuck well let me tell you well, like this you know, i wanted to ask you real i'm going to keep ahead, it real with you guys one time so i'm doing my stream on my channel wednesday night hell yeah thursday night if you're doing something crazy if you want to call me up lev you know feel free cuz then i'm doing my stream on my channel i'm planning on probably streaming Friday night. If I feel if if Wednesday night goes a little too crazy, I might push it to Saturday. But I'm gonna say I'll probably feel like doing Friday night because I know next Friday I got a wedding going on. And I'm not gonna be free. Mm. And what so about th Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. What about Thursday? I've been, I've been working Thursday out at the gym. I've been hitting all the weights. I've been going mm. to the crazy gym that I feel 
uh, I've been so healthy lately that I could do a 13-hour stream on Wednesday night, then come do a stream on Thursday night too without any problems. So oh, fuck if you yeah! Need a little something, nice. something. If you need a little spice. If you need a little something, something uh, seasoning on the Thursday stream, you ought to send me up in the DMs, brother. Hell right. yeah, Eggy! You are you are one of a kind. You are amazing, and uh, you are. By the way, for those who don't know that Eggy is an amazing rapper, please check out his uh, work. Are there places, Eggy, where people can? Uh, I'm actually looking at an egg right now. I'm looking at this Tenga beat egg, easy oh, beat what egg. What the fuck? The, you're uh... looking at you're looking at that. And you're thinking about me? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't want. Listen, the fact of the matter that I've been getting text messages to my phone number on this stream of people watching me. I don't even need to say nothing. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean that to be weird, but I probably got my people in the mix. You know, uh, I'm, I'm an enigma. I am uh, an I'm enigma a that lives under. I live inside barrels like a Legend of Zelda game. You got to find me. Just look me up. You got to find me. I'm not even going to plug myself. What about what about merch? Where can people go to uh, get some eggy merch? You'll know if you find me. You gotta find me and ask me, then I'll give you the link. It's the special, specific, exclusive club of ultra oh, really? high IQ, ultra mm. super cool people that only a few hundred people could join. You, but you gotta, you gotta ask me personally. Where the heck is mine? Actually, I have, I have the link right here. See, now that Eggy said that, I feel like I shouldn't post it, but I'm gonna post it anyway. Is that all right, Eggy? Can I post it? Here we go. It's this one. You know, Eggy, if you if you don't want to shill yourselves, we should shill friends of us. Three egghead thread. It's eggheadthread.gumroad.com. Wait, what? What was that? I said, uh, if Eggy doesn't want to shill himself, we should shill uh, some friends of both of ours. Three biggest losers podcast over oh, yeah. on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that we both frequent. I just on. won the. Uh, I can't wait. Next month, I'm going back out to uh, their area. I'm gonna click up with the Hate Brothers again. Uh, I just won their beanbag board podcast or uh, their beanbag board sweepstakes recently. So I'm gonna have their boards at my sister's wedding, which is next month. It's gonna be so great. Uh, I'm really hey. happy I won. Uh, there's a couple dogs fighting uh, on my shirt. <laughs> I watched you win on stream. Surprisingly, it was not rigged. Yeah, I mean, shit. I thought I was because uh, I kept tagging them, and they're like, oh, well, we already got you entered. We can give you another one. I'm like, Nick. It's my boy, Nick Hayden. I mean, I literally slept on his couch for like three days straight when my hotel got canceled on me or whatever. I'm like, boom, you know. I was there. He, Nick Hayden, he literally made me a Gordon Ramsay breakfast as I slept on his couch, you know, and um, what a great guy. I tell you, stand-up guys, I'm very happy. I mean, you know, they're, they're a few years older than me. I look up to the Hayden brothers, look up to Charles, Carol. You know, they're a few, old, they're a few years older than I am, and they're, uh, they're real stand-up guys, I tell you. They're the best guys you could ever know. And I tell you, I'm, uh, I feel like the luckiest man in the world that I've hung out with them and they considered me to be a good man. You know, it really makes me feel good about myself. So shout out to Eric Hayden, CEO yeah. of TV. Shout out to his brother, Nick. Shout out to Charles Carroll, you know. Uh, yeah, good all Charles. The, all their, and all their lovely wives, you know, uh, they always are so kind. Sh such shout out to, to Afina. Unfortunately, uh, she couldn't make it today, but uh, she gives you the very best and uh, everybody here. I love Afina. She's great. Absolutely, absolute sweetheart. Oh mm. yeah. So and next we got a uh, so Brittany Venti. Thank you so much for coming on the stream. You are wonderful as always. And uh, I would love to uh, plug a couple of things here for uh, Brittany Venti. So let's see. We got the Brittany Venti uh, channel, the YouTube channel. But okay, first Twitter. Brittany Venti's Twitter. 
Uh, what is this picture over here that you have? You're holding. No, you're on the table with. Is it a fish or some object? I'm not exactly sure what no, it is. No, it's me. It's me sewing a dress in middle of the woods. Ah, nice. That's uh, that that's the way it's done. So, you guys go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Brittany Venti. Subscribe to Brittany Venti if you had not, not done that yet. I'm pretty sure everybody did, but just in case, patreon.com slash Brittany Venti. Support Brittany. She is a uh, she is a trooper, really. Like, Brittany, you are, like, I don't even know what to say. It's like, this is going to be simping. I don't fucking care. <laughs> you're like, you're oh. like the U.S. No, 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 no. You are like the U.S. Postal Service should be. You know, it's like neither rain nor sleet nor snow. You know what I mean? Like you are, you are really, you are a really hard worker when it comes to all the streams that you do coming on here to BTR, just everything like you apply a lot of, uh, a lot of soul and a lot of uh, grease in, into your wheels and uh, make elbow it grease. That's a beautiful thing. Elbow exactly. grease. Lab, elbow okay. grease. Thank different. you. <laughs> yes. He said, I have soul and you guys don't. <laughs> oh. oh, I want to say one thing too, real quick. Just be, you know, I remember it seems like it was yesterday, but it was about four and a half years ago that uh, Brady Venture came into one of my live streams and some of my people were a bunch of greasy virgin neckbeards or whatever it was. I forget. It's been a lot of years. <laughs> but. I'm going to say, to be honest, there's not many women who would ever uh, even stand to be uh, presented next to me in any circumstance possible <laughs> in human history. Brittany, uh, you know, we've been here. We've been here for like four hours, and it's been very nice. And I know people said, uh, you know, that I should roast her and this and that. And I think uh, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've streamed together, it, you know, as I recall. There might have been a couple things here or there in that stream that were maybe uh, a little incendiary, but you know what? Miss Venti, you know what? She's a nice gal. I, I, I have a, I, I really like that Miss Venti gal, I tell you. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to put that Aww. out there. Look, Brittany Thank is you. a fellow uh, Pokemon appreciator and connoisseur, <laughs> so she will always have a place in my heart for that alone. So Yes. And besides, why roast Brittany when you can roast the meat that you were roasting today, Aggie? <laughs> right? Big facts. Mm. And of course, uh, speaking of big facts, we got James MK Ultra Money. Oh, I forgot to show. No, no, everybody's getting their shilling on right now. So let's go. Uh, let's go. You have been blowing up, my friend. MK Ultra Money podcast, incredible podcast. Uh, please listen to it, everybody. Here's Bro, the literally yes. in in the middle of fucking this whole episode, I've been booking more episodes and guests <laughs> like the whole time. I've been fucking going back and forth with uh, Brittany's manager Hickson. Uh, I've been getting uh, figuring out the date with the Ghost Jail guys, uh, getting Slav on. Um, What's you know, ho ho hopefully Charles soon enough. Oh, by the, by the way, speaking of ghost jails, we're going to have uh, Birdo August 10th. FYI, it's happening. James, what's your uh, podcast about? Uh, it's a shit posting, uh, comedy conspiracy podcast, pretty much. It is uh, a ton of fun, and uh, I guarantee you, you there is not one funnier podcast that's out right now. I will bet money on it. 
And you also have a, a top secret Patreon only episodes as well, don't you? Yes, we have. Uh, I've been ramping it up with the Patreon content. Um, we have one. I heard somebody in the chat talking about my grill. Here's the remnants yeah. of my uh, burger from uh, my burgers from earlier. Based. We, we have uh, a, an extra bonus episode every week on the Patreon. Um, we have early release now. I do for all the, the free episodes. So all the free episodes you get a week early now because I've been oh, finally catching up. Uh, you have access to nice. the archive episodes um, from the first season that I've been paywalling. Um, you get discount on merch. Uh, all that good shit, you know. I we we've I've just been killing it with the fucking guests lately, and we have a lot of great guests that are coming. So if you like BTR, if you like Fed Post, you know you're gonna love fucking MK Ultra Money. Also, Absolutely. Jules is like a co-host on it, you know. Yes, Jules is fucking <laughs> that. This is where Jules really shines is on my podcast <laughs> because he's really an MK Ultra victim. So like you know, as the shirt says, um, it's a great so great shirt. Thank you. So he's very suited to the podcast and whatnot. And um, the episode I just finished editing today that comes out next week, he talks about um, getting raped by Brian Singer, which is just hilarious. Oh, so. God. All right. <laughs> another another one I'm going to have to put in my timeline here. OK, that is nine nineteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. OK, uh, yeah, that's what they do to me. They fucking it's, it's worse be, though. They scream the n-word on mine and I have to edit that out. So Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long night, which is a shame because uh yesterday I woke up at like 4:44 p.m. and that was amazing. I got so much shit done. You're you don't believe like how amazing it is to wake up that early in the morning saying goodbye to that. Oh. Saying goodbye to that. It's going to be a long night. But anyway, hey, by guys, the way, guys, uh, is Twitter down for you guys? People are saying it's uh uh let's see yeah no no it's not it's sort yeah, of down, it's been down for i can't for like uh five months yeah uh, no but i can't like anything i can retweet but i can't like interesting i'm People gonna i'm saying it's down i don't know yeah i'm gonna have to try out and see what's going on here no i could still like it i yeah, like this picture of this too. of this poor yeah. horse from this uh painting i'm sure you know this one right geo this uh horse from the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse uh, painting oh yeah see look at its expression it looks so okay, sad now i can like again it was just a momentary yeah but i is wanted it, i wanted isn't to... that isn't that a sad looking horse though look at that expression oh god right? it's funny you mentioned that because i tomorrow i think either tomorrow or thursday i'm going to release my second part of uh oh wow my my uh reading oh is that eggy's cat yeah <gasps> wow she's so it's pretty Calico. Oh, Calico. gorgeous, man. Nice. He's she, cute. She looks like uh, Patches in a way, right, Gio? A little bit, but Patches had less black. Like, different mm. calicos, they have, depending on their mad mixture, they have different, like, um, color patterns. But, yeah, that kind of looks like Patches. Oh. <laughs> Look at that little tongue. Nice. But uh, nice. As, as for my This is show, a cat person stream. This is a cat <laughs> stream. Yes. Man, I, sh I should have. Hold on. Let me see if I can uh, bring That's on Steve? Uh, Steve. Yeah, this would not be a stream. I mean, look, if you guys are all showing off your animals and I'm not bringing Steve, something is really wrong with this picture. I know we got to finish this podcast, but let me see what I can do. Pussies. Let's go. Hell, hell yeah, let's go. go. Well, Gio, Gio, for my show, come back. Quick. Uh, yeah, chill right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm go to my... 
pinned tweet on my Twitter, and it's the uh, link to a good channel you should subscribe to, my friend Russell Walter. We did like a long-ass interview on art, trad larpers, uh, you name it. We talked about it. And also, like tomorrow, I got that stream with Donald Kemp. And also, this week, I'm going to release my second part of the uh, dramatic reading of the book of revelation i do from book uh, ah. chapter five till i think like eight or nine yeah that's a coincidence and look at this dog look at this look at this beautiful animal right here it's very very i wish the lighting uh we could see the dog better but there i didn't we know go. you had a dog lev no no slop, that's not my slop, no that's slop. eggies that's eggies dog oh that's eggies oh yeah yeah, yeah. schlock schlock that wasn't that one of the all-time greatest 4chan posts yeah yeah, yeah. AN is so, an underrated board, honestly. Oh, wait, hold on, Gio. Can you read some of the people in the chat's names? We, sure. We, we got to do that some more, but I'm going to be right back. Well, also, I just wanted really quickly, mm -hmm. before we go to ask Delicious Tacos on the uh, the PQ, the uh, pornography question. All right. What do you think of the whole, like, uh, the porn discourse, like, as, it, as it's going right now? Um, oh, fuck. You know, look, I've shot porn. I've watched a lot of porn. Uh, you shot my... porn? Yeah, oh yeah, I've shot porn. Um, That's crazy. Well, you know, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> when, you turn on, when you turn on some porn at the end of the day and you see people fucking, it's just an ordinary man like like me that puts on one leg at a time. Yeah, um, back. I kind of want to know the, like, the TLDR backstory of that. Like, how did you end up shooting porn and how did it go? Well, uh, there is a fucking TLDR version of it. I think you do. You, I'm not going to give you the details that where you could find it. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so. Uh, Called delicious cocks. Yeah, look, I still jerk <laughs> off to porn. Like, I'm trying to be a better person about my, like, sex and romantic stuff and just treat myself better and, uh, and like... I want to fucking have a relationship. So I'm trying to be less of a coomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. However, I still jerk off to porn every day. It has absolutely no effect on my real world behavior whatsoever. The porn that I jerk off to does not, uh, does not influence my actual sex acts in any way. And um, I hope you're taking zinc, bro. Yeah, I do take zinc, but the one that hasn't faded in my old age is my my hard on and my ability to nut. Part of that is just <laughs> I stopped drinking and I don't smoke, so I can you know my pipe gets stiff again in five minutes and uh, it's good to go. But I think uh, if you really want to know if it affects your life or not, because um, I've just seen this feedback from a lot of men with no fap. You should try quitting it for a month and see if you notice anything. I have quit. You know, Brittany, I have seven years sober. Uh, I used to smoke a pack and a half a day, and now I don't. Um, I used to do five grams of cocaine in a night, and now I don't. I used to do heroin, and now I don't. Speed, uh, I used to take acid every day, and now I don't. I am so tired of giving shit up. I think that if I give up one more fucking thing, I will simply disappear. So I need one vice. I don't gamble. I don't even fucking watch TV. So I got a I did I did try not I did this uh, like sex and love addicts program where I uh, went through a withdrawal of not jerking off not only not jerking off but not looking at women covetously not looking at porn not looking at sexual images not initiating any conversations with women that were not about work uh, for a week 
And I did learn that, um, you know, you do, you do sort of egg yourself on and stimulate yourself into horniness when you're always trying to see the top millimeter of a girl's panty over her skirt. You know, you're always trying to look down at her titty and see like uh, a little just tiny micrometer of nipple um, in the grocery store. And you can, there is, there is some truth to the fact that like you, you know, these stimuli have an effect on you, but uh, that week just drove me crazy and it didn't make me want to stop. I think that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not out there fucking, you know, acting like a menace. Well, and eroticism I'm, is... And also I have, a, I have this VR rig now, so I jerk off with a VR rig and it's like you're... Oh, God. Oh, no. You know, you're eating... But aren't you trying to get a relationship? I don't think oh, a girlfriend's going to Actually, I just realized I drank 10 cans in the last hour. Once she shows up, maybe I'll stop jerking off. But, it's going to be hard. That's my I point. You should I stop while you're ahead before you meet her. I don't her. see oh, her no. anywhere now. I mean, look, I have two instincts here, right? Which is I have an instinct to immediately tell you off because who the fuck are you to tell me what to <laughs> and then And then I have an open-minded instinct to consider what you're saying and think like, okay, maybe she's right, right? I mean, I used to always, I used to think that I would continue doing cocaine until I was dead. And if I made it to 30, that would be a miracle. And I Is made cocaine it- good though? Oh, oh, it's fantastic. Everybody- All right. I've been, I, I got yeah. offered some a couple years ago and I said no, but- uh... I'm reconsidering that decision. I think I'm going to get on some. That quality Wisconsin cocaine is some of the best shit out there. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you're maybe, but I'm I'm talking about, I went to Los Angeles. They gave me, they offered me some in Los Angeles and I said, no. I mean, look, Eggy, if you're going to do it, you might as well like hang out with some crypto people and do it. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. I got offered to come to New York uh, next month to hang Yo. out with a crypto millionaire to go on a urban exploration scavenger adventure. So, Yo, Eggy, e- come, 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 uh, come through next month. Big party on the 14th. Oh, uh, 14th anyways, won't work. I think that – oh, yeah, good, good. Because I'm I'm uh, I'm filming with Monkey Jones for the new Wheel of Cursed Meals video from August 13th to August 17th. So it'd be seven. It would be like the 18th onward. Holy yeah. shit! Is he still around after he got like canceled or whatever you want to say? Like, is he? Yeah, he got banned, but he's just so funny that he came back. And you know what? To be honest, that makes me feel like it about myself because I guess I think if I could make good enough music and be funny enough, you know, I mean. There's people who I follow that hate my guts and they follow me and they're like, oh, I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. I hope you die. But damn, that's just a banger. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, let's go. Rock and roll. I mean, honestly, I feel (laughs) that. But like I would earlier this year, I finally unfollowed the few people that I liked that I know hated me. And honestly, it feels much better. Uh, Just to wrap up what I was saying, um, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, if that's what your vice is. It's just like, I'm sure you're aware if it's not good for you, especially considering it's admirable that you quit all these other things. I'm just saying, I would imagine like it's hard for someone to stop like such a strong habit if they do it every day, like drop it cold turkey as soon as they meet someone. So I'm just trying to give something that might help you. I mean, for to prevent me- that. Actually, hold it. The, the idea of meeting a girlfriend tomorrow is so remote that it doesn't really matter. It's all, this is all sort of, 
just counterfactual speculating, right? Because I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to meet my future wife going into my stupid office job. I'm not going to meet my future wife getting gas at the gas station. Like nothing is going to happen where I'm ever going to have any relief from this. So I might as well continue jerking off forever. Well, you're, I mean, uh, I will say. You don't know that. You're right. I mean, you're probably Bro, right. take the white pill, I'll, man. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you want a job where you might meet a, uh, a, mut- a future wife any second, YouTube live streamer. I'm telling you. There's a- <laughs> oh, God. Let's go. I'm going to tell you, like, so there's this girl recently, I mean, within like literally the last week, never knew her in my life, never got one message from her, but her, her name is Jasmine. And she's like immediately like giving me her whole life story saying she loves me, all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I am a man with no options. Yeah, Go fuck for it. it, bro. Go uh, for it. You live you live in uh you live in a town of one hundred people. Yeah. I'll definitely just like drive my car seventeen hundred miles to come to your house tomorrow. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> now, listen, I want to make this clear. I'm not some kind of coomer or whatever, all right? I don't want anybody to think I'm some kind of freak. Not at all. I am I am all the way of, of being a trad, chad, rad individual, okay? But at the same time, oh, I am elderly. I'm an elderly man that has, uh, you know, it's. I, I feel like I have a lot going on for myself. So it's not like I'm like, oh, elderly, I got to go bro, here. Are you late 20s? Well, it sickens me to say what I'm about to say, but I will be 30 years old in about four months from now. Okay, so you're still late 20s. You're good, bro. You're gonna make it. Be white pilled. Take the white. I mean, pill, bro. I mean, I am, I am technically in my late 20s right now. That's true, but I just feel like I've already lived 1,800 lifetimes, bro. So, and so I, man. any woman that even uh, breathes yeah. in my general direction, I, I got an, I have an engagement ring. I have it in a lockbox. I agree, Aggie. I'm, I'm the same, to, uh, dude. The amount of out like, a, like a robbery. The amount of shit I've done in 27 years, you know, most people would not do in 2,700 years, man. So I feel you on that shit. But you gotta stay white pilled. You know, we're still fucking young, man. We may have lived large lives I I in a small amount of time, but no, you know. Geo, don't say that. <laughs> At this point in my life, no. At this point think... of our Geo, you're talking like you're an old man. It's like At this point in my life. Wait, I've lived a great life. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> all you need to, to do is just diet and exercise, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, I gotta yeah. get out of this yeah. country, bro. What? Yeah. You gotta diet be and ready. Exercise, That's move the, to the thing. States. Yeah, How that's what kind of what I'm getting at. Is you kind of got to be I'm ready tw- I'm when that person you, gets there. 28. 28, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right guys, we, we're all going to make I know, it we're fucked. Diet, exercise, white pills. He says, how many times do you drink 10 drinks in one sitting? Um, well, I would say, I guess, you know, I went for 30 days sober this year, actually, from June to February. And I was pretty good through February. Um from April until now, I probably drank about uh, 10 equivalent alcoholic beverages uh, about six days a week. Usually you have that one day out of the week where you just cry because you're like, oh, my God, like I can't remember what happened this week. And I'm telling you, then I go back, I, I go buy a new bottle of vodka and I just like slam it. I mean, it's not good. I'm not proud of that at all by any means. It's just... Um, it keeps it's like uh you know it's the same way i mean it's, it's i drink uh, about a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day Holy i drink about shit, i drink about oh. uh 
eight, uh, I drink about 400 uh, milliliters of, of alcohol a day. Yo, um, Eggy, we got to get you on some esoteric health shit, bro. It just, it just, uh, it's just for me, that's what gets you, you know, it, it wakes you up. It gets you going. You feel good. You're in the mode. You're in your zone, you know. Yo, I, I don't mean, feel I, bad. It's, you know, I just don't feel like it's, it, it doesn't hurt me. It's not healthy. It, it probably doesn't help me, but it, uh, but it just feels it good, you, you know. We, we should, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do a parasite <laughs> cleanse soon at the, Anyways, um, I'm going to go boys. I'm fucking dying here. So yeah, I'm going to hop right. off too. Let oh, me just say really God. quick, um, just general advice, I guess. I think that everyone should just try to be their best self because if you want someone decent to come into your life and you want to attract them, you, you yourself need to be like at least decent. So facts, big facts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like self improvement, etc. Et and also, I, I want to make sure that we promote the heaven out of Yerk P, who was here this entire time. Yerk, oh, thank you so much. Fun. Thank you no so much for coming in. Yeah, Twitter.com Twitter slash P Yerk. And you also have the uh, right, uh, Substack. Okay. Take care, Brittany. Thank you so uh, much yeah. for coming in. Yeah, I got the Substack. I also have uh, been on a few like uh, podcasts recently. I was on. Um, I was on the Forest of Symbols podcast uh, at Aldous Asterium. Uh, his podcast is A-L-D-O-S-A-S-T-E-R-I-O-N. He's like a really cool guy. He talks about the band Perubu. And um, I'm also on the third episode of uh, Logo Daedalus's Read Books PPIF mm. podcast. Well, what's that podcast about? Uh, it's like a kind of uh, just looking about books and stuff. We were looking at um, the novel. It's actually a quartet of four novels um, called Egypt, A-E-Gypt, by mm. the writer John Crowley. Uh, it's kind of like hermetic realism. It's really, it's really cool. I mean, just Interesting. Have like a, a lovely, like rambling chat. Kind of like that film, The Seventh Seal, or whatever it was with the. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it also has like a few other people on it, like Stilicho. Uh, another really, really uh, smart guy. And I was also on the Fed Post recently. Um, and that was really fun. And Peace. I should have an appearance coming out on the Pure Oblivion podcast as well. I just listened to the Fed Post episode today, both parts. Let's go. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Why, hello. Why are the Fed Post guys? Fed Post is my favorite. The Fed Post guys, they followed me and they never invited me on their podcast. What's up with that, bro? Yo, I'm I'm on the phone with CRK right now, calling him an f slayer for not having you on yet. Yo, Eggy, yeah, we're you gotta you come on, on Instagram now because that's my only social media. Yeah. But if you come on Instagram and tap in, I'll uh, I'll pull up. Yo, Eggy, we're getting you on MK. I hear on the logo podcast, you go on, and you state your uh, analysis of the book that they're cover that logo wants you to cover. Then you switch your opinion dramatically halfway through the podcast. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was great. We had the, Selfie uh... suicide. Wow. Uh, Carrie Turnbull. Wow, man. He changed my life. Psych. That was the wrong Turnbull. By the way, we are, we are going to have logo. logo. <laughs> we're going to have logo and we're going to have logo and Amy Therese. Tuesday, oh, August. Oh God, 8th. that's gonna be an so apocalyptic stream. Next, next week, it's happening. Damn. So nice. 
There we go. You know what I love about Amy? Like among the many cute things that she does, I love how when she's trying to get a point across, but then someone questions her, she just like guns through it. Like he, she raises her voice just to like complete the point. I fucking love when she does that. Like she just ah, like her Josh, fucking. Uh, I need to talk oh, to my boy Kenny right quick. Kenny, go look at my latest community post. I'm streaming tomorrow and Friday. So I can't stream tonight. I'm trying to keep it evened out. The last stream got blocked in uh, the UK. Uh, I blocked it in the UK, then they re-blocked it in the UK. So I got to do a new stream tomorrow for the UK people. But shout out to Kenny. He's uh, he's one of the number one comic book uh, guys that I've ever known in my life. He knows everything about all the comic books in the world. Y'all need to know about my boy, Anthalkin City is foul. He's a top-notch dude. Shout out to him. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's it. We have, well, of course, Delicious Tacos. Last but certainly not least, Delicious Tacos, amazing author. I really appreciate you coming on today. This is a great conversation. Please buy Delicious Tacos books right Savage now. Yeah, and Sa- you can go, my website is deliciousTacos.com. It's blacklisted from Google, so it's hard for people. Holy shit. Delicious Tacos has 25,000 followers. Oh, my goodness, man. After I got banned off Twitter, shit went crazy, bro. Oh, my goodness. I recently reached Yo, Come back to Twitter, bro. That. Yeah. Come I had this girl. Uh, let me tell you a little story right quick. This would be like a one-minute story. So I had a girl who was like, she was crazy. And she started, she like followed my tweets because she laughed at it. And uh, she was like calling my phone and stuff. She had my phone number, everything. She like found everything out. And, uh... She, like, switched her whole path. Now she's, like, trad. And she, like, hit me up uh, last week, and she's, like, I bought a whole year VPN subscription, and I bought, like, a $20, like, track phone phone. She was, like, I bought these for you. Let me give them to you just so you can come back to Twitter right now. And I'm, like, that's cool, but, like, Twitter, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I want to get re-addicted to that shit because I was so addicted to it. Do you know, like, it. Do it. Do it. You do know you it. want to. You know you want to. Dude, it's the best social media site, hands down. Like, Let's face no. it. It really is compared yeah. to everyone yeah. else. Like, Instagram, yeah. like, Instagram's just a promotion app. Like, that's all it is. I You're just, just promoting yeah, our, shit on our there. Grinding, you can't make friends it. on Instagram like you can on Twitter. Actually, that's- you know what, though? That's true, but everybody should follow me on Instagram, at uh, official egg white. Yeah. Um, I did post. I posted this, like, gangster ass shit. You gotta go click on my story. I did this, like, I was doing my vocal practice today. I just did this crazy ass shit. Like, really? For real? I could do... Number one billboard music. I just don't really know how yet. I know I, it's like, uh, I know I could do it, but I'm not really sure how to do it yet. I just know I have what it takes to make like the hottest music in the game. I'm just trying to figure out like how I'm approach it because uh, I, I know I got what it takes. But you should definitely you know, follow me now because I, as soon as I figure it out, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have a million, a million dollar hit on my hands as soon as I figure that shit out. And I'm working on it every day. I work hard every day. I literally, was uh, drooling, licking the ground on the streets just to uh, survive. I was licking salt off the asphalt in Brooklyn and the Bronx, and people were shooting at my head. It was taking the hairs off my head, doing all this crazy stuff just to figure out how to make it in the game. But then I realized I got what it takes, and uh, one of these days I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to have that number one hit to just just know, be there before it happens. You know, get, get your stamp in the game. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's all I got to say. Eggie, that's amazing. And one other thing, by the way, because of your uh, Sneed song, I uh, recently found out that uh, Spot'em Got'em uh, went to jail 
for uh, aggra- yeah, aggravated assault with a firearm. Oh, God. And so did Pushaisti literally shot a security guard on camera because he thought that he stole money from him. And, like, the the footage is, like, he had, like, $200,000 in a, of cash in one pocket, and it was, like, falling out on the floor. And he's like, hey, the security just stole my cash. And then he's like, shoots him in the face. So, uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> At least I'm not in prison. And the uh, hot pox is uh, beyond the Belle Delphine disc is probably my hottest uh, song by the metrics that I've ever done, which is crazy because I actually didn't put any time into the fucking spot. Em. I didn't put any time into the Sneedem Feed and Parody at all. I put like two minutes into it. Dude, that's always how it is. But you sometimes put the least amount of effort like something that, you know? and it blows up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, right. that's true. Yeah. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Pushaisti, if you say that in Russian... Pushisti, it means fluffy in Russian. That word. <laughs> All right. Well, I. <laughs> Pushisti. All right. Well, I'll see you, everybody. So. All right, guys. This is the All end right, of the guys. stream. Subscribe once again to break the rules. Take care. Mwah.